Legendaries and welcome to RPG Digest. In this live stream formatted podcast, we discuss tabletop role playing games and comment on my echoing in the future. <laughs> I'm bouncing off something in there. Echo, you weren't echo. before, were you? Echo. It's probably because I was talking quieter. I yell oh. when I'm on this stream. <laughs> I am John Max Liao Echo, your favorite, most cherished, curmudgeon, critic, judge. And person who likes to hear himself speak so much, I hear myself twice. Along with me is the much more reasonable and only uh, solo talker, Brett Heathen Dog Grismer. How are you today? I'm doing all right. You know, had a little too much fun last night, instead of too late. But uh, yeah. other than that, I'm okay. Pretending you're 16 again, sneaking out. <laughs> I actually, funny story, my mom brought that up like two weeks ago. The one <laughs> time I snuck out, I got caught. <laughs> coming back in i got caught and uh it wasn't even worth it because the, the town i lived in the town i grew up in was just dead at night i mean Jeez. there was nothing going on there wasn't even anything bad to do so it wasn't you wouldn't it. know that i've got sunshine on this side as well i think the shadow is getting darker and darker every <laughs> every right. week wow stop it son uh, yeah i don't think i ever did i ever sneak out oh well no the only time i remember sneaking anything i was like six years old and we used to go play this dump because you know kids you know you had all we had woods to play in we had uh you know a little baseball field to play we had all this stuff but there was a dump where people used to throw metal and you know washer and dryer parts and i don't know probably use condoms i just whatever right and we went and us kids like to go there my mom was like you will not go there and i still did Oh, I got caught. It's but just other than like that, looking at us, something like that, you just got to get a tetanus shot. Right? <laughs> that's, that's how bad it was, too. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't remember sneaking out ever. I usually just said, I'm going to go. No, you're not. Bye. <laughs> well, when I had a license, that was. Sun yeah. is over. Yes, Spectrofire. Spectrofire comes from his vampiric shadow. <laughs> so how are you doing, Spectrofire? I noticed that he's been posting a little bit more in Baldahar's, uh uh, a sexy anime room, so that's good. Good to see you here, Baldahar. Always a pre uh, Baldahar. Oh my god, <laughs> I've mixed up Spectrofire and Baldahar. I don't know how I did that. Well, whoever the fuck you are, thank you for being here. <laughs> no thanks, Spectrofire. Oh my god, Baron G Rock, and yeah, not echoing now. Yeah, yeah, he fixed it. So, uh, why am I looking over there when I can look over here straight in front of me? That's weird. Uh, okay, so uh, Adam's Coke. Hello, hello. 
Violent Souls everything. Good afternoon to you as well. Happy daylight savings time. Actually, happy return to fucking normal time for everybody. I gotta stop cursing. I am really cursing a lot all of a sudden. Yes, uh, it's not segment two yet. Nope. Uh, an extra hour. <laughs> Have fun last night. That's true. Uh, this tree leaves means no shade to protect you from being burned by the sun. I guess I do actually have a tree there. I don't know if it grows leaves. <laughs> I always just see the trunk. Uh, so I had to clean up that channel a bit. What? Duplicate posts. Wait, what are we talking about? Talk about this one. Oh. You brought up the sexy anime and he had to clean it up because there was duplicate posts apparently. Oh, oh, oh. Well, th that's kind of the... That's kind of the Spectrifier Baldahar channel. <laughs> Whatever they want to do in there. Uh, Our people loves dirty room. I am so confused. Well, it's your wife. English is her second language, so there you go. My room's clean. I actually clean My it room up. It's dirty, but it's hidden. So yeah. it's hidden. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually clean it before every uh, RPG Digest segment. Gets dirty, I blame a cat. There you go. Um, yeah, so uh, what do we've got going on? I mean, Friday's stream went pretty well. You said you watched a little bit of it. Yeah, um, I was in and out. Yeah. I, I, did you see the part where I had to bring back up the, the not Asian people? Oh, because of the tweet? Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, thank you for the attention. Apparently, they tried to get us banned and blocked and everything else. Good for them. Here we are. <laughs> That's because I think even YouTube realizes they're not actually Asians. Oh, I'm I'm sticking with that sticking one. To it, huh? right. I'm sticking to that one. Bring it on. I probably know more Kung Fu than you. Why? Because I'm more Asian than you. <laughs> <laughs> I did a 23 in me. I know who I am. Slow your roll, son. <laughs> I'm literally zero Asian. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. I see what he's saying. I see what he's saying now in the chat. All right, so um, I'm trying to think. This week has been, uh, for me, it's kind of been a boring week. Just, uh... yep, boring week. Okay. Nothing nothing exciting happened at all. I've been doing a lot of writing, as I was telling you before the stream. I've been doing a lot of writing, but uh, writing seems to go nowhere. <laughs> it really does. I'll be like, oh, I've been writing for four hours. Let's see what I've done here. Oh, look, a page. But... When you're trying to convert charts and so forth, you know, when one, one of your chart is basically a redo of the palladium speed factor chart, uh, you know, and you have to do all the conversions. Like, first of all, I have to go from, what is it, uh, yards per round to miles per hour. Then I have to go redo all that from kilometer, uh, what are meters to kilometers? You identify as Asian, makes you Asian nowadays, I guess. Well, remember, stop Asian hate. Stop Max hate. There you go. Max Liao. Liao is Chinese. And Crafty gave us seat for being Chinese. I get $25. Thank you, Crafty. Thank you. <laughs> it's right. not a super chat. It's not a super chat. Ethan Dodd's trying to count every penny that he can get. <laughs> well, guess what? It's still going to the contest. Son of a bitch. Oh, uh, no, actually, this doesn't have to. No, this doesn't have to because uh, this stuff goes straight to PayPal. See, the problem is, is Google doesn't do PayPal. So uh, all the Google super chats and ad revenue and so forth go to the bank account directly. All the Twitch stuff and, and uh, Streamlabs and so forth, that goes to, goes to uh, uh, PayPal. So 
Well, okay. You're right. Because it was based on Sino-Soviet. Jesus. So, hey, you don't tell me how to run my business, sir. <laughs> there is no heathen dog support here. Or I'll cut him out. I will write him out of the will and still take his Shadowrun videos. <laughs> oh, oh. Look at that. See, he's gone. He cut himself out. Good for him. I'm going to be, what's that dude, uh, Microsoft guy? My kids ain't getting nothing. Nothing. <laughs> oh, wow. What, what is going on today? It's, I think it's because I don't have any intro to talk about. I literally had the most boring week you could have. I, I got my son's birthday party this weekend. That's about it. How old? Ten. What? Oh, a whole decade. Woo. A whole decade old, yeah. A decade of him being alive. Can you imagine 10 years ago? No, I can't imagine 10 years ago. It sucked. Sucked. Wow. <laughs> babies are bad. I mean, visiting babies are cool because you can like, oh, they're so cute. And then you can leave and not take them with you <laughs> for nighttime and such. Fair. Fair. Let's go, let's go through our, our stuff. Maybe we'll just jump into this today. I... Yeah, I'm just trying to think of anything interesting to talk about. And really, like I said, I, I was writing and oh, nobody wait, cares wait, what wait, I'm writing wait, about. Bruce had some shattering hate. Uh-oh. Can I give a shout out the idea of the world? What? Oh, wait, wait, which edition are you talking about? Because after like third or fourth edition, when they completely rewrote it, it I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. But first and second edition, and to be fair, I have to admit, I do like second edition a little better, even though first edition has that warm place in my heart. Uh, I really liked first and second edition. But when uh, but it got to, the third, fourth, and whatever, it just it went off the rails. It completely changed a different game. I mean, it's it was almost as bad as Watsy generic game 3.0. Did uh, what? <laughs> Warlock is a slur against witches. <laughs> First of all, witches is a slur against witches because <laughs> fuck because fuck witches. <laughs> All you dumbass little Wiccans out there thinking, oh, look at me, I do magic and I want to be an old ancient druid, but with some 1960s hippie that came up with the religion instead. Shut the fuck up. You know, I, I, back in the back in my hate. Oh, just lost like eight viewers. Yep. <laughs> did you see? Did you see that number jump? Yeah. Yep. Good. I hope you were all Wiccan. When I was uh, when I was actually in my occult phase back in the 90s and uh, I was doing a lot of research on religions and whatnot, I still made fun of Wiccans then. Ugh. You deserve it. Bunch of little freaking hippie tree huggers. Third edition. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I have a fourth edition book and I couldn't get through it. I don't even remember why. I just remember I couldn't get through it. I think I got it for free, though. Somebody gave it to me. Uh, third edition, uh, I didn't like because of how it handled the physical add-up stuff. I didn't even buy third and fourth edition. I was like, nah, I'm good. I got, yeah. I got first and second. I'm fine. Yeah, you're fine with, with, well, you're fine with both, really. But you're, you're really fine with second edition. Third edition just overpowered the, uh, the physical add-ups. Oh. So, Violent Souls Everything says first or third is same core mechanic, and third was good until Facet closed and FanPro took over. I think mine actually says FanPro on it. Mm -hmm. Well, no, no, I'm, never mind. Never mind. Which side is it on? Oh, that's right. I moved them over here. Uh, Shadowrun. No, it does say Facet Corporation. Never mind. Yeah, FanPro is for the fourth edition one. So. Yeah, and when, when these videos do come out, I don't want anyone giving me hate about, oh, you didn't. 
you didn't uh, throw up the uh, the designer's webpage to buy it. It's like Facet Corp doesn't exist anymore. You, there, right. there is no there is no helping the developer. All right. Matt, Crafty says uh, he's fine with Cyberpunk over Shadowrun. I, I like both. To be fair, I like both. If I want, if I want Magic, I do Shadowrun. If I don't want Magic, I do Cyberpunk. It's pretty much that simple for me. Yeah. I think Cyberpunk actually has a better net running system than Shadowrun. But D twenty Modern is better than Fourth Edition Shadowrun. Again, I don't know. I don't know the rules for Fourth Edition Shadowrun. Yeah, like I, I, said, I, I, even get I, I, I looked over their website and I was like, hmm, pass. Fanfro is also second half of uh, third edition. Okay. You can blame them for the insanity things like Year of the Comet. Uh. Uh. What? Netrunners should be taken out back and shot? What is your problem? They're better than Deckers. Well, I mean, rules-wise, they're better than Deckers. Decker, I think Shadowrun tried too hard to be like, look, look, you can have fun with this. Let's have you dive in and have fun with this. Be your own thing. Well, unless you're a party of six Deckers, everybody else is bored. Yeah, basically, yeah. You, or oh, your board. got to do stuff. All right, let's go. Let's, let's come back in an hour. Uh, Cyberpunk Red net running is easier to run now. I, I looked at it, and I'm sure you know why I'm saying this, but uh, yeah, I couldn't buy it. All right, so let's move on to... Uh, let's get our banners up. Let's, let's talk about things we have going on with the old legions of myths. Everything's plural now. We have discords and locals and red bubbles. And uh, I want to thank um, Rob's Game Group for shouting out our Redbubble. Sweet. That was pretty cool. And our contest. Rob's Game Group also has his own Redbubble. So you can probably find that on his Discord. Uh, he has his Dungeon Pastor shirts in nice bright orange for you to see. So uh, you, can, you can find Rob's Game Group on YouTube. And I'm sure he's got a link to some of his stuff somewhere. If not, well, I just shouted him out and you're going to have to go search for it. That's called Yay. Google Foo. Google Foo. You can find us on the website, Odyssey. Did I do anything with the website this week? I don't even remember putting up last week's videos on the website. Ah, oh, crap. I don't know. Maybe I did. I'm telling you, this week has just been like... Um, you can find us on Odyssey, which I think I'm there right now. Nobody ever types in there. But I, just in case somebody does type, I am there right now. Watching. Waiting. I've been waiting for a nerd like you. Uh, then we're on YouTube, Twitch, and PayPal. Streamlabs, which is where we get the best bang for buck, and apparently you get to dictate where the money goes somehow in my, in my business. My business. <laughs> Renraku Ecology was at the end of second edition, so that'd be fast. Yeah, Renraku is uh, FASA. I didn't know that they took uh, no, they took that out. Uh, oh, Arcology, okay. Renraku is like too iconic. If they took that out of Shadowrun, I'd cry. Yeah, it's, it's like taking ass technology out. It's crazy. Yeah, right? Forgot about them. But yes, I do remember them now that you said it. I'm echoing again. Gatekeepers on, I think it's Tuesday this week. And Bruce is, oh, dang it, my Discord's minimized. Hold on. Bruce Lombardo of Dick's Division is going to be hosting Gatekeepers this week. Let me get it up. To, there we go. One event. Boom. He is going to talk how to run a fun foil NPC for your campaign. So, want to figure out how to run an NPC that can foil? Ah, Mr. Bond. Uh, can run in the background, can tease and heckle and uh, make your characters do all types of weird things that they didn't want to do and not realizing that they were working for the man or however he wants to foil you. You can watch on Tuesdays at, uh, what time do you say this was going to be? 
<laughs> I gotta get that back. Uh, Tuesday at 7.30 Central Time, 8.30 Eastern. And that's gonna be on Bruce Lombardo's. I will try to remember to shout out his channel a little later. I don't have it up right now. But you can go to YouTube and type in Bruce Lombardo. Look for the bald guy. You'll find him. <laughs> uh, you guys are getting close to wrapping up City of Villains. We are. I'm at level 49. Level 50 is the max. Everyone is within a level or two of that. So uh, we'll be uh, finishing that up and figuring out what other game to play. If anyone has any ideas on what game to play on a uh, Thursday and Saturday night, that would be great. Throw the ideas into our Discord and uh, we will see what we can do about them. Free games are great. Cheap games are good. Uh, AAA games are probably not going to happen because I'm not going to make people spend 50, 60 bucks just to play two days a week on stream. But uh, yeah, throw me your uh, suggestions and we'll see what we can do. Well, get a red bubble or a Teespring or a tea, whatever, public or Cafe Press. Oh God, Cafe Press. Or I don't know. Get get something. Sell your stuff. Sell your little rainbow. Oh, look at me. Diversity G-Rock logo. <laughs> uh, I'm an asshole. Uh, let's see. What shenanigans? I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. I never know what we're doing. We just make it up. Somebody says this is what you're supposed to do this week, and we say, oh, okay. Like, somebody said, hey, are you doing Castles and Crusades? I was like, sure, why not? Why not? That's what we'll do. I can do that this week. Sure. I think, yeah. think I've got a PDF of that. Yeah, somewhere. I want to thank all of our monetary backers, Twitch subscribers, people who give us some cheers, YouTube members, Super Chats, our locals, backers, our Streamlab, and PayPal donators. We've already received a little bit of funds today. I don't know if you saw on Friday, but we got a bunch of Super Chats on Friday. Well, for us, a bunch of Super Chats, so I was really happy with that. Oh, Baron G-Rock's in trouble. What? What do you do? Oh! <laughs> oh, I can put that on the screen. Touche, sir. Touche. I did put that on the screen. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I want to thank our awesome viewers, except for Baron G-Rock after that one, because I have to go hide and cry. <laughs> our Twitch followers, YouTube subscribers, chatters, and lurkers. And of course, if you don't want to donate to us, you can donate to the Wounded Warrior Project. It is Christmas time, and some Wounded Warriors probably want your project. Is that how that works? Yeah. 100%. And currently we have four items about to maybe sneak in a fifth item soon of uh, four items we're giving away once we hit 3,000 subscribers. And uh, if we get enough money, we'll put a fifth one in there. Don't know what it is. I, it's not really a poll, but I put a little question up there on our Discord asking, hey, what would you like to see for the fifth book? And if it's something weird, I'm just going to ignore it out of hand. But if it's something I think people would be interested in, hey, you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe you can suggest what our fifth book is going to be. Six, seven. Um, if you could get a hold of it. Well, no, I'll I'll have you make it with the with the with your super secret website. <laughs> with my super secret, the super secret website everybody knows about. Yep. That one. Uh, uh, half of super chats and and apparently ad revenue because I have a hard time separating those out. But uh, goes to uh, the subscriber giveaway, not to Heathen Dog. I'm taking it straight from because I'm still keeping my fifty percent. I'm taking oh, it directly from him. God, I feel like Lando and Cloud City. This deal's getting worse <laughs> all the time. Pray I don't alter it any further. <laughs> Funny, I just watched that last night. 
while I was really? typing. Yeah, I, well, I just watched it because I, I, when I'm typing, I don't want something that I'm going to pay attention to. It's got to be something that I can have in the background. So it's usually like when I'm going to sleep, it's Rick and Morty because I've watched all those episodes like about 400 times. Uh, if I'm typing, Star Wars is a good one because they last a long time, you know, two hours each. Uh, so I can just type. Yeah. So I watched uh, the original trilogy last night while I was typing. Oh, already here? There it is. All right. So today we are going to continue on talking about castles and crusades we got a lot of commentary <laughs> from the last one about why it's called eighth printing versus eighth edition uh just just for those uh future viewers out there i knew why it was called eighth printing versus eighth edition i just like watching heathen dog squirm because he just doesn't like it <laughs> no <laughs> like i mean I understand why it makes sense why, uh, you know, heathen dog doesn't like it and it's unusual. Normally I'm the one that doesn't like things. So whenever I can rub it into heathen dog's face is that, you know, that he doesn't like something, it makes me feel better. Awesome. I feel better off of other people's pain. I'm glad I could help. <laughs> wow. And remember everybody, RPG digest is a live stream podcast discussion, not a concise step-by-step -step tutorial. We may deviate off topic. And go on every tangent that comes through my noggin, because I'm a chipmunk. Can you say Enjoy. podcast and and again? Because your voice went really high. I want to hear that again. Uh, what do you mean and? Where, where's the you went, and? You went RPG Digest as a live stream podcast discussion. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, I maybe maybe I'm hitting puberty finally. There you go. Hey, guys, I got puberty. Oh, oh God, I just hurt my throat. Oh. <laughs> Changes. <laughs> no one here is going to get that well no a couple people will but no one else please follow us on our discord our locals Redbubble, because heathen dog eventually one day i've been threatening this for like eight months but then again i've been threatening a bunch of my own stuff for eight months too uh, uh it's been threatening the shadow run series you know one day he'll finish it you see like george rr R. martin with his books it's gonna be heathen dog heathen dog rr R. martin uh <laughs> with his videos <laughs> uh and you can buy our stuff on redbubble got some good stuff out there getting uh actually i'm getting a ton of looks like way more looks like people are like hmm i want to buy that stuff and, and uh no. what's that and then no and uh, yeah and then they put it in their favorites because those are the things i can see but the sales not so much <laughs> so it's kind of funny it's like maybe they're just saving it for christmas maybe i'm gonna get a christmas rush there you go That'd be cool. And of course, you can follow us on the website on Odyssey. I really love it when you guys watch the videos on Odyssey. I really do. And YouTube, Twitch. And if you want to donate to us, those are the links that you can donate. One day, YouTube's going to let us have uh, uh, super thanks. You know what super thanks are, Heathen Dog? I do not. Yeah, it's where after the fact, people can watch the video and click a thank button and give you two bucks. <laughs> hey, I like that. I, right cool. does it does anybody ever use that I, i've never heard of anybody ever using a super thank uh, maybe one day we can have that and of course we have our three thousand subscriber giveaway currently there are four books in this maybe there will be five six seven twenty later who knows but for now there are four books in our subscriber giveaway uh and if you're watching this after we have a hundred thousand subscribers well reminisce about this day yep there you go. All right, let me get stuff up on the screen. What are okay? So Sharis asked a question about what is eighth printing. the The reason they call eighth printing and not eighth edition is because eighth printing is just as compatible with first printing as as eighth printing is. 
They don't change the rules. They don't change uh, how the game is played. They just clarify some things and tweak some stuff to make it make it better. Fix things they broke. Clear up some writing. Although I think we disagreed with that last week. Um, share. Yeah. Oh yeah, share. Share that too. Share it all. Yep. Share everything. Share us. I will let you whore me out. Share me. Share yep. me with everybody. <laughs> Zoom in on this. And uh, see anything else in here? Uh, did, did I miss any chat? What's that again? Maybe do an entire campaign focused on net running? Ugh. We could do stuff like playing more story missions we hadn't played yet. Crab game. Thanksgiving happens before Christmas, does it? Well, maybe for you, crazy people. Not but me, to me, US. but for yeah, for <laughs> me, it's Christmas happens the day after Halloween. Right, it's already Christmas time. Crazy Christmas at Ground Zero, uh, Savage Land. Okay, so I answered that. Not doing things like completely changing the spell list. Which classes can use spells? I don't think so. Yes, heard his last internet feeling. Best Shadowrun campaign I ever ran was in college. And I, best, actually, you know what's funny? Shadowrun, I, my best experiences were when I first started playing it. I think this is even before I met Ethan Dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we I never, started playing it in high school. Yeah, we never played on Andrews, did we? Never played Shadowrun, no. I didn't have any of my books. They were all at home. I had them, but I never wanted to run it because I was running Earth on. Mm-hmm. Ha! Drink! Uh, okay. So, uh, what is a super thing? Oh, it's... That many balloons this time. <laughs> All right, caught up on chat. Let's uh, let's go to where, what, pa- you know what page? You Next one is what night? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's a PDF page forty-six. Oh, I went way past it. Forty-six, really? Yep. Okay, my screen is stuck. So give it a moment. There we go. If we covered it last week, I don't remember covering it last week. I'm pretty sure we started. Yeah, because this is what. Uh, yeah, we talked. Yeah, we we talked, yeah, we, we talked, yeah, about, we, we talked about the illusionist. illusionist. Yep. Down, down. It's the next one. There you go. Did we talk about illusionist? Yes. That's right, because you didn't like the. Um... Yeah, the, uh, in the last, in the last, sorry, the last printing. Yeah. I hated illusionist, and this time I don't know if it if it's uh, you know rose colored lenses or whatever, but I hated it less. <laughs> a couple of the things that were brought up in comments one uh people trying to either correct us or explain to us why clerics are the way they are guys we've been playing for 40 years we understand why it is we still have opinions about it yeah. um but hey i do appreciate the comment it's just <laughs> like i kind of felt that some of them were that well actually <laughs> and then um well, there's one other thing that was mentioned and i'll probably remember that while that, that was kind of a common talking point oh uh this book when we did the seventh edition one apparently that one ended at like 14th 15th level or something like that so a lot of these levels that we're seeing that are higher are new, yeah weren't, weren't in the seventh they're in the castle keeper guide so yeah now that was good clarification so okay so now that we're like 50 minutes into this and people on youtube are probably angry but hey, that's okay remember i had the disclaimer at the beginning we're going to talk about the night so uh prime requisite charisma now that's a little surprising, don't you think? That is a new one. I didn't. I, I wasn't expecting that. I was not. By the way, if anybody uh, you know cares, uh, 
the 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 way this this class is, it harkens back to first edition D and D Cavalier. Nice. Get your RPG Digest mug. And this one can go in the microwave, unlike the Spreadshirt ones. What it happens in the microwave for the Spreadshirt ones? What's that? Do, do they melt? What happens? I don't know. Probably break or whatever. It says oh. don't. It's only for cold liquids. Um, oh. It dice D10 alignment any. Okay, well, they, I mean, they're not paladins or knights. That's fine. No, Weapons exactly. allowed any except code of conduct limitations. They have a code of conduct. I don't know if I like that term. Well, like, like it like seems said, a little I mean, business like to me. It seems like they're more cavalier. No, I, I, I'm absolutely cool with that. I don't know. I think yeah. this could sound more knightly. <laughs> like the code of conduct just kind of sounds like UCMJ, you know? Yeah, or <laughs> or uh, some some kind of corporate thing you got to sign. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean yeah. the UCMJ actually sounds cooler. You know, uniform code of military justice. You know, at least that's like, oh, okay, I'm I'm in the, I'm in the knighthood now, buddy. But uh, okay, let's just move on. Uh, let's see, at first level, birthright mount starts with a birthright mount fully equipped. Well, that's kind of better than like a paladin, but you'd yeah. expect a knight. Now, now to be fair, a lot of knights actually didn't have horses. And this one's fully equipped. Uh, horse armor and barding and whatnot is expensive. Mm -hmm. Or it usually is in games. So well, we'll, we'll see if there's limitation to that because obviously this is going to be ability we read below. So right, embolden, uh, embolden all within thirty foot radius. So kind of got some bard, but uh, again, you've got the the mounted knight who's the lord of the land, or could be, could be. I don't know how Castle Crusades does it, but kind of historically speaking, the lord of the land. I mean, that's going to inspire you, right? Oh, so it was code of chivalry before. Oh man, that's so much better. Yeah, it was a that was a lot better. Code of conduct is just like I said, it's a it's a corporate form. Thank you for that catch because I didn't play seventh edition, so thank you for that. That's um yeah, hundred percent. The code of chivalry is so much better than code of conduct. I'm sure there's a forum post somebody's gonna correct me. I'm like, well, they changed it because okay, fine. Um demoralize, uh so not only can you embolden your team, you can demoralize the enemy team. Again, you got the Lord of the Land on there, and you know how people like to build up the Lord of the Land to be some hero, even though he's nothing more than a schmuck, just that has shiny armor. But hey, shiny armor, and he's got the the, the tapestries around him, and <laughs> all all the little kids flying the flags when he goes into battle. And the stories about about him are are way well way better than what they actually are because those kids are actually back there. Take us away, Mister. Take us away. <laughs> Battlefield dominance can use Inspire and Bolden and Demoralize in the same round and call to arms. All right, description. Last week was an hour and 40 minutes on those classes. I don't want to do that again. So we're going, so we're going, to, we're going to try to uh, breeze through this stuff while still giving you the uh, good overview. So upon wide swept, I don't care about that. The knight is the archetypical military leader. Okay, makes sense with the abilities here. Mm -hmm. Good with that. Uh, they are trained from an early age. In the use of weapons, armor, siege engines, tactics, strategy, and horsemanship, they live by a code of behavior, well, code of conduct now, that sets them apart from uh, normal warriors. Though this code may vary between cultures, it follows several basic tenets. Courage in the face of battle, service to one's lord, honor, faith, humility, generosity, and loyalty. So, essentially, this could be a samurai. Bushido type thing, yeah. Yeah, this could be a, a medieval knight. Sure. Uh, what, what did they, what were they called? Yeah. I'm trying to think what they were called for the Aztec. Was it like a Jaguar warrior or something like that? They something similar as well. Anyway, um, they are a cast of professional mounted warrior leaders. 
They do not judge another's wealth in terms of land or money, but rather by action and deed. So they've got a little paladin-esque there. To a knight, a pauper who unseated 40 foes in a tournament is wealthier than a potentate whose foot has never touched a field of battle. Okay. By the same token, a knight able to supply... I'll be okay. A knight able to supply his fellows with fresh mounts, armor, and weaponry is respected far more than one who hoards wealth. So they're charitable. Yeah, so it's like a paladin without the spells. So far, so far I'm cool with this. I mean, it sounds knightly. So, knight's ability on the field of battle makes... Okay, the knight's ability on the field of battle makes him a leader in almost any situation. All right. Power flows from strength of will, leadership, and individual charisma. The latter is the most salient characteristic of all knights. Again, very paladin-esque without the magic, which is cool. Right. I, I like that. Okay, of knights, da 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 don't care. Weapons, knight's selection of weapons limited by the knightly code of conduct. <laughs> I really do. Every time I see that, I think I'm signing like, a, like a, uh, I'm trying to get a new iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> a knight may use any melee weapon except whips. The sa- What? No what? saps? Come on. No whips? How do they punish each other? Punish me, punish me. Pun- uh, chains or the like. In general, they cannot use weapons associated with cowards or cowardly deeds. Okay, so this is definitely the iconic knight, not the real knight. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. You're playing a game based on fantasy tropes. So. Sure. Bows are rarely used by knights, though occasionally, uh, but occasion does permit their use in siege warfare at attorney. The castle keeper should make that determination. I pick up my bow. No, you don't. No, no, you don't. All right, armor, they train the art of war. They can wear pretty much everything. At least 10% of a knight's income must be given as a scuttage to the knight's superior lord. Oh, wow. So it's tithe. Instead of tithing the church, you have to tithe to your lord. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, what are these abilities? Birth rate mount. This one's important. A trained and healthy mount is important to a knight's station and status in addition to his starting money. Oh, okay, now I can say that. Oh, my God. <laughs> you do singular here, and then you do plural here. Ugh. Ah, uh, in addition to their starting money, knights begin play with a fully outfitted riding horse. Uh, blanket saddleblades, okay. The mounts are hardier than most, having 2d8 plus 2 hit points. A riding horse is not trained for combat, and a knight has some difficulty fighting from a riding horse. All right. Well, then why does it give a light war horse stats as well? Uh... Okay. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Maybe yeah. you can. Maybe you can pick one or the other. It it doesn't say that in the anywhere in the birthright mount description. Because typically, riding horse. typically Specifically the riding, says horse is... riding horse, and yet light warhorse stats are there. I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't know either. Okay. I mean, uh, typically the the riding horse is faster, but here it's not. It's the same. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you even bother with the riding horse? If if you have this option, otherwise I go with Heathen Dog. Why is this here? Okay, you know, let's just move on. Horsemanship, dexterity, knights are trained in mounted combat. That makes sense. Okay, what can you do with that, though? Cover, a knight can drop and hang alongside a mount. Well, there you go. That's how you use riding cool. land base. Yep. yep. Plus six bonus to the knight's armor class. Wow. Oh, from those on the opposite side. Opposite got it. side, yeah. It'll probably be easier to hit him from those on the other side. <laughs> oh, thanks for bringing your head oh. down. I appreciate well, it. Well, not necessarily, because it's a it's a smaller target. Instead of being vertical, you you, you got a, got a little rounder thing. 
Uh, I mean, unless somebody's ready to club the horse on the side or ready to club you right there, but yeah, I don't think then you'd be that dumb to use cover, but hey, I could be wrong. Deflect. This entails some mount be, uh, being moved between the opponent and the knight or positioned to offer maximum cover for the knight. Oh, this is giving up your mount. Good job, horsey. You cannot be an earth on cavalryman. <laughs> Not with this one. Uh, plus four bonus to the knight's armor class and plus two bonus to the... What? Entails some mount being moved between the opponent and the knight or position to offer maximum cover for the knight. It says nothing about the mount here, but the mount gets a bonus as well. You're using the mount as the freaking cover and it gets a bonus for some reason. I don't get that. Maybe because the target is just so intent on hitting the knight. He's like, what the, uh, get back over here. Yeah, I, don't I don't get that at all. That doesn't make any sense to me. Fall softly. A knight can attempt to take no damage after falling from a mount by rolling to the side, leaping. Okay, that's cool. Makes I, sense. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Leap. They may direct the mount to leaps, obstacles as part of movement. All right. Okay. No taller than two-thirds the height of the horse. That's okay. Charge a knight welter. Now here we go. Ah. A knight is well trained in the use of a lance when fighting yeah. from a mount and charging a knight inflicts triple damage upon a successful wow. hit. Well, no, no, that that's not new. That's not new. No, it's not, it's not new, yeah. but uh that's cool. Yeah, that's one of the things that uh, it's always been a, a problem for like mounted combat in games. It's like you're only good when you're in the open field. And how often do you actually get that? Because game masters or castle keepers or dungeon masters, whatever, always want to be tactical, have something going on. So just when you think, oh, I get to charge, I get to charge, I get to charge. Oh, nope, there's a dip. Uh, there's a there's a ditch. It's lit. Not, it's lit a fire. You know, punchy sticks are coming up at you. <laughs> like, oh, I still don't get to charge. Can I do it in a dungeon? Inspire. So what's this? At level first level, a knight can affect up to 12 creatures. 25 creatures at third level. Wow. 50. Woo. The now, mere what presence of a knight on the field of battle gives this bonus. Oh, uh, okay. what, what is the bonus to? Uh, inspire companions, followers. Any person friendly to the knight's immediate endeavor gains a bonus to hit. To hit! Equal to the charisma modifier of the knight. Wow! That's yeah. awesome! That's up to plus three if you got an 18. That's awesome. I like that. It, it, it makes up for the fact that I can never charge because the GM is smarter than me. Um, yeah. <laughs> in a third level knight's confidence and fearlessness in the face of danger instills courage. Okay, uh, plus one bonus. Oh, sorry. Bonus plus one to strength, constitution, dexterity, intelligence, saving throws, a plus two to wisdom, charisma, saving. Okay, cool. Oh, that's how demoralized. This ability cannot be used in conjunction with demoralize or inspire. Oh, so I can't, yeah. I can't embolden you and, and uh, demoralize them? Ooh. Not at the same time, not yet. Well, it's probably done based on speeches and so forth as well. So, I mean, that's why it's charisma-based. Yeah. Or it could just be, ding! <laughs> it says, it says the, per, the, 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 the knight's mere presence. So that is true, you are right. Yeah. You are right, it did say that. At fifth level, the knight causes fear and dread in the ranks of foes and enemy forces. Enemies to the knight's immediate and... I'm sorry. Yeah, enemies... Okay, I was thinking something different here and not reading the words right. Enemies to the knight's immediate endeavor suffer a penalty of minus four to charisma checks. What, it turns them ugly? <laughs> no, I get it. No, it, 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 it shakes their confidence so yeah. much that people don't want to be around them, I guess. Uh, in addition, the affected foes must successfully save versus fear at a minus four, suffer a minus one penalty hit. Wow. That seems pretty powerful, doesn't it? Yeah. I want a okay. knight on my side. Well, that's probably the point. Yeah. If I'm ever uh, going into a large combat, now I'm going to have me in some knights. A thousand creatures at 12th level. 
They got siege combat wrapped up, man. Now, to be fair, there's probably going to be a knight on the other side. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Maybe not. The black knight. Do orcs have knights? <laughs> no. Bat no. Battlefield dominance. At 8th level, the knight can use demoralize and bold and inspire in the same round. Oh, so that's just a level-based thing. All yeah. right, that's cool. I, I, I said that. Yeah, it comes in later. Yeah. Okay. Called arms at 10th level, a knight reaches a level of renown that allows him to attract followers to his cause. So, so that's the typical stuff you get for, okay, when, as you level up. Mm -hmm. Got it. High-level so progression. Level 15. That's what I learned. You, here you go. I'll let you start it with expert in arms then. Uh, the knight's experience in the art of war consumes their waking hours, and the battlefield hones their skills in the use of weapons and armor. At 13th level, during any combat where a knight is fighting alongside others, such as friend and allies, I hope so, the knight can exert themselves for one round, thereby improving the combat maneuvers of a party or group with them. All allies within 40 feet of a knight gain a plus or minus one modifier to any combat maneuver. Oh, that's appropriate. So a plus one if it helps, a minus one if it helps. Just it, if it helps. That's good. That's good. Seventeenth uh, level, it goes to two. Oh, charisma bonus. There it is. Fifteenth level, charisma bonus. E everyone, everyone gets a stat bonus at fifteenth level, except the barbarian, if I remember correctly. They they got a they get a uh, uh, armor reduction or a damage reduction. Spell, spell resistance what, was it? Oh, something like that. What, what what does a barbarian need with charisma? Yeah, fair enough. Honor attack. At seventeenth level, knights can deal an honor attack. In any formal situation, such as a joust, one-on-one -on -one combat, or a tournament, or whatever, they can call upon their noble spirit to disconcert their foe. So long as the battle is nobly fought and the knight does not yield a retreat, the knight's renown disconcerts their foe so much, you didn't need to use a disconcert twice. I mean, that's just, you know, bad writing. Uh, their opponent's AC for the honor attack is reduced by the knight's charisma modifier, and the knight can strike a blow, adding their charisma modifier to their bonus to hit and dealing double their normal damage. So you basically shame them into into helping you beat them to death. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Battle Lord. That's pretty good for being 20th level. I'm a Battle Lord. That's fine. Why can't I sign that contract? Yeah, right. I'm about with the Battle Lord contract. I don't know. After after Battle Lords of the twenty third century, we'll just call yeah, this Battle Lords of the third century before it got. <laughs> the knight achieves a level of battlefield mastery that allows him to influence their troops as never before. Men look to them for guidance, and women want to lay with them. That's how it works. The knight's Battle Lord <laughs> abilities not affect other player characters. All mass combat roles receive the knight's charisma bonus to their hit and damage roles, and provide allies with a plus one to their armor class. Wow. I want a 20th level knight on my side. <laughs> so I, I, I have to cut you off for a moment. What? I don't think you're using the right microphone. Really? Yeah. Let me check. Audio. Oh, you're right. I'm not. Hang on. As much as I like that because it makes me sound less echoey, because <laughs> I know I have a ton of reverb going on here. How's that? Oh, oh wow. Yes. So I had to un. Oh, but now now you're cutting in and out. <laughs> Don't beat your mic. Don't beat it up. At least get off camera so nobody can see the abuse. Can nobody can hear you? Nobody can hear you. You're no. You can't. You cannot be heard. Your mouth. Your mouth is moving, but nothing's coming out. <laughs> Lips are flapping, but ain't nothing coming out. 
You had it on for a second because I could hear your background fans and then it went away. Apparently you need new cables. Well, you know what? Well, Heathen Dog fixes his audio issues because apparently he's not a professional anymore. Yes. God, I'm getting, I get to sneak in all these digs. It, it pops on for like a second and then goes away. Not even a second, like a half a second. Yep, you're muted. All the people watching on YouTube right now are like, oh my god, I just wanted to see what was going on in this game. And Heathen Dog's got nothing. Might just have to go back okay. to the other mic. Oh, oh. Uh, give me a five count. Now? One, you, two, three, four, five. Yeah, sure. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, you, you went back to the other mic, didn't you? That's the webcam. Yeah, hang on. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to do conversion to oh, knighthood while you're figuring that out. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, conversion to knighthood at 21st level. Knights gain the extraordinary ability to confer an extraordinary form of knighthood. What? Gain the extraordinary ability to confer an extraordinary form of knighthood upon chosen NPCs. Converts must desire knighthood and act courageously. Okay. Da -da -da -da. NPCs without classes such as peasants become first level knights. So that's pretty cool. That's a great way of bringing in like a henchman or somebody into the group. Be like, your, your character died and be like, ah, I dub thee Sir Knight. These knights advance in level according to their own experience and gain a permanent plus one on hit rolls. All right. Do, 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 do. Path of Greatness. This is a permanent ability and one the knight must choose to take. They can choose to take the Path to Greatness at level 24. If chosen, the knight is now of such great renown and so powerful that he has become legendary. The knight is emblematic of a desire, hope, or dream. Okay, what do you, what do you get out of it, though? When in a fight against stronger opponents, knight receives the age... Okay, so the hit die level differential as a bonus. Wow. Wow. That's... Okay, that's pretty darn cool. So if you're fighting, say, a, a level or a 30 hit die creature, you get plus six. Kind of evens the odds a little bit. A little bit. That's cool. Creatures of animal or, low, or lower intelligence or anyone up to half the knight's level must make a successful charisma or intelligence check or they shun the knight, refusing to attack. Like, nope, out. That guy's too cool. Too cool for school. I want nothing to do with him. And furthermore, once a month, the night can alter the weather as... The, okay, okay, now, what? what? Stop. Time out. Time out. Time out. Why would a knight ever need the ability to control the weather? That seems a little... That seems a little meh in, in my book here. I mean, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's really cool, but it seems to be a little, seems to be a little meh. Uh, what do we got going on in chat? Uh, 7th edition is free. That is true. No, this is more entertaining than the game. Yeah. Can Heathen Dog fix his stuff? <laughs> wow, Heathen Dog sounds like he's in a toilet tank. Jeez. People. People, people, people. <laughs> the third printing of Monster Treasure, which gives you... Okay, da, da, da. all printings of the rules are the same. They just redo the artwork, editing, and formatting. Well, I think so. there were some changes. To the rules minor changes testing testing Whoa. jeepers creepers don't punch me in the ear hole well it's not my fault just i, got I can the hear light, a tv light working now so i can hear a tv in the background or me i don't know i hear something all right i had uh, you turned down well you might need headsets today i don't know uh <laughs> your mic's being extra sensitive all little right. snowflake well, microphone there. Um, did you, feelings. I'm sorry. Well, you punched it. I didn't. 
So did you see this path to greatness thing where the where uh, once per month, the night can alter the weather as the control weather spell? Why would a night? Why, how is that nightly? Where control weather? Where? Where is it? It's under path of greatness, which is actually oh. really cool. So if there's a level or hit die difference between the night and a creature. So let's say the creatures, you know, 30 hit dice and the night's 24th level. The, the night gets a plus six. You know, because well, he's I that awesome. All of the classes at 24th level have this, you know, super godlike right. power, which I get. I mean, yeah. when you get 24th level, you you should feel like you're the you know yep. greatest of the great because you are. But once once a month, the knight can alter the weather as the control weather spell. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It's it. I mean, I, I I would like to know the the uh, the flavor why that's there from whoever wrote this. Like, why did you put that in there? What kind of flavor are you trying to throw in here? Spectrofire answered the question. He said, "Well, they only want to ride into battle in perfect weather. It's got to oh, have. No. He's got to have the sun gleaming on him. The weather to, to get that beam of sunlight yes. on you, right? Yes, there it is to get that beam of sunlight. So, so you you can have your William Wallace moment. <laughs> or what you do is you make it cloudy all over the place, but just part the sky right there. Exactly. Yes. And right then, right but, where you're riding. You know, right. you're, you're riding in the in the light beam. That'd be awesome. Exactly. Okay, and about a mile or two behind you, you have the rain squalls going on. <laughs> that would look really cool. So, okay, I get it now. All right. <laughs> uh, okay, and you can see the rest of the abilities there. Oh, the wow! Yeah, it, I, gives a, it gives a, an example of a nightly code. I mean, of course, you're you're going to change it depending on what setting you do. If you're doing Asian or Japanese setting, it'll be a Bushido code. If you're doing uh, an uh, an East Asian setting, it'll 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 be some kind of Persian type thing or whatever. <laughs> But yeah, it's an example code. Yep, and I'm not going to read through it because uh, you can read through it yourself. And we've spent a lot of time on the night, and we have a bunch of other classes yeah, we to go. go. Monk. Go monk or go home. Oh, we are on monk now. All right. Yep. Cool. Okay. Primary attribute is constitution. That makes sense. Monks are all about self improvement, and that's constitution. Well, self deprecation, surviving the elements. You know, oh, it's only yeah. four thousand degrees outside. I'm sitting on hot coals. You know, what the hell? Let's just. Yeah, and to augment that, they get the D12 hit die. Yeah, so the hot so, coals only know, hurt them, a little bit. The barbarians, they're <laughs> killing it. Uh, their weapons, a lot of weapons. Um, a lot of different kinds of weapons. Brass knuckles, hatchet, scimitar. It's They, they got a range. <laughs> a monk with a cat of nine tails. Yeah. What the hell, dude? I don't get it, but all right. <laughs> hey, man, monks got to have fun, too. Okay, and they get lots of innate abilities that don't require checks. Fast movement, iron body, stun attack, hand-to-hand -hand combat. Uh, the only one, they have dex stuff, but that's for deflect missiles only. Everything else is just, just you know, gravy. They just get it. So so uh, let's stop here for just a second. Tangent time. Uh-oh. Um, I have never liked monks in any fantasy setting. Really? I mean, I like the idea of a monk, say, in, a, in, a, in an Oriental type setting, you know, because uh, that's what we all kind of envision the monk to be. I've never liked this type of monk in a in a westernized fantasy setting. Mm. I just they didn't seem to fit. You look at this list of powers that goes on for seven years now. I'm not saying that these are overpowered at all. Well, no, no, they're all the same power. They just get better as he levels up. He doesn't get new powers. Sure. He gets the same power just better no no i i get that but what yeah. what i'm saying is like i don't know i i've just never liked it it's just it just seemed 
more cartoony than needed to be. I get what people are going for, and if I were mm-hmm. pay, playing a, like a feng shui type game or or you know some sort of Hong Kong like game time, yeah, I I just don't like them in my fantasy games. What, what do you think about that? See what I know. I I understand if you're doing a a, a European type you know setting a monk who has these abilities is not the flavor of the game you know it, it kind of breaks immersion for me but i understand that everyone wants to play the asian monk fair for yeah yeah and so there and so they had to put it in here i get it i okay, get so- it but i agree with you that it it uh, it breaks immersion i need to put something on the screen here uh i kick-started because i didn't think that uh trollard games was going to use woke language so i kick-started it and uh disappointment abounds. yeah yeah disappointment abounds uh with regard to that outside of that i do like uh castles and crusades i actually like the system a lot mm-hmm. and this is this is part of the kickstarter i'm still waiting for my hardcover books but this is part of the kickstarter okay well let's go to the archetype below uh the monk is devoted to the perfection of the body and the mastery of mind over okay the the this is this is the second time they used the same word in the same sentence and they didn't have to yeah this is awful well third because you caught the last one i caught one as well okay there you go the monk is an expert in unarmed combat be it wrestling boxing kung fu or whatever whatever style is the flavor of your campaign some monks dedication to martial arts flows from a strong spirituality and they often live a stringent personal or organizational codes of okay yeah so uh a monk isn't doesn't have to have a code of conduct you know the little hr form but you should (laughs) the hr form yeah kind of like the knight you know you have to you have to initial here sign there purpose monks seek a perfect balance between physical strength and mental control of the body when in unison the monk has achieved the perfect unbeatable weapon but the path to attain this state is difficult and exhausting only those with great stamina and fortitude achieve it to achieve a harmonious balance of mind and spirit the monk must not be susceptible to wild urges emotions or other distracting mental conditions so not max liao not max liao and you can't be chasing the ladies what the fuck is the fun i'm sorry segment one sorry segment uh one. What, what's the fun of of that oh That's my word you know no no spicy <laughs> food no poontang no uh no wealth no i'm sorry no uh no extravagant wealth and such weapons now let, let's explain those weapons like cat of nine tails and brass knuckles are some of the weapons that they use a lot yeah, so yeah so i don't that, know why let's find out the monk generally prefers to engage only in hand-to-hand combat fair some might use simple or mundane weapons that appear innocuous but when mastered become deadly extensions of the body the choice of weapon reflects a philosophy common to all monks the desire to take that which is commonly perceived as weak and harmless and mold it into something strong and lethal okay now i understand their eclectic uh collection of weapon uses i get it now okay yeah armor monks cannot wear bulky armor and heavy armors are objects that weigh them down or restrict their movement. Instead, they rely upon their speed and skill at predicting a foe's movements and attacks so as to deflect and avoid blows intended to inflict mortal harm. All right, well, fine. well let's look at these abilities that help them live without wearing armor. I don't think it's going to work, but let's find out. Uh, naturally fast movement. They are naturally faster than most folk. Okay, and it gets better as they level. 
hand-to-hand combat. Among specialized in hand-to-hand combat, be it boxing, whatever, the martial skill imparts the unique ability to attack with hand, foot, other body part, or the whole body, and aids in defense. How does that, oh, share. There you go. Uh, the monk's hand-to-hand attacks and damage are shown in the monk's special abilities table. A monk begins with a single hand-to-hand attack and at level 6 gains an additional offhand secondary attack. The amount of damage these attacks inflict is shown in the table. Okay, monks have their own special attack and damage. And, table. and that's right. normal for yeah. every game that has monks, typically speaking, where their hands become magical. Yeah, whatever. Uh, they do yeah. extra damage with them so that uh, the monk doesn't have to carry a weapon. Okay, it's in the ca- Castle Keeper and Game section of this book. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll get to there later. And to be fair, I, I, armor I, class also increases with experience as indicated on the same table. So not only do their, do their damages and two hit and whatever number of attacks go up in a special case, their armor class goes up in a special case scenario as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, that may, okay, all right. And they get a plus two to all overbearing and grappling attacks. Just, 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 just to be clear, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Just to be clear, I'm not dunking on the monk when I'm like, yeah, 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 that's what they get all the time. I'm just saying that for purposes. I, I personally just don't like the monk class, and, and that's coming out a little bit, but I do like the way it is written up for Castles and Crusades so far. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're looking for your generic, you know, yeah. kung fu type, you know, monk, I mean, you have it right here. This is it. Iron Body. First level character gains a plus one bonus to saving throws versus disease, poison, paralysis, polymorph, petrification, and death. It increases to plus two at third, blah, blah, blah. And as you get higher, it gets higher. Great. Stun Attack. Monks can focus a hand-to-hand attack so as to stun an opponent. Okay. Uh, the foe successfully struck by the attack must make a con check, or con throw, saving throw, or be stunned and un- unable to act for 1d4 rounds. It's basically like, you know, box the ears or do a nerve nerve attack or whatever. It's the same thing. Yeah, I get it. Uh, once per ability, once per round, no more than once per level per day. Okay, so you could do a number of days equal to your level, but only one time per round. All right. Deflect and that, and now we start getting into the stuff that's uh, that becomes definitely magical. Mythbusters, yeah. myth, bu- uh, Mythbusters uh, uh, busted this myth. It can't be done. Uh, monks' reflexes and body control allows them ability to deflect non-magical missiles, including, but not limited to, arrows, axes, bolas, bolts, uh, bullets. Bullets? There's bullets? Did they get guns in this game? I forget. Clubs, well, daggers, well, bullets darts, are hammers, for uh, slings. Bullets oh, are for okay. slings. All right. Yeah. They're, they're, I guess they are considered bullets, yeah. Hammers, harpoons, javelins, nets. J- nets? How do you... How do you deflect a net? Hey, man, I'm a monk. All right. That's, that's my answer. How do you deflect a net? I don't get that. Okay. When the monk would normally be hit by a ranged weapon, the, why can't you just say ranged weapon? I mean, it pretty much covers everything. Well, uh, when the net when the net hits you, the, the, the monk does that little twirly dance and then takes it and now has the net as a weapon. There you go. Uh, when the monk would normally hit by a ranged weapon, the monk can attempt to deflect the attack by making a dex check. If the check succeeds, the monk deflects the weapon and suffers no damage. This can be done once per round at levels two through five, twice at level, and it goes up as you go up. Okay. The monk must be aware of the attack to use the ability, so you can't use it on surprise. Get it. An attempt to deflect a ranged weapon counts as the monk's primary unarmed attack. So if you're level, what, one through five before you get an offhand attack, that's your only thing you can do per round. If a monk is high enough level to make a secondary unarmed attack, the monk may still make use of secondary attack if the missile... Blah, blah, blah. Okay. If three or more missiles are deflected, the secondary attack is considered used. All right. The ability cannot be used against a siege weapon. No kidding. <laughs> Why? I can deflect trebuchet. Why? 
I'm a monk. I'm a juggernaut. I'm glad they made that distinction. <laughs> I'm glad they make that distinction because I do not want to see a monk de deflecting oh, a flaming And you trebuchet. know some player would be like, it just says ranged attack. It's just ranged attack. That's it. <laughs> trebuchet round is a ranged attack. It's a giant uh, rock that's on fire. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's bigger. It's as big as a wagon and it's coming at you. Right. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's really cool. I like that. Okay. Iron Fist. Beginning at third level, the monk has begun to master their martial ability to such an extent that their unarmed attacks strike as if dealt by a magic weapon. Oh, they get plus one. And, and here are the pluses right here. Yeah. Yep. All right. That's cool. This does not confer any actual bonus to damage. It just strikes as if it were magic. Okay. So if anyone has any, you know, uh, immunity to normal weapons, then you can get beyond that slow fall oh this is the uh this is the uh um uh anime and uh and asian movie tropes now well i mean to be fair that's what all these monk abilities yeah, are so yeah. a monk's body control allows them to slow their fall if within 10 feet of a vertical surface by using the wall or surface the monk breaks their fall and takes less damage normally you can basically run up and down a wall basically is what they're saying you can slow yourself that's great uh, as you go up in level, the the height from the ground uh, gets uh, gets bigger. That's fine. Feign death. You can stop your heart for a number of minutes equal to your level, starting at six. As an EverQuest necromancer, my favorite ability ever. Fast <laughs> healing. At seventh level, monk's body naturally heals faster. Each day, a monk heals one d four plus one hit points per level per level, as long as rest, sleep, and meditation is possible. Must be in a calm environment, no physical duress, mental, well, except for the damage. Or mental stress, able to sleep undisturbed for 12 hours, and generally rest without exertion for another six. Sorry, okay. sorry I, I got stuck on that sentence. Each day, a monk heals 1d4 plus 1 hit points per level as long as rest, sleep, and meditation. Oh, are possible. Got it. Yeah, because you're you're listing multiple things. Yeah. I was like, something. I, I just got focused on that. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> Iron Mind. At ninth level, the monk gains a plus three bonus to saving throws against confusion, charm, fear, spells that affect the mind. And it goes up as you go up in level. Death Strike. Oh, the dim mock. Monk gains a fearsome attack capable of dealing death with a single blow. That's exactly. kind of a low level, don't you think, to get that ability? Tenth level? Yeah, well. Yeah. What is it in first edition uh, Oriental Adventures? Isn't it like 14th or something? thought it was higher. I'm Maybe I'm sure. wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, the monk must be of higher level than the target or have more levels than the target's hit dice. Mm -hmm. The monk successfully deals damage with the attack. The death strike succeeds. And unless the victim makes a con check, they die. Is there a limited? The monk can. Uh, must be announced. That's it. Just announced. Yep. You have to announce. So, it. Yes. hey, uh, just just assume every punch death attack. OK, we're, let's go on. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. There, there could be a could be a caveat later on. At 12th level, after successful death strike, the monk can choose to delay the victim's death by <laughs> the five-finger palm technique or whatever. No, that's Fist of the North Star. You're that, already That's dead. true. That's Fist of the North Star. <laughs> yep. There it is. Uh, death strike has no effect on undead, oozes, elementals, or creatures that are, can only be struck by magic weapons unless the monk is able to hit them with his Iron Fist ability. Okay. It does not say a number of number of times per day. Yeah, just assume. Just assume. Just I'm telling you right now, Castle Every Keeper. Is a death tech. Unless I tell you otherwise. Oops, I accidentally slapped my sister. Well, she's dead now because I forgot she's to tell now, you sorry. no. Or, or she's <laughs> gonna die in five rounds. 
Monk's special uh, abilities. We've already wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up. The death strike has no effect on undead oozes and elementals. <laughs> Why can't I slap an ooze? Dead. Sorry. I Apparently, uh, the they're they're using the uh, uh, vibration of your attack type thing to rupture organs and oozes and elementals have no organs and undead are well dead so they don't need organs well if, I, if i'm vibrating shouldn't that undead shatter well they don't care <laughs> yeah. they just don't care no and, and it makes it actually makes sense it's just <laughs> i want to i slap a news and it dies yeah okay and then you go to the monk special <laughs> abilities this is their attack damage secondary attack fast movement and natural armor class as they go up in level fast but 60 feet per round that's crazy. That is, that's fast. That's fast. Uh, we'll scroll down to at 15th level, they get a bonus con. Okay. Makes well, sense. I mean, it's primary attribute. Yeah, so yeah. primary attribute. Uh, catch weapon at 17th level, they can catch a weapon in combat. That's nice. The monk must successfully hit an armor class of 15 plus the opponent's uh, base to hit to catch a weapon. Okay, makes sense. All right. A uh, quick reaction at 18th level, the monk adds plus one to their initiative, 24 plus two. After 24th, there's an after 24. <laughs> Should the result be an 11 or higher, monks can take one more action at the end of every round, such as attacking or moving half their movement rate. Okay. Weapon master. At 20th level, monks can hone their weapon skill. They can choose one weapon to master, learning to use it to its fullest extent. They get a bonus of plus one to all hit, damage, and attribute rolls using this weapon. In effect, the weapon becomes part of the monk, allowing them to reach further and faster than normal. Okay. Weapon mastery. That's fine. It's, it's there's your Kensai, except for you, instead of at uh, first level, you get it at 20th level. Yep. And then starting at 16th level, you get three attacks per round. There it is. Wow. <laughs> but uh, you max out at movement rate of 60 at level 10. You don't get any better than that. Which oh, is no. Good because 60 is uh, already like super OP. Twice as fast as. <laughs> yeah. So that's nice. All right. And we get to see the rest of uh, the abilities. I mean, to be fair, it's, it seems like a fun class to play. I, I, we, as stated at the beginning of the class description, it's just something I don't like to see in my medieval games. But to put this in with a, with a oriental setting where everybody's playing some sort of, you know, Kensai, Samurai, Wujin. I know I'm using oriental adventures terms because that's what I know best. Uh, this would be great. Or if, if you want to be, you know, an Asian who has traveled, you know, from his land to, to Europe, you can do that too. Right. No, I mean, I get how it can be done. It's just, I don't know. It, it, it Monks, Monks always feel weird. It. Yeah. I get it. I get so it. now, now we're on to the paladin. Um, so is this person going to have to sign up? Uh, this character going to have to sign a code of conduct? Probably. To God! All right, um, primary um, attribute, um. charisma, hit to only a D10, so not quite as cool as the knight. No, no, uh, knight is D10 as well. Oh, you're right, you're right. It was the monk yeah. that was D12. The Never mind. D12, yeah. Alignment, lawful good, of course. Weapons, any, armor, any. All right, so can cure disease, detect evil, all the nice little paladin-y stuff here. Of course, lay on hands, two hit points per level once per day. Again, all the paladin-y stuff that you could ever want. Uh, anything kind of stand out? Uh, not really. Not really, no. I mean, all of that is normal, normal yep. D&D stuff. Divine health, I mean, disease, divine aura, detect evil, cure disease. Yeah. Yep. Turn undead later on. All right, so um, let's see the what the only thing I don't see is 
uh, clerical power, uh, clerical spells. Well, I divine healing right here. Um, Once yeah, well, per week, cure all damage. Oh, it's a it's a restoration spell. Once per week. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens later on with them. So the archetype, the paladin is a holy warrior chosen for adherence and absolute devotion to a deity or similar holy cause. I hate that terminology and I don't blame castles and crusades. A lot of games are doing it now. At least it's saying holy cause there. No, it, it, it's got to be to a god. I, I hate the entire concept. I'm a rogue paladin or, or, or what's it called? Errant paladin or some crap. No, you, you are a servant to a god, a church. And I will accept holy cause to mean that, but I know somebody's oh, really no, like, no. holy cause to me hmm. says pantheon of gods. Th that's fine. I, I can yeah. accept that as well. I but I see people twisting this to be like, no, no, no. I believe in the holiness of trees. Of no trees or rocks or whatever. Yeah, sure. No, no, you don't. Uh, some are trained in all the arts of combat, serving in the vanguard of many wars and movements. Their beliefs in the tenets of their deities gives... Oh my god, I can't read that. Okay. Paladin's belief in the tenets of his deity gives him strength and divine powers beyond those of other warriors. A paladin's code requires him to respect legitimate authority, act with honor, help those in need, and punish those that harm or threaten innocent. Uh, gotta be careful of this one. <laughs> this is getting into cavalier, and I only say that because I get really annoyed by people who play the paladin as, uh, as the super cop, Judge Dredd. You yeah. know, kind of thing. Uh, but outside of that, yes, I, I mean, I do agree with this. Uh, well, they can... no, the, the, the most important one was put first. Respect legitimate authority. Mm -hmm. So the other ones you can break as long as it's respecting legitimate authority. So you don't have to punish or harm those who threaten innocence as long as they are working within legitimate authority. If it's the authority of the land, if that's the law, then you got to respect it. Well, we'll see what it says more here about that. That's how some people interpret alignments, yes. Uh, they can serve priests, temples, religious houses, or other religious authorities. Okay, now that's bringing this on. Now I have less of an issue with this. Mm -hmm. uh, again, I don't have an issue with it being in the game. I, have, I just know how players like to twist this crap. Uh, but obey only one calling. All right. Okay, that's... Uh, what? It's you getting can a little ambiguous now. I mean, you, you serve a temple, but but you actually only obey God? Well, but, you, you only... Uh, uh, you, okay, but obey only one calling. It just depends on what your temple is. As okay. long as your temple's lawful good, I guess, you know, if you follow the God of lawful good trees, I guess you can do that. I would say no, but, you know. Purpose paladins serve their code alone. All right. Uh, we all know about that because these are paladins, and I'm not reading every word here. Often maligned for their zealous actions. Okay, that's a or fear for the powers flag. it's 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 giving people you know agency to be palladial dicks you know yeah and, and and to be fair we've got a couple of videos i think more than one i'm pretty sure we've got like three or four videos on the whole paladins are humble paladins yeah. i have the honor almost everything that says here but paladins teach they don't just slice everybody in half uh, that disagrees with them. They don't walk around with detect evil just radiating out constantly or evil yeah, but intent. Th but this this whole paragraph kind of speaks the opposite. Uh, right, right, and that's a, this is speaking to a uh, crusader or a cavalier, yep. not not right. a paladin. But not this is not Dungeons and Dragons. This is a different game. Right. So yeah, different game. So they work paladins differently. I get it. Yep. That's fine. 
Uh, misunderstood by many is quite okay. So for paladin, uh, paladins are misunderstood by many, but quite clear to them. Always guides their actions. They're servants of the law, bound to the code. Okay, so what, where's this code? Is it like the? Uh, I guess it'd just be whatever the religious code is. Yeah, they didn't have to write it out. All right, let's fast forward. So it says under weapons and armor, every deity or pantheon has a moral code that dictates the acceptable what is acceptable on the battlefield. Right, so and we talked about that. And armor are going to reflect that. Yeah, and we so talked about it, that with the wait, cleric last week. In the beginning, it said any and any for weapons and armor, but it's actually dictated by the by the deity they worship. Yes, that's what okay, it sounds so like here. It really should be like the like the cleric, where it should say you know based on deity, based on deity. Uh, I don't see, I don't see any, oops, I'm reading archetype. Uh, I just want to skim through this. Do, 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 do. I don't see anything in here that says otherwise. So yeah, I agree with you. All right. So paladins never knowingly associate with evil characters under any circumstances. Highlight this paragraph. Yes. Bold face this paragraph. Oh, knowingly uh, is important because a paladin can be duped just like anybody else. We were talking about Planescape on the Friday chill stream. And one of the things we were talking about is like uh, you know, a demon and an angel working together or a paladin, anti-paladin working together. And, uh, yeah, exactly. It's 100% ridiculous. No. It should, and, and what's the trope? What, what, what do people use every time? Well, my God says that our, our uh, causes align, so I, I, we have to work together. For 20 you know levels? For, for a normal <laughs> dude, that would work just fine. But for a cleric or a paladin, no. It won't right. work. You know what? How about this? I'm going to go this way and solve the the issue this way. You go that way and solve the issue that way, and we'll maybe meet in you know we're working together, but we're not working together. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So this, I love this. I absolutely love this. A paladin ends all associations with those who consistently offend the moral code or refuse to help the cause the paladin considers worthy. Uh, I I don't like I I, I want to shut down Twitch. Why are you worried about it? <laughs> uh i'm not reading any chat right now chat's on over here i'm i'm doing this he can handle the chat while i'm reading i'll handle the chat while he's reading um but no come on to youtube screw twitch i'm not playing a video game uh <laughs> sorry. uh is there is there something i missed in there Heathen Dog? Well, no, uh, uh sheriff was talking about uh, a group of deities some of them will be good some of them will be bad how can a paladin who can't associate with evil uh, worship a pantheon if you worship the pantheon of, of good well pantheons are usually broken up into yeah. into good neutral and evil and i guess you could you know focus your energy on the good side right yeah that's that's how you do yeah. it you would recognize that the entire pantheon of gods the complete list of 100 gods that exist exists but you focus on the the whatever number 20 you know ones that are of goodness of wisdom of crop growth of you know holy order whatever the hell it happens to be uh, yeah so that's that's how it's done that's how I, like when i do dungeons and dragons i always treat clerics as being followers of pantheons but especially priests they may respect the pantheon but they focus on a god all right abilities cure disease at first level can cure any disease no matter the origin once per week now that's pretty that's cool low P. yeah but it's only once per week so if i oh. mummy rot if i mummy rot two of you one of you is still gonna fade away <laughs> um like you you're good yep at now is that considered a curse or a disease that'd be interesting to see how castles and crusades handles uh like them through yeah i i agree with you on that uh at six level paladin can cure disease two times per week at 12th level three times per week detect evil now i want to read this one okay detect evil in the same manner as the spell 
However, ooh. is innate. I don't like this. Oh, you have to concentrate for one round on an area or individual within 60 feet to use the ability. So you can't just have it on all the time. Right, but I still don't like this. I like the, the actual definition of detect evil intent. Because just because an assassin, you know, the, the typical example, and it was used again on our Friday chill stream, just because an assassin is sitting at a table eating dinner, not doing anything wrong, but happens to be chaotic evil, I don't like the fact that the paladin's going to go batshit crazy over him. Right, this, this is more like a... Um, what am I thinking of? Uh, Dragonlance King Priest territory, you know, where yes. where you everyone has to take an alignment test or be killed. What was that? Not Inception. What was the movie? Um, Tom Cruise. Uh, uh, was it Inception? No, the nope. one where the thought the thought crime one. Oh right, uh, the future crime. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know that, what you're talking about. It reminds me. I Minority saw, Report. Thank you. Sharon. Minority, Minority Report. Report. Yes, yes, yes. Minority Report. Thank you. Um, I. Uh, mm. I would tweet, I would house rule this one just for the point of, I don't want paladins walking around doing this crap. Uh, yeah. It's got to be detect evil intent. All right. Divine aura. Paladins emanate a permanent divine aura that wards against attacks from evil. So, okay. Protection from you. Got it. Plus two bonus to armor class and all saving throws against evil creatures. Got it. Uh, divine health. Again, I'm speeding through this, not reading every little thing here because you can buy all, the book. This is all stuff everybody knows about yeah. paladins from yep. any kind of D&D. Immune. Lay on hands. Two hit points per level. Once per day. Turn mm-hmm. undead neat um as a cleric of first level so that's yep that's pretty typical yep. divine, divine mountain Mount. that's different Four, wait but that's only at fourth level yeah fourth level that's crazy early yeah i think so I, what is it isn't it in ad and d isn't it like fifth or eighth or something weird like it's, that it's higher. yeah a paladin's uh, dt confers this grace upon the paladin as a reward for faithful service well you haven't been doing it very long apparently <laughs> god's got lots of faith in you uh divine mount is usually intelligent strong loyal and ready to serve the paladin um, it doesn't give any bonus stats like against a normal horse or anything. Uh, the mount is usually a heavy war horse for a medium sized paladin or a war pony for those of you who are small sized paladins. <laughs> Should the mount die, a year and a day must pass before another can be called. Okay. I wish it gave, it said unusually intelligent, strong, loyal. I wish it gave bonuses, but I, I guess they're keeping to the, to the castle keeper can say you know, give, give bonuses based on how good of a paladin you're playing. I, that's fair. Okay. You know, also I take away some player agency. I'm all about that. Also, I would want to make sure that the paladin and knight weren't just copying each other. So I would have the divine mount, maybe be a little more intelligent, do a few more, uh, um, Almost, yeah, the, the way I want to describe it is just being more intelligent, almost more like a familiar. However, the knight's trained mount gets all those cool special abilities while in combat. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, you know, I get it. I get it. Uh, so, something of that. I mean, I'm just, you know, spouting right now, but okay. Or of courage at six level is immune to fear, magical or otherwise, and allies within 10 feet gain plus four to saving throws. Okay, smite evil once per day. A paladin ninth level or higher may attempt to smite evil with one normal melee attack. Smite evil adds a paladin's charisma modifier. Interesting. I like that. If positive, if positive, I, I hope it's positive. Oh, okay. Okay. So you can't get a negative for this. That's good. To the attack roll and deals one extra hit point of damage per level paladin. Oh, it's, that's not smite. That's more like wound better, I guess. I don't know. Well, I was it lasts like the power of Christ compels you, bah, and you right? die. Right? Yeah, me but, too. No. But it lasts for one round per level of Paladin, if you think ninth level. So he gets it for nine rounds. So okay. 
once per day for nine rounds and only on creatures of evil alignment. Okay, it's starting to look weaker and weaker. Yeah, yeah. There's I, a lot of caveats and addendums on that one. Yeah. I mean, I, just, I'd, I'd rather have the monks dim mock any day of the week. Well, I guess if you have a high charisma like you're supposed to as a paladin, you're hitting a lot better. Yeah, that's true. You're not doing like a million points more damage, but oh wait, no, it's per level. Per per level of the paladin. Never mind, that's plus nine damage. I read that wrong. I read it as plus one. It's plus nine damage. So you get a charisma modifier to hit and at night for it lasts for, you know, at least nine rounds. Okay, this is actually pretty damn cool. Think about it. If you're but a 15th only level... Evil, only on Evo alignment and only once per day, but for at least nine rounds, because you get it at ninth level, so... Right, if you're 15th level, yeah. it's 15 rounds, 15 extra points of damage on top of what per we would normally do. Yeah. yeah, per hit. And, okay. and you get a bonus to hit of your charisma yep. for, for nine to nine rounds, at least. Yeah, so okay, that, yeah, that's cool. actually pretty cool. Yeah. Divine Still, healing... I'd, I'd rather have Dibmok. <laughs> Fair enough. At Divine Healing at 12th level, Paladin could call upon his deity to aid those in need of healing. Uh, wipe away disease and injury. Completely cures all disease, blindness, deafness, hit points, damage. Okay, so yeah, yeah got it. Restoration spell. Basically. Yep. Okay, high level progression. Abilities. Bequeath virtue. Wow, you can give away <laughs> virtue? Just here you go. Here's your virtue. <laughs> this is for the female paladins out there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yes, it's so belong. Good grace. Uh, every paladin. At 13th level, this grace manifests as a virtue which the paladin passes on to small items of great beauty. What did I just say? Such as flowers, a maiden's hair, garments of silk or soft cottons, with a calming goodness which immediately soothes the soul of the person to whom the paladin bestows the item. The item's enchantment lays... Okay, what is it? Okay, lays... Guys, a healing upon the person... Okay, uh... Da, 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 da. Okay... Heal it double okay, yeah, no. for half the paladin's hit points before the item loses its grace. Okay, so you heal faster and you and 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 you got the feels. Yep. Okay. Uh, virtue can bring someone back from negative hit points after holding wow. a virtuous item for 24 hours. So you know if you're stuck in that coma status for a while and paladin shoves this in your mouth, I mean hands, um, you know, hey, uh, you can we wake up the next day. There you go. Uh, bequeath extends to negative seven hit points, negative nine hit. Okay, so it just gets stronger as you get higher in level. Yeah, Got it. When you hit negative ten, I think you're just dead. So there's no yeah. point. At twentieth level, can reverse the effects of aging. Okay, now what? we're getting into weird now territory. Weird, but it's twentieth level. You're supposed to get weird. Fair fantasy setting. I get it. Yep. You know, I mean, hey, if the night can call weather, <laughs> why not reverse aging? Imbue an item. Oh, is this supposed to be like the Holy Grail? This is basically creating a Holy Grail. Anyone so willing sleeps for a full year and in that sleeps for a full year. And in that it's, time, the sleeper regains five years of life as if they were five years younger. Yeah. This is Rip Van Winkle, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just okay. Divine intervention at 13th level paladin achieves a rank in the hierarchy of his order that draws the attention of the deity. Oh, now you notice me. You gave me a horse a while ago, yeah. but now you finally decided to know my name. Would you just throw that down in front of me? Like, yeah, that guy, he glowed white one day. What the hell? How'd, Stupid God. Uh, <laughs> the paladin may call upon divine inter intervention for one of three of the following purposes. Uh, allows the paladin to re-roll one dice roll. Die rolls uh, restricted to the following. To hit, damage, saving throw, turn, undead, or attribute check. Okay. Intervention grants the paladin a plus four bonus to hit and doubles. Any damage for one round. Double or... damage. That's, that's no joke, especially if you're using the, uh, the you know, power of Christ compels you attack. Right. Uh, the, that is true, yeah. The intervention reduces all the damage a paladin suffers in that round by half. Hey, God, can't you can't you touch me with both hands and just make that just, yeah, just stop make it the... zero? Come on. <laughs> I mean, it's for one round. 
only once a week at level 13 and it goes up as you go in level but only max at three times a week at level 22 yeah, 22 yeah advanced aura of courage it's, okay it's just it's bigger 30 feet to 50 feet advanced oh advanced smite evil uh oh same as night the uh, 15 level paladin can use oh twice per day okay that's oh, yeah, pretty cool yeah. and three, three times, times okay now now that's actually pretty darn cool when you get to that 20th level and you can just how many combats you that you're it's you're so basically it's 60 rounds you're doing plus 20 damage and mm -hmm. plus charisma to hit that's crazy yep that's crazy. That that's that's a whole battle. Charisma increase at uh, of course at level fifteen and yeah. divine will. The paladin earns a right to compel others to engage in holy acts. Well, there's your power of Christ compels you. There it is. Yeah. Once per month, the paladin can use divine will and force any who hear his voice to take up whatever cause he calls them to do. Wow. Um, hey, uh, thief! Yeah, you are now going to get the the, the holy grail and bring it back to my temple. Oh, I hate you, paladin. <laughs> uh, the individual uh, individual castle keepers must determine how many can hear the paladin's voice. Oh, the entire party is going to go to this. We don't want to go that way. The power yes, of Christ you compels you. All right, we want to go that. Well, again, you like well. Power of Christ compels me. I gotta go. I, gotta, I, gotta, I mean, go. how do you handle this? Player agency takes away player agency. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tilt, that's weird. Tilt. That's, that's, a, that's like inception level nonsense right now. <laughs> You're right, exactly. Okay, let's go down here. Uh, Divine will does not affect evil creatures, NPCs, or play. Oh, boo. Oh, oh, no PCs. Boo. Okay, all right. <laughs> Players can't take away their, their agency of their buddies. Oh, that's too bad. And, and, and I was envisioning such fun. Oh, the sight side. It does not affect NPCs. Cre evil creatures or play. Does not affect NPCs or player characters. What other kind of. Well, I think the definition this game uses for NPCs are not the rabble. So, like, named NPCs or important NPCs. Um, uh, I, no, I use NPC to mean literally everything that is... Everyone who's not a player character. Yeah. It says yeah. non-player character. That means everyone who's not a player character. Yeah. So that's just... that's just. That's but just but I think in this case, uh, it, it means, you know, you can do this to the rabble. You can't do it to... Uh, See, I, I don't like it when, when games use common terms but define them differently i mean you're you're calling a, a battery a carburetor why well well let's let's check there's i have one exception to that uh I, there we go is there a list of definitions at the beginning that says this is what we mean if so then i'll give them a pass because i can always look at uh nope it jumps straight into okay yeah it just jumps straight into well, is there an index? Is there like something in the back, a definition of terms in the back? Sometimes it does that too. Well, I'm going to screw up. We're, good. We're right here at creating character. So it doesn't matter. Okay. Because, you know, it, it hadn't come first. Ah, oh, crap. I went too far. And my, why, keep, why does my screen keep, screen keep freezing? There we go. We're at 61. Yep. Cleanse soul. Cleanse soul at level 24. Paladin gains mastery over other men's minds. Uh-oh. Apparently they're, they're, because... They're your agency killer. Well, apparently because of the way they're using pronouns in this book, you can only do it to men. Oh, this ability. I mean, this is gender neutral, but again, this book's been using they all the freaking time. So uh, this ability reveals description and alignment deception. penetrates. Huh? I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Deception. Uh, reading is, you know, for the win. Uh, this ability reveals. Did I say description? Yes. <laughs> okay. This ability reveals deception and alignment penetrates any disguise or illusion. Read minds can lift charms or. 
Wait, or any other, other amusements? Wow. Dispel magic and exercises Exercise evil. Exercise the demons. <laughs> From those unnaturally possessed. Is there a natural possession? Possession? <laughs> I, I just ran into it. It just kind of grabbed me. Wow, this is like, this is like, you, you get it all. This is, this is the 24th level power. Like, I got something wrong with me. No, you don't. <laughs> the power no, don't. lays the dead to <laughs> rest. Atones for actions. It's an atonement spell yes. and allows the paladin to commune with other. Wait, what? Doesn't that seem out of place? Do you mean like the commune spell? But that's with gods. Huh. I'm a little, I'm a little. Uh... Well, no, no. Uh, commune with others, probably like uh, talking to spirits or angels or demons or whatever. I think it's something like that. I'm not going to read all this. I'm just going to see if I can get can see through illusions. That's a true scene crap. I don't like. But at 24, you, you, yeah, you can you can have that 24. Yeah. Uh, let's see, cleansing must make successful charisma. Any creature who survives the exorcism can never attempt to cleanse a soul. Oh, if don't fail. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever that commune is, commune with others. All right, it's time to forces any madness or evil out of the host. Yep, the targets die from such an event, but others, uh, the paladin holy cures and they are brought back to the path of righteousness. Wow, it's It's also it's also a forgiveness, you're forgiven for all your sins. Yeah, um, but at level 24, let's be fair, you know, if you if you're playing to level 24, I think you kind of earned them. Yeah, you earned it. Yeah, I get it. Oh, troller considers NPCs the same as henchmen. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I don't like that. I, yeah, I, I, like I don't either. Like... Uh, and NPCs, you're you're just changing the definition. Yeah, don't don't do that. I can tell okay. you that if I, if any definitions are changed in the books that I'm writing, I have those definitions clearly defined at the beginning of the book. Yep. Okay. Now we are on to the ranger a class. So many people like to play, but are usually disheartened when they find out that it actually sucks. Let's see if it sucks in the. In uh, in Castle and Crusades, the ranger occasionally finds employment with a lord, baron, or other leader. Whatever. Often rangers have committed themselves to forsaken bloody yet noble causes, defending civilization at all costs. What kind of ranger is this? Uh, commissioned to guard large tracts of land. Oh, so it's almost like a scout. Yeah. I mean, if you look at their special abilities, that's basically it. I mean... Well, fair. I mean, I get it. Rangers are usually woodland scouts. I, I yeah. get that. But this is actually defined as almost more like a scout. I, I get it. You know... Almost like a park ranger, vice the typical yep. woodland ranger. Okay, yep. and I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I'm just trying to understand. This is it. like a night druid, I guess. Possibly. Yeah. Often it, sounds, it looks like it looks like it. So often waylaying and combating those enemies alone or in small groups, with or without knowledge or permission of leech lords, the ranger can be driven by a cause greater than uh, that of feudal loyalty. All right. Uh, rangers are found in the service. Of, so rangers are in the service of. Got it. Uh, that's that's an interesting take on them. Uh, but I do like it. I mean, it kind of makes sense if you think. It, I, I never liked the Lone Ranger. Oh my god! Not <laughs> you know what I'm saying. The 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 Lone Wolf. Silver. Yeah, the Lone Wolf type ranger. I, I've never actually kind of liked that. I've always liked rangers being part of either uh, maybe like the warrior druid or. Even the way it's described here. So for me, I actually enjoy, I appreciate this. I like this. No, Aragorn was more of the of the uh, Max's Lone Ranger type guy. Was he? Yeah, I mean he he didn't have a whole yeah, that's lot right. of. Uh, wasn't the king until until the end? Yeah, exactly. In, in the beginning, he was he was a loner, and he kept to himself and he kept to the wilds, which is why they called him a ranger. 
So Walker, Texas Ranger. No. <laughs> uh, my mom rain- still watches that show. The old one, not not the new one. Okay. They have a new. One. They, they have a new oh wow. Who's who's one. acting in it? Jared Padalecki from from. No uh, way. Yeah, from Super yep. He's going to be yep. in the boys also. Oh no, no no that's the other guy that's uh yep. no that's Jensen Jensen's going to yeah. be yeah. yeah Jared Padalecki oh my god dude you married a demon anyway um <laughs> the ranger's ability in combat is renowned to take up sword and spear to stride stone battlements and fight alongside the best of warriors really that's not how i picture a ranger however a ranger's true weapon lies elsewhere and requires skills of nature okay here we go requires skills of a nature wholly unknown to others hunting Really? Nobody knows how to hunt in medieval times? Yeah, seriously? <laughs> Interdiction, right. escape, and evasion are often the ranges. Okay, so this is special forces. That's, yeah. that's how they're treating it. I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around this version of the ranger a little more and more, but okay. Compound this with the ranger's focus of their foe's weaknesses, and it makes him a truly fearsome enemy. All yeah, right. uh, he gets a plus one to hit humanoids, which is, you know, anything with two arms, two legs, and a head, I guess. Is, are you, is that combat marauder? That you're reading? No, no, oh. that's a special ability. He gets oh, okay. a level one. Well, Rangers plus possess one, extraordinary... Oh, plus one damage against humanoids per level. Plus one damage per level against humanoids. And giants, due to intense training. Well, they are humanoid. I mean, they're humanoid, okay. right? They're just bigger. <laughs> they're just bigger. They're plus size. Uh, for instance, fifth level Ranger would inflict an additional five hit points of damage for each successful hit. Okay, conceal. Ranger conceal themselves. Okay, so this is hiding and Look, this is rangery stuff. So you're, you're hiding in the wilderness. Got it. And it's minus five penalty uh, for them to hear you. See ya. Sorry. Uh, delay. Oh, this one's interesting. Delay neutralized poison. A knowledge of flora and fauna enables the ranger to identify dangerous toxins. Got it. And their symptoms. And, and the rangers. Yep. Okay. I, I like that it's built into the description because I've seen too many dick DMs be like, well, you know what it does. You just don't know how to cure it. Okay. Come on now. Somebody trained in this. I, I'm totally cool with this. I like this. On a successful delay poison roll, the ranger can temporary. This is Ch- Crocodile Dundee sucking the poison out, even though that never actually works in real life. Yeah, no, it's always bad. It, you, you always end up poisoning the person sucking it too. So, yeah. Uh, move silently, uh, rangers able to move silently in wilderness areas. Again, they stole my game. Aw. It, it, the elves in my game can only move silently, uh, and elves are basically rangers. In, in my game, they're not the sort the the fighter magic users that you used to. I, I made them into rangers in my game, and uh, yeah, they only get this ability well in the wilderness. Okay, uh, scale with this ability. Now this one's interesting. The ra- rangers can climb and scale typically natural slopes and in. Okay, so this is just a climbing ability. Oh, free Got climbing. it. Yeah, it's just yeah. free climbing. So it's a little bit of parkour in here. Got it. Yeah. Traps. Rangers able to detect and build simple traps in any wilderness environment. Okay, I, okay. you read my game. Yeah. Even though you probably so started great. writing I mean, yours first, you read mine and took it from me. These are all <laughs> abilities you need to survive in the wild by yeah. yourself. And what I like about this is none of this crap is good for a dungeon. That's not no. necessarily true. It can't, but it says well, the, the in wilderness environment. Probably good for a dungeon, maybe, but. Right, right. But, but all these traps, this is in a wilderness environment. So yep. uh, survival in wilderness environments. Character can find shelter, food, and water. That's awesome. I'm telling you, I wish I would have read this before I wrote my stuff up because I probably could have wrote it quicker. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's, it's typical, typical what you get. Ranger C plus two. Wait a minute. When tracking or hiding tracks from humanoids or giants, receives a plus two. Okay. Interesting. 
the number of creatures tracked should be disclosed to the player by using one of the following categories: individuals, band, troop, or army. I, I like again. I like the distinction. It makes it quick, gives you enough information, and I like it when terms. You know, I'm one of those few people who actually likes the first edition. Uh, when you're a level, you're a pressed. You know, level one. I'm just a prestidigitator. You know, I, I like that stuff because it conveys a message quickly, and you can move on without saying, "I don't know, it's twenty, twenty-five, maybe fifty. No, just say a troop. A troop passed here, and now you know it's twenty to hundred. So I'm cool with that. Uh, third level ranger can ascertain distinguished characteristics about creatures tracked, whether wounded, exhausted. Okay, that's usually part of most tracking skills. Uh, I like how that's added it in goes, here. It, it comes with experience, obviously. Yep. So you get it. Third, third level. level. I get it. And sense. can identify a specific type of creature at fifth level. Okay. Uh, so so as long as you've had interaction with a beast, fae, giant, human, or plant, or vermin. Okay. I'm down uh, with that. Yep. That's fine. So am I. Uh, favorite enemy. Oh, but you don't get it until sixth level. Well, cool. you get plus one to damage all humanoids at first level. So fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Plus two bonus against his. Uh, I'm sorry. Ranger gains plus two bonus to hit against a favorite enemy. Also receives plus two to armor class when fighting a favorite enemy. Further, when tracking the favorite enemy, the ranger receives a plus two bonus to the tracking check. All right. So there we go. High level nonsense. Find passage. Wilderness skills allows them to find uh, the least obstructive method. Again, these are a lot of things that you just find in old school D and D. Yeah. Advanced yep. favorite enemy. Wait, advanced favorite enemy. Function identity. Uh, oh, it goes was... up to plus three and then plus. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm like, like I get a oh, favorite enemy. Then, yeah, at, at 20th level, your your enemy is minus two penalty to all hit damage attribute check rolls when fighting you. <laughs> I got you, brother. Yeah. Expert trapper at 13th level, spot traps. Oh, it increases a plus three bonus. All right. And plus survival three. instincts. Yeah. They can, they can see that on the screen. Yeah. We're only on our third class, and we got like three more to go. Yeah, we gotta go. <laughs> uh, so survival instincts at 15th level ranger becomes more in tune with the environment, developing a sixth sense for danger. Uh, where's so they receive a, a plus two bonus to wisdom checks when making the check to see if he's uh, surprised. Okay, got it. Sorry, I always get tied up in the whole language. And nonsense. Their, their stat bonus at 15 strength to strength, obviously, because it's their prime. Yep. yep, and advanced tracking. Wow, with two examples. Jesus. All right. Okay. I get, it. I get it. Tracking. Oh, look at this. A whole section on just tracking. I like it. Thank you. I'm not going to read it, but I no, like it. But it's good. Yes. Rubbing, this is... chewing. <laughs> These are all, all the different signs mm -hmm. of, uh, of animals and people. And you can actually give it, give examples of what they are. That's cool. That's cool. That's, 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 that's some good immersion. I like that. It's very simplistically written. But detailed enough where yes, this is these are all things that hunters yeah utilize. So good stuff. All right, tracking right tables. Is the rogue. Well, we got tracking tables. Yep. All the bonuses uh, and minuses and checks and all that stuff. Yep. All right, you can have the rogue because I need to drink all right. something. Prime attribute to no one's surprise is dexterity. Hit die again to no one's surprise is a d6. Alignment any weapons a whole lot of them, all kinds. Uh, armor, very little. See special rule above. Special rule above? Uh, above what? This is the first page of Rogue. What? It might be at the beginning when the classes were just... Hold on. Uh, What's that about? Page 15, you think? Uh -huh. Choose a class. Maybe it's in here somewhere. 
It might explain it later. Oh, uh, I'm looking for rogues right here. Living on the edge. Nope. All right. All right. Let's go back to. I'm going back right. to 71. Uh, armor, leather, leather coat, and padded leather. Okay, that's fine. Special abilities. Uh, special can wear leather, padded, or leather coat without penalty. Okay. Back attack plus four to hit and, do and double damage with successful move silently or hide check and then attack. Good. Uh, thieves can't. Seems fine. Climb any surface, any surface. I hope that I hope that explains later because. Well, it, actually, if you read basic D&D, &D, it pretty much says the same thing. It says yeah, any surface. There are some surfaces that should not be able to be climbed without gear. Uh, decipher script. Okay. Hide, listen, move silently, open locks, pickpocket, find disable trap. That's normal. That's all normal, normal thief stuff. Uh, the archetypal ne'er-do-wells. Rogues can be scions of the wealthiest families or simple street urchins. Wow. That is that. Where are, oh, here we that are. one sentence is worth more like you know diamond quarter word wise than all the other sentences we've read so far okay. we've got ne'er-do-well scions come on man well, i mean to be fair anybody can be a rogue i have to I use know, just but, you know, well all i'm saying is they really pulled out the the uh, thesaurus on this one <laughs> okay some make their living by burglary robbing wealthy merchants or pilfering the goods of uh, many a palace Others pick the pockets of the unwary from the simple traveler to the noble lord. Okay, that's fine. You you choose what kind of, you want to be a second story guy, you can be a second story guy. You want to be a cut purse, you can do that too. That's fine. Okay, purpose. To perform the many acts of daring rogues manage on a routine basis, they must be exceedingly dexterous. Rogues must be nimble of hand and foot. They must be quick of wit, blah, 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 blah. Thank you. Yes, high dex. That's why it's prime. Yeah. Uh, it is true that there's no honor among these rogues. Every valuable is a potential source of income and every circumstance an enticement to misdeed. They are driven by the archaic soul and okay, and the others outcast disdain for common ethics where few laws are considered sacred and no oath is made that is not to be broken. Okay, this is getting weird now. This is like this is like getting into dick territory. Like I would not having read that, I don't want a rogue in my in my group. Because he's he's going to literally stab me in the back at the first opportunity that looks good for him. Uh, was it safer alignment? Annie. Annie. You, yeah. You can, I'm a lawful good rogue. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Not after reading that paragraph. There are rare exceptions to this generally dispiriting lot. There are burglars who steal only from the wealthy. You got Robin Hoods. Yep. However, there are two are driven by the same forces that inspire the rogues for it takes a wily and willful individual to crank to crawl down a dark forbidding corridor and face down dragons for a peek at their hordes i really uh, feel that they're ham fisting this uh this yeah. theme in to say hey we don't like rogues <laughs> what about a wall covered in razor wire that's what Mark says any surface even that even yes that. even that even that it's a fantasy uh, game <laughs> armor, little regard for shields and armor. We, we already know that. They only yep. wear leather stuff. Uh, ability special. Uh, this is where we might talk about it. It allows them better to apply their stealthy abilities. Rogues can wear leather armor, leather coat, blah, blah, blah. They may also wear leather helmets. Okay. you want If, if you want to play football in the 1920s, you can. That's great. <laughs> Good job. Uh, rogue may wear any other type of armor, but the character may suffer a penalty when using class abilities while wearing these armors. As noted in the description, the penalty is equal to minus one for each point above armor class 12 that the armor confers. Okay. 
They can wear the armor, but to use any of their special class abilities, they get a minus. Okay. Makes sense. Back attack. I don't like back attack. It just sounds, sounds like, I don't know. Big Mac attack? Yeah, yeah. It sounds stupid. A rogue normally avoids face-to-face combat if possible. Yeah, that's because he's got a D6 hit points. A rogue able to attack an opponent from the rear who is unable to the rogue, uh, unaware of a rogue's presence gets a bonus. Okay. Uh, plus four to hit and does double damage. Good. At level five, it does triple damage. At level nine, it does quad. That's crazy. At level nine, quad damage. But it can, but a back attack cannot be combined with the sneak attack ability. Are we getting the sneak attack? Sneak attack later? Uh, I'm guessing. Okay. Thieves can't. Sure. Okay. Climb. Uh, Extraordinary bill allows a rogue to climb up, down, or across a slope wall or steep incline, even a ceiling with handholds. With handholds. Or in usually angled natural or man-made slope or incline that others would find impossible to climb. When doing so, no, no, the, 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 I want to I want to hang on that because this says this in basic D and D also. Others would find impossible to climb. You can climb a sheer wall of ice. You just have a pretty negative penalty for it. Nobody else can even try. You might have a negative forty percent or whatever it is in this game. You know, minus eight to the roll, but you it can even give a minus. Hmm. Well, no well, well, it it depends. I mean, as a castle keeper, I can put minuses when all I want, there, yeah, whenever right. I want. Also, uh, you know, if something is harder to do, you can just add in your own negatives. Mm. <laughs> Come in on your big back attack. There you go. <laughs> One humongous burger guarantees at least two trips to the to the commode. God, it's now we're getting back in that damn Wendy's game. Yep, there it is. <laughs> Decipher script. This is a ability to read a decipher writing of an unfamiliar language, a message written in code, whatever. Okay, got it. Hide, check. Move silently, check. Listen, check. These are all normal stuff. Yep. Uh, open lock, pickpocket, traps. Yep. Uh, three ways to use this ability finding, disabling, and setting. That's very reminiscent of, uh, is it basic? Yeah, it's one of the, one of the early D and D's, or at least one of the games I've been referencing uh, for for mine. Yeah, because I think in second edition they didn't have setting traps, just finding and disabling traps. Okay, that's cool. I can dig it. Sneak attack. Here we go. At fourth level, a rogue has learned to adapt back attacks to more general situations. When an opponent or victim is aware of the rogue but unsuspecting of an attack, a rogue can use the sneak attack ability. For example, a rogue could be having a conversation like, hey, how you doing, buddy? Blah! And then All right. So violence solves everything. Same, same difference to me, yeah. I mean, but I, whatever. <laughs> same difference, but yes, I, I get you. A rogue making a sneak attack gains a plus two bonus to hit and a plus four to damage. Okay, so the difference between a back attack and a sneak attack is a back attack, they don't know you're there. But a sneak attack, they know you're there, they just don't think you're going to shiv them. Always think the rogue is going to shiv you. <laughs> This is one thing that uh, that that's different. Sucker punch, exactly right. Sucker punch with a with a knife. It's basically what it is. Ranged weapons can be used for sneak attacks. Well, yeah. I mean, if if they know you're there, you can. That's that's Secret not that's not normal for uh, no, at least at least for second edition. No, it isn't. But um, you know, secret blowgun. Shut up. 
No, I'm, I'm not against it. I like it. I think it, you should be able to sneak attack. If I have no clue that someone that somebody is over there with a short bow ready to club me, you know, hit yeah. me in the noggin I'm here. Away from them, I'm not expecting them to hit me because I don't see any ranged weapons on them. Oops. That Secret gives it. Yeah, that gives them an extra moment to yeah. just make sure that that bow goes off exactly right. I get it. I get it. Then high level progression, your back attack gets better, your sneak attack gets better, detect concealed and secret doors at 15th level. Instead oh, you have to wait that long? Traps, it's concealed and secret doors as well. And you get a dex bonus, obviously, at 15. Sixth sense at 14. Whoa, uh, they get sixth sense wrong, also? May not be able to pinpoint the exact nature of the danger. You see a plus one to wisdom check when making a surprise check and then you get another one 18 and 22 plus plus okay so that helps prevent surprise that's actually yeah, pretty cool i like that yeah it's nice uh hide and move silently gets better quick reaction adds plus one initiative 18 plus two at 24 after 24 it's the same as a monk after 24 if you have a result of 11 higher initiative you get another action at the end of the round okay evasive maneuvers at 20th level the rogues heightened combat senses it's tumbling it's tumbling. Exit maneuver in combat. They're quicker, more intense, blah, 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 plus four to their AC. Okay. And mm, mm, mm. The, okay. It's so, not it's not tumbling. Hold on a second. It's what? not tumbling because no. it doesn't impair his ability to attack. No. Because tumbling did. You had to forgo your attack for that. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, you can do this <laughs> and attack. You you oh, except using ranged weapons, you can't. Or or any rogue ability like pickpocket, climb, or open lock. Or if surprised. So if you can use a hand, you can use handheld weapons, fine. But you can't use ranged weapons and use evasive maneuver. Now, the the way the rogue is different than everybody else. The, uh, everyone else had like super awesome crap at level 20 and 24. They had like, you know, the, the super god tier stuff. They don't yeah. have that because they get, they're, they're very front loaded. Front loaded um, and very versatile. They've got a yeah, lot exactly. of just so utility. I get, I get it. You get a lot of abilities that go up all the time. So you don't need a, a god tier ability at 24. Okay, that's fine. Where you want the ranger out in the wilderness, you want the rogue in your dungeon. Yep. Which is the way it's supposed to be. So mm -hmm. all right, wizard time. Right, we got intelligence, of course. Alignment any. Oh, D4 hit points. And the wizard. Look at all these. Look at this huge weapon list. Wow. wow. They get a club? That's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Uh, spell use. And let me see. What else? Oh. Wow. Nothing. <laughs> Hello? Just spell use. <laughs> wow. Okay. okay. Wizards That's are the archetypical magic user, and they are vastly superior to all others at understanding and harnessing the magic that ebbs and flows throughout the multiverse. Okay. Uh, come from any walks of life. Uh, they don't like to use weapons. They can bop people with Gandalf sticks, yes. Uh, woe to the foes. These powerful magic users, well, yeah, they don't wear armor. I mean, that's kind of a lot of stuff. That could almost be considered armor. You're wearing a lot of really clothes. Padded. I, I'd consider yeah. that barding or padded, padded, yeah, pa padded uh, armor. Padded, yeah. uh, cloth, something like that. Yep. It looks like it, but... Uh, spells. Wizards can only cast a limited number of spells from each spell per day. That's normal. Wizard spell. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, got it. Classes wizards must prepare before. Okay, so let's see how this game handles. I'm gonna slow down just a touch for these next couple of paragraphs. But a wizard must prepare spells before casting them by studying from a spellbook. While studying, the wizard decides which spells to prepare. 
Spell memorization and spell descriptions are covered in detail. Oh, so we have to go to a different chapter to figure out how to uh, prepare spells. That's fine. Spoiler, they have to memorize spells. So they have a certain spell list per day. But I've seen, uh, so what I've seen recently is some games do the whole, remember it was like 10 minutes per spell level, blah, blah, blah. I've seen some say just a half hour. You okay, know, well, okay, okay. We'll, so, so saying per day is a little presumptuous. Okay, got it. Well, but my point is, like, if the wizard spends a half hour uh, studying the spell book in the morning, then uh, then he gets all the spells, you know, or whatever. Anyway, we'll figure out what it is later. Uh, I don't, I don't need to know this second. But number of spells that a wizard has in a spell book at the beginning of play is equal to the number of spells he can cast at first level. First level wizard with fourteen intelligence can cast four zero level spells, three first level spells. So the character begins the spell book with four zero level spells. That's a simple way of doing it. Um, yeah. That's okay. That's cool. All right. Uh, um, so notice that we're already at high level progression because they get, why? They don't get any special abilities. Yeah, they get nothing but some spell casting. Yeah, until <laughs> they reach thirteenth level. All right. So <laughs> wow. Hold on. Very powerful wizards are few in number. Well, when you have a D four hit points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not a lot of people are, are going to make it through that funnel. <laughs> yeah, the, the level 20 funnel, right? Not yep. the level zero funnel, the no, level, level 20, 20 funnel. funnel. Uh, detect magic starting at 13th level. Wizard's long career. Okay. Uh, the, the wizard allow, allows him to detect the telltale signs of magic without casting a spell. That's cool. I, I, th- I like that ability. I think that's something that a wizard can sniff out at some point. Yeah. Uh, intelligent- at 17th level. That's a good one. I never like counterspell in any game ever. We'll read this in a second. But fifteenth uh, level, of course, intelligence bonus, right? Sorcery is a practice. Cra- I don't. Oh, I see him casting. I cast my spell. No, 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 no. I, I just, I don't know. I've never liked that kind of stuff. The two big bees fists going against each other, or whatever. Screw that. I want an issue if I get my spell. You didn't get an oh, issue. Wait Screw a minute. It. No, no. Hang on. Hang on. This yeah. is different. I, I, I know. I got to read it. Sorcery, Sorcery is, a- is a practice craft in which wizard channels magic through the use of willpower components gestures and language long terms of experience ingrained wizards with an intimate knowledge of almost any spell allowing them to readily determine the exact spell others are casting at 17th level the wizard using this knowledge can attempt to counter an opponent's casting it seems like they're also going to know what they're casting okay a wizard can attempt to counter any spell which which he can correctly identify cast at them by another wizard or illusionist to use this ability, the wizard must make a successful intelligence check at CL equal to the level of the caster's spellcaster to determine whether they recognize the spell. If successful, the wizard can possibly cast a counterspell. The player determines the best spell to stop or mitigate the effects of the spell cast. To successfully cast a counterspell, the wizard must win initiative that round or come close enough to allow the casting of a quicker spell. <clears throat> All right, so you have to counter his spell with a spell of your own so it's not like a special ability you're using a spell to counter their spell i yeah i don't like counter spell i've just never liked it in any game but at at least it's not an automatic ability it's not like oh you just counter magic the gathering i I countered no i i get you it's just look this i understand they're trying to get the whole idea of the wizard putting up you know uh, rah, rah, rah. Oh, I'm gonna quickly put up my shield so that when you, uh, you cast your spell, it bounces off and so forth. And I... well, it's also uh, you can also think of it like this: uh, you see a, a, a wizard starting. You you recognize he's starting to cast a, a fireball. Mm-hmm. How do you recognize that it's fireball? Because of because of the components he's using, the hand gestures he's using, 
you recognize the spell. How you, made, it you made your spellcraft roll. Got it. Basically, yes. <laughs> so what you do is you fire off a quicker spell, say, example, magic missile, and you shoot the components out of his hand. Spell countered. It's like that. You used a spell. You burned one of your own spells that was faster. That's that's too much stuff for one round. You countered, you you countered the spell. Yeah, I, I don't it. like it. I don't like it. I get it though. It's not. And by the way, it's not just this game. I think this game, the way, the way Ca uh, Castle and Crusades handles it, is it's one of the best I've seen in a lot of other games. Yes, absolutely. I just don't like the idea of counterspelling at all. Okay, at twentieth level, get perfect recall. Cast zero level spells at will. Okay. Now, I don't know how powerful zero level spells are. I hate it. I hate it in fifth edition where, you know, you get the forever spell that actually does combat damage. I hate it. I hate it. I hate the idea. A zero level spell to me is a cantrip that does not affect combat in any way. It's in, obviously in third edition. They could no do that. Bonuses or minuses to anything. Yeah, in third edition, I think you could get uh, minor bonuses and healing. If I remember See, correctly, I don't. Now, now you can do them at will at 20th level, but it's 20th level. I get it. And at 24, you can, you can cast first level spells at will. I get it. It's God tier. That's fine. So, That's great. well, we haven't got to spells yet, but to spoil it for everybody. There are no, <laughs> thank you. Violence solves everything. <laughs> okay, here we go. No such thing as zero level spells. Every spell should have a, yeah, no, I agree. I don't like the idea of zero. I, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to say, Hey, it's a cantrip. You know, I get it. Yeah. But uh, I'm not going to say I like the way first and second edition AD&D handled cantrips. You have to waste a spell slot to get one little weird magical effect. I like the idea of just having the ability to be a wizard and having a magical effect. But I believe that cantrips should be obviously magical, obviously, yep. you know, mundane, used to, you know, coin, coin flip uh, tricks and uh, impress little children. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here we go. We're, we're, we I think to the, to the special classes that, that have been moved to the side, like redheaded stepchildren. My favorite, the assassin. It's my favorite class in, in the, in the last printing. It was my favorite class because oh, that's right. Yeah. Versatile. Yeah. That's right. And I forgot about you, that. You, you could, you could actually make uh, an assassin however you wanted to. Uh, it was, it was a rogue on steroids or, or it was a, just a straight up killer or it was a spy or, you know, you could, you could make your assassin however you wanted, whatever would fit your group and campaign. And now it's a redheaded stepchild class. That sucks. And one of the things that I do remember remarking on last time about the assassin was, wow, it has all, like every attribute is important at one point or yes, another. Every attribute is important. But the thing is you have to choose how you want what your assassin to be because there's no way that you can specialize in all of these goddamn things there's no way so you have to choose what kind of assassin you're going to be and and uh uh target those checks accordingly i like it versatility i love it okay like mercenaries assassins seldom have motives of their own beyond collecting a reward oh there you go Wait, wait. Assassins can either be heroes to the downturn. Okay, for a second, I, I, was, I read that wrong because it just kind of glanced in my eye and I saw the word hero. I was like, WTF on that. But, okay. Assassins can either be heroes to the downtrodden or knaves reviled by the... Got it. That makes sense. They stalk unwary victims through grim city streets and guilt palaces, striking them down. Okay. Uh, da -da. Although they are not necessarily evil, they are typically indifferent to the world around them. View life and death as a natural course of things and think little on on the matter if at all you know what? uh, uh what's his name a michael <laughs> i'll kill women i'll kill older people i'll kill children 
Uh, uh, whether for pay, duty, revenge, or mere pleasure. Okay, that I wouldn't allow for a player character. Well, that's character. for evil assassin. Yeah, you, right. You know, NPC type. Yeah, I would I not it. allow that for a player no, character. Definitely not. No, no, no. no. All right. Da -da -da -da, quick reflexes. I don't care. Weapons. Uh, what do we got for weapons? What assassin? Oh, did we not look at that up? We didn't look at that up here. My fault. So alignment any non-good, weapon any. Well, of course, you, you're an assassin. You don't care how you kill. Yeah. What well, any non-good. That's weird. That is weird Be because the, the church has, you know, in, in the past employed assassination as a legitimate technique and the, the yeah. assassin would think he's good. He's, right? Well, if you are using that much, so the, the paladin isn't going to do it, but you know, the church can have followers of multiple different alignments alignment so uh just find a less scrupulous person and say hey uh we don't sanction this but that guy's got to go <laughs> then again these are the same people that had their holy cause of burning people at the stake so i mean yeah. you know and they, they thought they were doing it for god and it was good and so their alignment was good you know yeah. I, I don't know i i yeah i i disagree with that uh any non-good alignment i disagree with that you you can be good and still be and still do bad things sorry Assassins have little use for shields and armors. These hinder movement. Yeah, I mean, yeah, typical assassin stuff. All right, special assassins must be prepared to wait in hidden places for long hours and move swiftly and quietly when attacking. Heavy armor, that is uncomfortable. Noisy or bulky precludes optimal performance. An assassin may wear a leather armor, a leather coat. Okay, got it. Oh, what's the special here? Okay, yep. oh, okay, so the special, got it. Yep. Case target. Uses, uh, using this ability, the assassin can determine information weaknesses about the target. Must spend one to uh, three times ten, so ten to thirty minutes. Uh, approximate. Okay, so approximate level or hit die of the opponent within ten percent. Now that's pretty cool in case that somebody sends you on, on a suicide mission. Yeah. Alignment, hidden weapons or unusual items, distinguishing habits and mannerisms, or any other details that might not be apparent to a normal observation. Wow, that's a lot of stuff. I mean, you get the alignment just by watching them, like. Well, again, you're not watching them for one round. You're spending no, I time you're watching them for up to thirty minutes. But still, I, I, I can, I can hide, you know, my alignment. Maybe, maybe it's like spotting somebody at a poker table. You know, you just got some certain tells. Oh, yeah, they got a tell. Okay, you, <laughs> you you're, know, you're trained in reading tells and such. Okay, I so get it. I get this it. person says hi uh, every time he walks to all the old ladies and so forth. But when he does it, he's got a sneer on his face. He's a little more sardonic. So maybe he's actually an a hole. You know, I don't know. Okay. Uh, climb. Uh, we already read climb before. Death attack. If an assassin studies a victim for three rounds, that's just three rounds. That's it. And makes a sneak attack. Oh, so you've got to you've got to stay hidden while the rest of the yep. party's fighting or something. Okay. Right. That successfully deals damage. A sneak attack can potentially kill the target instantly. While studying a victim prior to attack, the assassin can undertake other actions, but must stay focused on the target. If the target knows the assassin's present, death attack is not possible. Yeah, you've got to stay hidden. Uh, makes a constitution saving throw. If it fails, dies instantly. That's an assassin. If they succeed, it's just normal damage. Yep. Oh, not normal sneak attack damage, which is usually double. Yeah, but at this point, you're never going to get another death attack chance because... You, you failed. Now he knows you're there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, uh, after completing three rounds of uh, study, the assassin must attack. I don't care about the rest of it. We, we know yeah. generally what this okay, does. Now all, yeah, all this other stuff is choose your flavor of assassin. Are you a spy? Then you, you would specialize in disguise, disguise yep. and listen. And if you are, if you're a, if you're a, a sneak in there, assassin, sneak out type, you move silently and poisons and hide. You're going to specialize in those. 
So, you know, you get to choose what kind of assassin you want to be, you know? And I, I like that with the, it's, it's just my yes. favorite class in this game. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I mean, I've always struggled like in certain games, like I play the bounty hunter class. A bounty hunter is literally somebody who just gets paid to go either hand a warrant or bring somebody in. Uh, an assassin is literally just somebody who gets paid for it. I don't like the idea of them being character classes. It's just, that's what you I do. I, I, can, I can pay anybody to be an assassin, but at the same time, this is how you write it up. Now you've opened the door, as Heathen Dog said, to multiple different ways of playing it within one class, and, and yeah. I like that. So uh, what, whatever world you're in or, you, that, or the Castle Keeper has created, the assassin can be tailored to fit that world in that party and still be a PC mm -hmm. because you can specialize and it's, it's built into the class. I like it. All right. So, uh, mild poisons are type one and up to type six, which are pretty much kill you when you yeah. look at it crazy. And you can Duration, see the instant, see the cost Real here. Tape? Death. Death by is the, permanent by the way. Yeah. That's uh, wow. <laughs> this kind of death. Is it the, is it the get up, get better death? No, no, you're not going to get better from this. Death. This, this, this death only lasts two weeks. Yeah, exactly. I, no, I, I know some, somebody's going to correct me in the comments. That isn't what it says. That's exactly we're what it says. We're having I, I fun. The word permanent, just like everybody else. Uh, oh, back to life. Nope. He was killed with permanent poison. Sorry. Uh, sneak attack. Uh, we already talked about traps. Yeah, same thing as a, Okay, the high-level oh, yeah. abilities. Uh, anything in chat that we need to... Look at surprise, sneak attack, signature style. Okay, we'll, we'll spend a moment on this one. Most adventurers develop certain styles. Use of weapons or tactics which they are most comfortable. These signature styles hone to near-perfect art define their work and skill. They're a calling card of sorts. At 15th level, the assassin can perfect a signature style, enabling him to more effectively eliminate targets. This only works with one type of attack, whether by weapon, poison, or tactic. Okay. The assassin must be familiar with the style, using it frequently throughout his career. Okay, it, so you can't just choose one that, that you've never done before. You have to set it up throughout your first 14 yeah. levels. Yes. This is my favorite, you know, kind of assassination technique. Where the castle keeper can at least look and say, okay, yeah, you know, you've yeah, done you've that. You've done it before. You've done it a lot. You're good at it. Okay, I get it. How well would these classes play with the 3.5 ones? I'm tempted to break out D20 stuff and see if it clicks. Well, I mean, this uses a completely different rule system, so I don't know. And since I am not a big fan of 3.5, I played a lot of it, but that's years ago. Uh, I don't know. I, I just generally like the Castles and Crusades system as a whole. But if you, can, if you can pull a class like this over and make it work with the way uh, they build these classes, yeah, I'd say do it. Homebrew your stuff. Dexterity Bone, okay. Uh, so. Obviously, this is considered the primary attribute. Is it? Yep. What's dex already considered dex, the primary? Dex, I mean, yeah. it makes sense. Where the hell is it? Okay. Uh, yep. Dex. Yeah. Makes the sense. Slow kill at level 20. The assassin <laughs> can utilize their learned skills of anatomy to strike opponents in areas difficult to heal. These wounds bleed profusely, draining the target of energy and life. Oh, it's the Once, livers. It's stabbing somebody in the liver. Stabbing someone in the liver or in the kidney or in the aorta or whatever. Well, the aorta, I think, would be pretty quick. <laughs> well, you'd be pretty quick, yeah. Losing 1d6 hit points and blood loss, whether it be internal or external. Uh, target continues to lose 1d6 per round thereafter unless healed or bandaged. The usability assassin must strike before the intended target does. So you got to go first. Okay, one initiative. 
the results are cumulative. The assassin can only successfully strike any one opponent four times with the slow kill attack. They may attempt to slow kill against a particular target as many times as necessary to make four successful slow kill attacks. After four successful attacks, it is assumed the assassin has struck all the victim's vital spots. The slow kill works in <laughs> conjunction with sneak attack. I hit your femoral. I hit your your aorta. Yeah, yeah. Your... this side of your neck, that side of your neck. I, I I hit your your leg. I hit your liver. Oh my god! With the oozes, man. Oozes are just immune to everything. Well, they don't have any <laughs> any vital spots. All the spots are the same. <laughs> it's all the same thing. Uh, uh, at le level twenty four, you get god tier slow kill. Where's that? So severe they heal even magically at only half the normal rate. Oh wow! And can cause incapaci incapacitation such as loss of uh, limb. Upon a successful slow kill attack, the opponent must make a successful Constitution check, or they suffer an incapacitating blow and the ability to use a limb. Assassin's choice until healed. Wow! wow. So you can see him here. All the wow! Yeah, and so that's all the classes. Now we go into multi-classing, which is next week. Well, we can. Uh, what's after multi-classing? Because that's class and a half. Ra ra races are, races will be next week. I, to be fair, I'm I'm be honest with you. I don't care about covering multi-classing, not because I don't like it, but if if multi-classing interests you, just get the book, get the game. Yeah, and class and a half is a is a completely different take on it, where yeah. you have one class, but you cherry pick stuff from another class. Um, I you may have to forego stuff in your primary class, but. Uh, the player picks two classes. One will be designated the principal as, as their real class. The other is designated as a supporting class. For example, a character combining fighter and wizard classes would choose either a fighter who knows a few spells or a wizard who has some training in weapons and armor. So you don't you don't get the full dual class experience. You get a second class light. Like you get to a couple of cool things from the class, but that's it. So these are distinctions that I very rarely care about. Like I, I know, like uh, was it is fifth edition? I think does. I think actually third edition does it as well. The difference between a construct and an undead and a creature versus a monster versus a an animal versus I, I don't like all that type of terminology personally. So I can't answer this because I don't pay attention to it. Yeah, I in fact I don't recall them having specific construct class like designation type thing, but. If I if I had to make the the judgment call, I would have a construct be the same as undead for most physical things, because a construct doesn't have organs, doesn't have vital yeah. spots. You know, it's built or made of something like an like a, like an ooze is all the same, right? Well, right. a golem is made of clay. It's freaking clay all the way through. And so, it also depends on how you run your golems, because I kind of run my golems a little more traditionally, where it's like if you find the secret word on them, you can actually yeah, just shut them down or, or scratch out the word of God on their head or whatever. Yeah, right, right. Fall in or, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it all depends. I but I don't just put it on the head, though. <laughs> OK, that's fine. You know, whatever. But, uh, you know, a, a construct would be would be immune to the same stuff, physical stuff that an undead would be immune to, uh, like, you know, special yeah. attacks that hit vital organs. The construct doesn't care. You know? Yeah, I, I think I agree with you on that. Um, I I just don't pay attention to those distinctions because I don't tend to play games that really do matter. Like, yes, I know the difference between a, a construct and an elemental and, and, and whatnot. I just, an elemental, I would make an assassin research that type of elemental. Like, if you're going to try to fight a salamander or a, just a perfect fire elemental that just looks like a flaming beast with a couple eyes in it, um, how are you going to do that? Well... You can't just throw water at him because this is a living creature that it might sting a little bit, but he's gonna be like, what water? Uh, yeah. You've got to find a way of getting elemental water to, you know, Into from a sword. 
into their body somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or something of that regard, or just use magical weaponry or, you know, what, what not you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I get it. Um, all right. So I, I mean, unless you really want to go over it, the, the multi-class no, no, and class I mean, if, and a half if you stuff, want a multi-class or class and a half, go ahead and read it on your own if you're interested. Uh, but it's basically that multi-class is, is the same as you think, you know, you, 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 uh, go up in two classes, probably half as fast. And it's got little charts here for how to handle yeah, the level. But class and a half, you, you go up uh, in your normal, in your primary class, almost at the exact same rate as a single class person, but a, probably a little bit slower. But you get a couple of cool things from your from that second class, that half class. You get a couple of cool things, but not all of them. Makes sense. I so like you, it. So you'd be, a you'd be a 10th level fighter, 5th level rogue. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. All of this is yeah. optional. Yep. Absolutely. I do like yeah. the take, and I remember us talking about it for the seventh edition. The only reason why I'm like, eh, one, this what this episode's gone on too long, and it would just be weird to uh, <laughs> to end with this or have this and then jump right into races next week. So I think uh, I think we just do races. We got what dwarfs and elves and what else do we have here? Gnomes. Yep. Halfling, uh, half halfling, half orc, half elf. Are there half orcs? There's half orcs. Human. Okay, there we go. So, uh, yeah, I think we can get all the races done next week. Yeah, we can do that. Cool. So let's stop sharing. I don't want to share anymore. I don't like sharing with you guys anymore. Oh. <laughs> F11, that's so I can close it out. Um, doo -doo -doo. Give me one moment here. So uh, if anybody has any final comments in chat there. Yeah, uh, well, I'll go use the heathen dogs room. Oh, I'm looking something up. Okay. I'm uh, trying to find Bruce's channel because I said that uh, he's going to be doing gatekeepers this week and it's going to be on Bruce's channel so and I'll share that screen alright got to oh you know go to the video portion of it so you can see his videos there we go I watched your stream. Oh, uh, it's because I watched the stream when it was actually live. Here is Bruce. So Bruce is going to be hosting Gatekeepers this week, where he's going to be talking about how to have a fun foil uh, NPC for your players uh, and uh, how to put that in your game, how to handle it, how to how to make your players look like buffoons. That's my story. He didn't say any of that. But that will be on Tuesday at 730 Central, 830 Eastern. Check that out. If you haven't subscribed to him yet, go ahead and subscribe to him so you can watch Gatekeepers. Uh, do, 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 do. there's the gatekeepers little splash screen I don't know who's all going to be there but uh, I will definitely try to be there Tuesday's going to be a fun day for me and by fun I mean uh, uh, Monday and Tuesday are kind of uh, rough days for me this week so we'll see but uh, check out you can see Bruce's other videos here he's got uh, some of his uh, you can see these streams where he's actually streaming his games Got some stuff with, uh, oh my god, just just cross off Baron G-Rock there. Just cross, just put a big X over that. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's got the Table Breakers where he brings Kai on and uh, they talk gaming stuff. And it's similar to like the Friday Chill Stream or Gatekeepers where they pick a topic and... I know, oh, he now has a red bubble. Well, just ruined red bubble. I gotta go find something somewhere else to go. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> that was cold. 
he made he made fun of Earth Dawn. You don't get to do that. That's but, true. Uh, yeah, that 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 puts you in in Legion jail. <laughs> in Legion jail. Yeah. So anyway, go check out Bruce's channel. I put it. Uh, I put the link in our chat there, and I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Uh, oh wait, I always show off two people. Who's the second person I should show off? Oh, you know, I know who I'm going to show off. It's probably going to come as a surprise to him. He's probably not even watching right now. And since this part isn't going to be on the YouTube video later, he'll never know. <laughs> Check out 28mm RPG. Uh, he's got some miniature paintings. He's got some Traveler. Let's go to the video side of it. I, I've had people get mad at me. For showing other people's <laughs> stats? Yeah. Uh, look. Let, let me put Grimm's page up there and you'll see my little blue line down here just like that. I mean, these are smaller channels. I, I think they're doing all right. Why do I have a big dip right there? Because everybody hated me that day, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, uh, let's, let's get those channels up. I mean, Aaron the Pedantic has what, half our viewers, but I think his little uh, bar is higher than ours on most, uh, most occasions. But uh, yeah, go check him out. He's got some Traveler. I actually watched this Traveler. Uh, oh, this is on my personal account. Uh, character creation. And uh, yeah, he talks about a bunch of things. Board games and... Uh, Numenera. A lot of people have been bugging us. Whoa! Hey, hello. I did. I did a thing on Numenera. Hey, what's that? Clickbait. I know, right? As therapy, uh, this thumbnail's therapy. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, so yes, you did a whole series on Numenera, also. Yep. I remember you saying that you kind of liked the system, but didn't like the world. Yeah, I, di I didn't like the setting. the 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 idea that you know, the the world was billions of years old, and and you just everyone just forgot the previous age and archaeology didn't happen and no no one can learn from their mistakes and stuff like that I, I didn't like the idea the philosophy behind it i didn't like it the world that the you know the system was was fine you know the the, the gameplay was fine but this yeah i didn't like the the philosophy or the setting an error occurred wow i can't post this link apparently wow well twitch got it oh wait did twitch not get i don't know somebody got it the youtube oh i, I see it in both do you? Okay, that's weird. <laughs> Numenera just is just... Landscape. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Wow. Wow. Sorry. Right. Go ahead. Please give them a follow, subscribe, like, share. Tell them, obviously, anytime you comment, you say Legion of Myth sent me because, you know, we're Legion of Myth. And shill us. Shill us. Talk us up to your mom. Talk us up to your kids, nieces, cousins everybody all right <sighs> anything else we want to show off Jeez, ah, ban him oh you're done get him <laughs> out of here block user oh <laughs> that's right <laughs> I, I don't heathen dog loves the ban hammer i'm just saying <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of the ban hammer Baldahar and my wife are yeah the, you heard me right Baldahar and my wife are competing for who has the most timeout minutes <laughs> uh, I don't know how to unban someone, so that's that's your job. Really? Yep. <laughs> you you did ban. Oh my god, you did. Uh, <laughs> uh, unhide user on this channel. I think that's it. Hey Baron G Rock, see if you can type. I actually don't want you banned long term. <laughs> Damn it, heathen dog. <laughs> hey, I. It's a hammer. Uh, You're not supposed to be able to undo it, right? Uh, he he should be able to put actually looking at what I see in the moderation tools now, he should be able to type. Actually, he could just go over to the Twitch site and start typing. <laughs> uh, all right.
Oh, so Noro says, I got no timeouts. I'm a grown person. I do what I want. Well, well guess what? <laughs> Timeout. <laughs> I can't control this guy over here. <laughs> okay, he's back. All right, good. Uh, okay, let me undo Noro because I will forget. It's oh, only you five did, it's only five. It's just a timeout. I didn't. Oh, three hundred. Okay, okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um. So I really didn't have anything for segment two, other than I feel like I'm getting a weird growth in my hand. I think I'm getting hand cancer. That's not great. It's called skin cancer, and it's bad. Yeah, probably. Um. But there were a couple of suggestions posted on our Discord. Let me get our Discord back up. By the way, um, Bruce, I did reply to you on Odyssey. It just took a while. <laughs> I'm glad I caught the last ten minutes or so. <laughs> Are you are you sure about that? Are you really glad these last 10 minutes have been uh, weird? Yeah. <laughs> we like weird here, though. All right. Suggestions. Okay, so first of all. Nope, that's not it. Actually, that's a good suggestion. Violence solves everything. What? To add. He suggested. My, my, I only have one caveat to that. So I put up on, on our Discord, like, hey, what do you guys want to see as the next book for the giveaway? And he put in uh, Palladium Books Fantasy First Edition because they're coming out with a first edition hardcover of, uh, of Palladium Fantasy. Yep. My only caveat to that is we already have two Palladium books on there as it is. Now, I can go all Palladium. I don't care. I like Palladium. Uh, but uh, that would be my only, like, hmm, I don't know. But I, it's a really good suggestion. I like it. Okay, RPG Digest. There it is. So Mark Hawkman said, how do you write lawful evil properly and why some people hate it? I don't hate lawful evil. No, lawful evil is fine. I mean, uh, lawful Darth evil Vader is, is lawful evil. Yeah, it, it, it's basically uh, a politician. You know, uh, you, you use the law to get what you want. You're basically selfish and uh, you, you manipulate laws and loopholes to get yourself ahead. That's basically it. <laughs> I, already, I already put that up. Oh, did you? Okay, sorry uh well okay oh i got what you're saying so yeah lawful evil but also you know there are different definitions of evil you know it depends on what you compare it to you're comparing it to 21st century i mean everything in the past was evil according to those weirdos um i don't know if lawful evil is the best alignment but it is my favorite alignment to make the big bad the evil empire or the evil clergy or whatever is behind you know, the machination, the evil dragon evil lich that's you know the machinations behind the scene i do like to make lawful evil uh joker would be chaotic evil i think because he does i don't think he's uh, selfish he just wants to see the world burn so i think he'd be Basically, chaotic yeah. evil yeah he'd be chaotic evil uh hey aaron the pedantic see i call i some i said him three times in the mirror and aaron the pedantic shows up look at that <laughs> <laughs> uh actually yeah, i want to i want to get the segment two thing up here oh you know what we didn't do for segment two we started segment two and didn't disclaim it oh no now, now we have to start it over again god damn it check out our links put that on the screen for a couple seconds you can pause it this is where you want to find us and here's where else you want to find us follow subscribe with notification hit that bell icon ding ding and we have a 3,000 subscriber giveaway and yeah that whole conversation is going to be lost now hey healing dog what should we talk about in segment two today no no you'll, you'll just have to download it edit it nope to get it in there <laughs> nope you have to do it no do i'm it. not doing that i've got things to do this week this is a stream and I'm highlighting. So what we're talking about, what we started talking about already and uh, what we're going to go back to talk about is uh, lawful evil. 
Uh, it, it, honestly, this we've got another topic to cover as well. It doesn't have to be a quick. See, uh, I don't know. I don't know if Two Face would be considered lawful evil. I think he'd be lawful neutral because he can't make a decision without flipping a coin, and he has to abide by the coin flip. So right. that would be more lawful neutral than lawful evil, in my opinion. Yeah, lawful or, or lawful neutral. Okay. Yeah, lawful neutral is like good, evil, whatever. Let's just have some order and make sure society works fine. Exactly. You know, just follow the coin flip. Yes or no, coin to coin flip. You cannot well, deviate from that. That is the law. That that see, is that is two faces law. Coin flip to me is chaotic. No. When you when you can't decide and you got to flip a coin. No, 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 no. See, no, no. It's uh, it'd be chaotic if you didn't hold yourself to any standard, but. You, you're holding yourself to the absolute standard of the result I mean, of that coin, coin flick, flick. If I remember correctly, is even used as an example in one of the editions or one of the games. It says, you know, when the character can't decide, flip a coin, that's what you do. Uh, but the chaotic doesn't work for big organizations. Well, I get, well, yeah, I would say that it, it doesn't. I mean, organizations have hierarchy. I mean, it, compare, compare the, uh, the hells, the, the demons from hell, I'm sorry, the devils from hell versus the demons from the abyss. And you see that the demons from the abyss, all types of numbers are all over the place. They're crawling over each other like roaches, all trying to backstab each other, uh, just trying to, you know, one up the next person. But the devils from hell, they might be doing the same thing, but they're doing it with a lot more order. They've got their Structure. hierarchy, yeah. the eight pit fiends and the, you know, uh, the, the rule of law and the overall hierarchy in the organization, because there's so, so many, so much fewer, there are fewer of them. <laughs> um, so, I mean, as far as comic book characters go, that's not my forte, so I don't know. But, uh, oh, God damn it. What is um, he huh? I got the Vikings about to lose. That's fine. No. It's normal. It's not fine. Um, Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd would be, I think Judge Dredd thinks he's lawful good, but. Yeah, I would say he's the lawful neutral myself. A little excessively lawful neutral. Yeah. Um, the other topic, I mean, but ultimately the whole thing, how to how to write lawful evil properly, it's just somebody, yeah, it's it's uh somebody who knows the law, somebody who still believes in order. You know, it's it's the empire from from Star Wars. It's yeah. Yeah, so, uh, my, you're 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 basically selfish and and you use you use uh, rules to get what you want basically you know if, if you want to go that way or if, if you want to go the, the true two-face way you know you strict adherence to the law but have no uh regard for whether it's good or bad just strict adherence to the law is also either lawful neutral or lawful evil depending on the person <laughs> lawful evil is a guy at the dmv you know lost your license in the mail on purpose <laughs> oh that's funny all right so I don't know. I don't want to get into a big alignment argument because everybody sees alignments a little differently. Yeah. I I generally look at anything. Lawful. Alignments are better. Yes. Yeah. And that was mentioned a few times on Friday. Yeah. Uh, uh, just I look at order as being some as somebody who wants authoritarianism, and I don't necessarily mean it all its negative connotation. But somebody wants an orderly society, wants rules and structure. I see the uh, the uh, chaos as being the libertarian side, as far as. Uh, you know, my own individual, I do what I want. That can sound selfish to some people, but you know what, if I mind my own businesses and if I turn that, I'll do what I want into burning down your house, that leans towards the chaotic evil. If I do the, I'll do what I want. I just kind of stay private in my own home. Well, that might be chaotic. Good. You know, help you if you, if I see you pass out in the street or something. I don't know. Oh, Caden, Caden Van says, uh, 
Dr. Doom, I believe, is considered lawful evil. The problem with that, there, I remember, I, f I forget which comic this was in, and I'm, I'm talking about comics, so so you, you can see Max just kind of zone out. You see, see him turn the glass. Yeah, I'm gonna watch. Out. I'm gonna watch the Vikings lose. All right. Uh, there, there was a there was a time when he was hit with one of daggers, light daggers, and the more evil you are, the more these daggers hurt because it's trying to purify your soul of evil and it burns. It hurts, right? And he was hit by several of 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 daggers, uh, light light daggers, and it did nothing. He did not believe himself to be evil at all. Therefore, the daggers did nothing. So he wouldn't consider himself lawful evil. He would consider himself lawful neutral or maybe even in his twisted mind, lawful good because he is the, he is the highest authority in his country. So he is the law and his law is good for the people. Therefore, he's lawful good. Exactly, Michael. That's what I'm saying. I mean, uh, in all the iterations, all the comic iterations of Dr. Doom, he has always put the people of Latveria first. He, none of his schemes, none of his plots to take over the world or kill the Fantastic Four or whatever put Latveria in danger. He always made sure his people were prosperous and they were safe. So he would consider himself lawful good. He's good to the people that matter, which is the people of Latveria, and he is the law. Makes sense. In his mind, he's lawful good. To everyone else, he'd be lawful evil or lawful neutral at best. I, I saw it, Crafty. We're, we're moving on to that next. All right. We're good. Okay. What's next? All right. It's, it's Crafty's. Apparently, he can't have a little patience here. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so basically, he wants to hear how we uh, how we prep for games. Do we still write our own stuff? Has it all become theory play now that post uh, post pandemic and nobody has a real table? Yeah, uh, what, post pandemic, yeah, it's all theory yeah, play now. You know, uh, as he said, he's, as he's gotten older, he has less for time for his hobbies, so he tends to rely more on modules rather than his own adventures. Um, so as far as me, it's a hundred percent theory play because hell, at least Heathen Dogs at least run a Call of Cthulhu game. Like, yeah, but I, that was I, a module, so. But that was a module, yeah, fair. <laughs> uh, I, I'm all theory crafting right now. I don't like online play, and every time I start to like, okay, I, I, I'm going to try this. I'm like, I don't want to. I just don't want to. It's not that, I, oh, I'm scared to like somebody actually, oh, you're scared to like it. No, it's not my style of play. That's, that's really what it comes down to. It's just absolutely not my style of play. Uh, it's too much sitting down, I, you know, people talking over each other because, you know, you got one second delays. It's got people, dogs barking in the background. This person gets up and goes away here. Toilet flushing. This guy's beating his wife over here. Uh, somebody's got to go catch them. The mailman as like, I want people who are sitting at a table who are focused on playing the game. And I don't see that in any, uh, channel. I mean, uh, Bruce had a TPK yesterday on his stream and that it just went, well, he, it was, I'm sorry, it was a half, it was a half PK. Uh, <laughs> it was funny, though. It was absolutely funny uh, how they all went down. But uh, yeah, so for me, I, I, it's all theory crafting. I would still write my own campaign outlines. I will throw modules in there as side adventures. Again, when I say side adventures, I'm not talking a single session. I'm talking that could be three, four, five sessions. I'll still have my, my outlines, my timelines, you know, et cetera. Um, but uh, yeah. That's about it. Yep. 
All right. <laughs> you have nothing to add? No, that I agree with that completely. That's the way it is. I mean, uh, the uh, like, like like you said, the the <laughs> online gaming. Uh, for me, it, uh, it it takes away the, the the personal touch. You know, you're it's it's much less visceral when you're not in the same room with when someone when something's happening. It's it's less personal and it doesn't have as much impact. So it's not going to be as fun for me. And my outlines are usually I, they're very general. Um, they start pretty specific until I realize that none of this is going to happen because the players are going to screw all this up. So that then then I remember just backtrack a little bit. I don't cross it out. I just remember, okay, this probably isn't going to happen, and I kind of backtrack it. But but I get my timelines going, and my timelines adjust based on a few things. Obviously, they absolutely adjust based on what the players do. If the players succeed at something, uh, how do I incorporate modules? Uh, if the players go west, I have them stumble across a dungeon and we run it. I, I don't I don't put a lot of effort into that that side of it. Um, I don't I don't have a process for that. I prepare I prepare week by week because if I prepare any further than that, again the players are going to go in a completely different direction. I, I and honestly, the group I learned that most importantly with. Hey, don't look at me. It was all Garthon. Well, but but it was it was that group because my AD and D games used to be a lot more programmed than uh, than that Earthdown group, and that Earthdown group uh, learned me a few lessons about doing that because I'd be prepared for something, and all of a sudden you guys were going off in left field, and I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> me? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna burn down the village instead of you know that, trying to. <laughs> that's a literal Garthon example. <laughs> I, I know. Come it was. On. He was the one that did all that. Yeah, everyone else was fine to go around. Uh, how does Heathen Dog prep his stories for his robots? I mean, players. Oh, it's easy. It's easy. Uh, for for a campaign, I have a set beginning, a set middle, and a set end. There's no rails, but there are bumpers. So I will get you to the middle, and then I will get you to the end. Whether you die at those points or before then or whatever, that's up to you. That's your choice. But I will get you there. <laughs> And then I will get you to the end, and that's going to happen. So my my prep is to make sure I keep just just like just like a little kid bowling, just keep the ball in the lane. Your character is the ball. I got to keep you in the lane, which is my story. I will, and I will do that by hook or by crook. Doesn't matter. I will keep you in the lane. And there really is no planning for that because whenever someone goes off script or just you know goes all nutty over there you have to deal with it at a case-by-case -case basis but just just having the the idea that no stay in your lane how do i get this ass hat back in the lane and then you do it uh, uh you prep so, like a half hour before and wing it no no like like uh like uh like max was saying i i use modules as well to as filler content not not modules that have their own arc because a lot of modules out there a lot of the older modules are ordered you know first through fourth fifth through seventh stuff like that and it's the, it's its own story arc and you have to play them in order i stay away from those the one shot modules that are used for filler i'll do i'll do that i'll throw it in there in between the beginning and middle in between the middle and the end of of my storyline I can throw them in there, but 
all of my content is to get you to the middle. And then after you reach it to get you to the end, whether you die before you get there, that's on you. I don't try and murder folk, folk murder themselves, you know, make, make dumb decisions or bad roles. That's not me. It's not my fault, but, uh, yeah. So there really is no prep for that because people are rando sometimes there's no planning for it. I mean, in some things it's obvious, like you want them to get on the boat and travel to the Island to continue your story, but they don't want to go. Well, that is an obvious thing where the players can screw you. So you'd have to prep for that, get them on the boat. How do I plausibly get them to make the decision to go on the boat? They don't, they don't have free will, but you have to give them the illusion that they had a choice. They, and you make, you make them think they made the right call, even though there was really no other call to make. How do I do that? That's the only prep that, that, that uh, goes into any of my campaigns. How do I give them the, the illusion of agency, but really give them none? So, uh, trying to think how it's never the same. That's the thing. It all depends on what's coming up. I'm, Actually, no. Uh, if, if I, I think it's easier to prep for the next week right after yes. this week's game, because it's fresh in your mind and all the things they've done that game, you can now prep how you want them to go or what you want them to see or find for next week at the end. So a half hour after the game, prepping for next week's game, that's probably oh, a better I'll do it the next day because I play. I tend to play, you know, and late, late into the night. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, the, the next, next day, whatever. Yeah. You, you, you prep on the, on the, on the, uh, on the front end. And then you're already on the back end when it comes next week. So I, yeah, I, I, that's what I do. Um, I at least write down enough notes or enough things if I don't already have some of that prepared, because usually I'm about an adventure and a half ahead of them, just in case they are quick to go through. I was going to wait for that one, but yeah, I, I want to get to, um, uh, just in case they find a bypass or they get through it quicker than I thought. I, so I'm usually ahead of them by about an adventure and a half or a session and a half. Um, well, yeah, so what I'll do is I'll get my notes down after the session, what happened, uh, where, where things are, where, where I want things, whatever. And then throughout the rest of the week, because we played every week, I'll just, oh, that's a cool idea. Hey, what if I do this? What if I change that up? You know, and just have some things ready to go and not like his boat example. I don't care if they get on the boat or not. If I need them to meet somebody, if I need them to get somewhere, well, I don't need them to get anywhere. The timeline's going to move forward. <laughs> Like, yeah. Uh, like the, the, see, and, no, no. See, uh, the, the, the way, the way he's different than me, he has a timeline. And if you choose not to, to follow, you know, the obvious script of the, of the campaign, then you're SOL, the timeline passes and you can no longer win. I want them to, to, to feel the story. I want them to experience it. You know, at, at, at least the broad strokes of my vision. So I will push them along the storyline path. Whereas and, 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 Max will gladly leave you behind. I will bring you kicking and screaming if I have to. Oh, storyline gaming, you suck. Shut up. I don't fucking care about you. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, I, you have the illusion of agency. So you're happy. All right. That's how it works. So, so but, to be uh, fair, because somebody did ask me about this uh, on, I think it was on Friday, uh, about the timeline thing. 
it's not a once one uh, you screw up and the timeline runs you over. No, no, no. The timeline, I actually have the timeline written as its fastest. And it's more of an outline than a timeline. I don't have one month for this, three months for that. I, I it's That's not how I do it. I, I write it down like, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. Bad bad guy will level up. So when the characters hit level five, the bad guy is now level 13. When the, when the characters hit level eight, the bad guy is level 14 or something like that. Um, I put in there that if this doesn't happen, if the characters don't succeed at doing this, then the bad guys get this. Um, and usually... I can't think of a time when I didn't do this. Your, your adventures from like levels one to three, and then your levels from say uh, four to six or seven have nothing to do with the timeline, at least as far as you're aware. Those are just your introductory things to get going. You are not important enough for world events yet. Right. A yeah. And even uh, there'll be hints, there'll be ideas, things will happen. Yes. Yeah, stuff you, will you, happen you, around you, but you're too low level to actually affect them. So, and, it's just but you won't even realize it's going on until all of a sudden, like, you know, the, the quick example I'll use very quick because this isn't everything is you're fighting orcs like, well, orcs haven't been seen for, you know, multiple generations. In fact, to the point of where people didn't even think they were real. They were just fantasy creatures. And all of a sudden you're running across them. Well, that's because the orcs were getting pushed out of their own homeland by the dragons, which are getting put out of their own hand by the undead horde, which is getting pushed out of its own land by demons. You know, OK, again, it, being hyperbolic when i say that but you get the idea you didn't realize that the big bad guy at the end was a god Pff, i am Siric of forgotten yeah. realms and i am not you know or whatever but there's the problem uh over over prepping see yes. now what yeah. what max just described was wheels within wheels layers of onion and stuff the the more complex you make something the easier it is to screw it up What's well, awesome about the timeline is I can change it. I can I can change the big bad if I want yeah. at the end. That's but, why I have those. But but the thing is, if you if you've already dedicated yourself to to these gears and layers, and the players know it, mm -hmm. you, and you change it, they're like, "Oh, cheater! You friggin' cheater! You said the world worked like this, and now it doesn't. Screw you! You took my agency." Ah. That that can't, that can't happen the way I write it. It literally the, can't happen. My, my point is the more complex a system, the easier it is to fail, the more yeah, that is true. failure you have. So the more you prep, you can actually prep too much mm -hmm. because you're, you're giving yourself so many points of failure that you can never succeed. So yes. don't over prep two hours for every hour of game. To me, that's over prep. Well, that and, and here, much. and here's the thing for somebody more railroady, like heathen dog, two hours of prep for an hour of gameplay might be a little bit more necessary. I'm not saying he does it, but it might be a little bit more necessary because he's got to make sure the players hit this, this, and this for me, it's a little different that, that two hours would be, if I started doing that, I would feel compelled to make you do the things I wrote up because of how much time I spent on that. Yeah. In, instead, you're, you're emotionally invested in it now. Right. And yeah. I'd be pissed. Like, to be fair the one time you guys got me <laughs> was the one when he was spinning that stupid skull and he avoided all the traps avoided all the mishaps avoided everything and, and heathen dog doesn't like this because this is what al uh, garthon did garthon had us he played a character that uh, had had his dog skull no uh, on a stick just leave me alone um and they were in kind of a maze and I developed the maze and it had, it had traps and it had a safe route, it had a perfectly safe route, it had a relatively safe route, some things they have to fight, you know, it's a typical kind of maze thing, right? And, and some areas route that'll probably get somebody killed. Well, I shouldn't say a route, but routes you could go that, yeah, if you did like, if you didn't roll well, there were nasty traps and whatnot. He did this, he spun it, said, we're going this way. And he got through the entire maze, just doing that. Rolling was, I think it was a D4. Off. What what pissed me off is that everyone went, 
okay. Yeah, and and Heathen Dog in character is like, hold on, hold on, hold on. We need to scout this out. It's like scouting for sissies and just started going and and it worked. And I, I look and I invested a lot of time into her chance and and the the my my character being a wizard could not deal with that. Uh, Heathen Dog as a player couldn't deal with that. Yeah, me I, as a player, I was like, Al, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I, I was I wasn't angry, but I was like Okay, I learned my lesson again. I put too much effort into this. I didn't get to use these cool traps I wanted to. I, I used some of them is, later is, is on. Is that the time where I literally chased Al under the table? I don't remember. I, I, re I just very vaguely remember that happening. I don't. But uh, I, I didn't chase him as me. I didn't chase me. Brett did not chase Al. Like me as the character chased Al's character around and we, we pantomimed it out by me chasing him physically under the table. No one was in any danger. I wasn't actually angry. No one, no one was going to be harmed in the, in the making Never of the know. playing adventure. Never know. Uh, but, but it's right. And, and I don't spend the same amount of time. One of the things that I've learned recently uh, that I'm really going to start incorporating and, I, and I've done it in the past on occasion has worked for me, but I'm, I'm solidifying this going forward is I'm going to end all my sessions to the best of my ability on a choice. And you have to make the choice at the end of the session. Therefore going into the next session, I know exactly what you guys are doing. Yeah, and I got easier on you to plan. Yeah. And and, and you're the, already committed. Yeah, you've already because the players have already committed, so it's easier for the game master to plan the next week because you literally know what's going to happen. At least the decided. start of it, and yep. it it uh, it gets the players invested at the end of the session because they have to make that decision and know that their characters have to live with it. And where and where I got that from, like as in to solidify it uh, as a formalized uh, endeavor, is from uh, Gen Lab uh, Mutant Gen Lab Alpha. And the way that works is uh, you run, basically you run terrorist cells because you realize that the humans are treating you like crap and uh, you want to break free. And so you have like, let's just say seven. I'm just throwing out a number out there, but you've got these different cells and the players as players, not necessarily as characters, but as players determine what each cell is going to do. These guys are going to go try to blow up some robots. These guys are going to try to do some trade goods. These guys are going to try to light a little part on fire to, to, to draw some attention. These guys are going to try to, uh, to, you know, whatever, just, you know, work, work the system. Right. And then six of those are done by just rolls. All right. Whoever you, whoever the player is going to roll, I'm going to roll. We roll and Oh, I won that one. So you tried to light something on fire. It didn't work. You're caught and 10 people got killed. Uh, next time we roll. Oh, you guys tried to kill some robots. Well, you rolled amazingly. Well, those robots are done. You got them. No injuries, no casualties. Good job guys. You know, and, and you just keep rolling like that. But one of them, the players pick, it's like, okay, which one are you and your cell going to do? Well, we're going to do this. That's the adventure for next week. Don't hit the penis mic. And so I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start doing something similar to that. Doesn't have to be you know cell activity. But all right, are you guys going towards the dungeon? Are you gonna go ask the wizard for help, or are you gonna try to see uh, uh, help the thieves guild out to get in good graces with them? And when you guys pick, boom! All right, that's what we're doing next week. And there will be none of this. No, no, we decided throughout the course of the week. No, because your players run a time stop. The characters run a time stop. You don't get to do that. You went to the thieves guild. And now a good game master could wing it. Yes, a good game master yeah, but could why, wing it. Why would he want to? Exactly. <laughs> I'm still giving you the choice to do whatever you want. Again, if you say yeah, you had the choice, you made it. Live. I, we want to join the enemy. We realize that this is a losing war. 
you guys are supposed to be the heroes fighting for the kingdom. Uh, this war is lost. We want to go join the enemy. All right, but that's still the choice you made, and I and I can work with that. I don't have a problem with it. I don't allow crap like that. That's yeah, just, he, that's just trolling. The only thing that I don't allow is I don't allow. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sick of it. I don't allow interparty conflict. I get that crap out. If your two characters can't get along, somebody's making a new character. It's that simple. Oh, violence. No, what, what he was saying was you don't allow the player to change the character's mind. The character at the end of the last session made that decision. And if, if the player wants to do something else, that's too bad because the character made the decision. The but, and and I take it so far as to actually do the interaction. Let's say, oh, we, we, you know, we've decided that the Thieves Guild, we can fence a lot of good stuff and get some stuff from them. We didn't realize they were so well equipped out here you know, in the middle of nowhere. So we're going to help them out. We will actually negotiate that and have you on your way. Like, like it's going to be the, yeah. the next adventure starts as you're committed. Yep. And I don't consider that railroading because you're making the decision. The only thing I'm railroading into is, so I'm a firm believer in this. You have agency, you have freedom. It's not a full sandbox, but it's a sandbox. Yeah, It's got a sandbox big enough to where I want you to play the game the way, you know, you think your characters would do it. Your, your, your group would do it, but you have an obligation as a player to get for consistency and to be part of the world to be part of the game. If you just want to light a fire and everything and do everything the opposite and just be chaotic, don't sit at my table. I mean, I, I'm way more open-minded than, than that guy uh, uh, when it comes to that. But I still believe that players have an obligation. I, when I'm a player, and, and it was funny because in my last game uh, that I was in before COVID, uh, I would always uh, you know, pay attention to what's going on with the adventure. And even though I'd be like, you know, I don't understand why my character would necessarily want to do this. I made a reason for my character to want to do it. That wasn't goofy either, because I knew the direction that the adventure was going. I don't care that there are some weird drug lords passing out some drugs that make people happy. I, I'm a priest of Lyra. I want people to be happy and on drugs and dancing. I don't give a fuck. But, you know, I found a reason like, but, you know, there's something bigger going on here. Let's go figure this out. And, and I gave the game master, the dungeon master, the courtesy of going through his adventure. Now, within that game, though, we could do what we wanted. Oh, we have a drunk healing dog back now. Trying uh, to come back. <laughs> I killed the innkeeper and his family. But no, oh, no, all all innkeepers are, are level 20 retired fighter monk wizards. Hey, so. that's that's yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> you can't kill the innkeeper. Yeah, I hate I hate the trope. Literally wipe his floor with you. I hate the trope. Um, so I was responding to go dragons comment about Kevin. Okay, uh, I, I missed some of the chat, so sorry if there's anything that should go. And and yeah, so this is where Heathen Dog and I greatly differ is the fact that the characters, the players at the table, are the probably the biggest impetus on the story for lack of a better term uh the but the world is built around you and you are part of the world you're an insignificant part at low level you're a much greater part at high level uh, but there's still a world of millions of people around you and you only have so much clout and effect on it and right. ultimately now let's use heathen dog what he said a, a bit ago like you know webs within webs and making it too too big uh i i'm i don't i think al was worse about that than me <laughs> Al would, Al would try because I think he tried to do it, and I could be wrong about it. But it seemed like he tried to do like every session was a new web, or every adventure was a new web. I'm, I'm not. It's just I break it down. This is not how I do it. I'm simplifying. Levels one through three, you're fighting orcs. I have to have a reason for you fighting the orcs, in my mind at least. Then 
Also, now you find out why the orcs were there. Well, the orcs were there. What did, what did I say a little bit? Of, oh, because the uh, the zombies were pushing the orcs out of their homeland. Well, why the hell are there zombies here? Then you come to find out that there's an evil necromancer that's got something. So I do it like that. Now, if something happens, we're like, we don't care about zombies. We're going over here. Then I will tailor it. But the zombies are still taking over your homeland. <laughs> if you don't care, you don't care. You know, we can do something over here. But I, But as long as you win something, you do something right, you have plenty of time for side adventures. I would rather go on a dungeon adventure. Well, talk to somebody in town, find out about that. Yes, I will even go so lame as to have the stupid adventure board if I have to. I prefer rumors and whatnot, but I'll do the adventure board if I have to. Like, uh, I, I, my character wants to find something to do with getting a, a, a special suit of armor. Okay. Uh, you've heard about a dungeon of doom somewhere and you can go there or you can, if you can trick the, the, the undead wizard who guards the gate to some cave, there's a special treasure back there, whatever it happens to be. I would obviously write it up better than that. My, my point being is yeah, I give you an undead option. wizard is a lich. So, you know, well, vamp vampire can be wizard also, uh, uh, the, the, <laughs> the point being and a phylactery. Uh, <laughs> no, a soul cage. It's a soul cage. <laughs> the, the the point that I'm trying to make is that the characters get to make the decision, but once the decision's made, they have to have the uh, uh, what's the word that I like to use? I already forgot it. They have an obligation to follow through with that. Yeah, that is the one obligation. I no, I have two. I have two obligations to character uh, to players. Uh, one is know your character. I, I give new players a pass, but know your character, learn your character, and follow follow the adventure as as prescribed in terms of like how you guys say it's going to go. If you if you flip a coin and say we've decided we want to change teams, as long as you let me know that, I will be prepared for you to change teams. So, so uh, I, I, don't, I don't allow that nonsense because, uh, well, I suppose it depends on the campaign. I mean, most campaigns, I start off with, hey, you guys are heroes. I expect you to do that. I expect you to be heroes. Just, just like if you want to play a paladin, I I expect you to be lawful, good, and follow all of yep. the stuff that a paladin follows. I, I expect that, and everyone else expects it. And you're a dick if you go off if you go off script on that one. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, so, and considering know, it, this, it, the attributes that paladins have, that's not something I'm just going to bypass. I've taken paladin yeah. powers away from probably about half of them. No, that's exaggerated, but I've taken paladin powers away from oh, a yeah. lot of them. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're playing in a superhero campaign, and you don't want to be a superhero anymore, you're a dick. You know, you started playing a superhero campaign, you committed to it, stop being a dick. You know, that's the way it is. Right? As long he as it's not give the players a give the players a pass and remake the entire adventure now from the other side, I won't do that. I'll say, fuck you, no. Because for me, it's 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 world events. I see it as world events. Okay, so if they were to join the enemy, there are going to be some problems with them joining the enemy. First of all, it's going to be trust. They're going to be on suicide missions at first. Good luck, guys. You wanted to join them. And then no we're the like a traitor. It doesn't matter what side you came from. You're a traitor. You're uh, everyone knows that you are literally inherently untrustworthy. Yep. Uh, yeah. So you, so you got that. And then, you know, if you pass the suicide missions, like or, or you're like, they're sending us in suicide missions. Maybe this isn't, you know, at least when we were fighting for good. They didn't we, send us out to be killed. And, and guess what happens when you try to go back and fight for good? You're a traitor. You're a traitor, and we're going to lock you up. And now, you know, well, I break out of prison. Really? You think, how many people in the world have broken out of dungeons? Better have some help, because I'm not just going to leave the door accidentally unlocked for you. Uh, 
probably send a spy to infiltrate, maybe. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as um, you said something I wanted to comment on. Oh, I don't allow party conflict now. So let's see. You said if, if you're playing a superhero campaign, if you stop doing that, uh, you're a dick. Uh, to me, it's a group thing. If one person is causing problems, I agree with you 100%. If the group says, you know what? This is about to get bloody. And I think it needs to get bloody. And as a collective, they say, you know, we think this needs to... I think our, our little golden halos and so forth eh, are about to drop and we're going to become a little Batman-esque. I personally wouldn't have a problem with that. Well, Batman was still technically a hero. But, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like, uh, what, 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 I'm, what I'm saying is that if if we're playing say marvel superheroes you have to be a superhero that's the I whole thing this. you actually lose karma if you if you do evil things mm -hmm. you actually can you know you will no longer advance you will basically karma is your experience you will no longer advance in in power if you do evil things so the game punishes you for that but if you continue to do that say listen man we're playing you sat down at this table and agreed to play a superhero game you have to play a superhero. We all agreed on it. We all sat down at the table and you all wanted to play. So what the hell are you doing? What are you doing now? Now, now you're just, now you're just ruining it. You're, you, you went back on your agreement. Why are you doing this? Stop it. So it's two things about this. Number one, that's modern. Uh, we're talking like the eighth century here, not, uh, not the 20th century. And number two, I won't, I won't prevent them from trying to escape. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's not going to be something that, oh, we'll just get out. I'm a thief with what picks. How are you getting out of there? How are you, how are you going to trick the guard into opening the door for you? As somebody whose stepdad worked for a prison system and somebody like me and heathen dog both kind of know this we we know how to actually stop people from opening doors in our face uh you know uh, from doing like everything from sp augmentee to actually having to arrest people you know through uh what do, you, what do they call that um you step forward push push um crowd control riot thank police. you yeah right please crowd control i was actually trained in that uh, we're not we're not guards aren't just bumbling idiots and i'm not gonna make them bumbling yeah, in idiots stories in tv guards are idiots but in real life no man Gu be because a guard knows he's outnumbered at least 20 to 1 he's but, not gonna make stupid decisions now i'm he's not gonna to make it impossible layers of protection between you and him at all times yes now it's not impossible a no. good a couple of good roles a good bribe convincing bribe but it'll, it'll get you halfway there yes but absolutely it's gonna be luck and as a game master, you can take luck away out of the equation if you want to. It's just a group wants to play superheroes and then twist things to be villains when they agree to be. I, I, well, yes, I would say to that extreme. Yes, I, I agree. Um, but see, I also like fallen characters. Look, I like Raceland conceptually, maybe not in everything that how he was written up, but I liked him conceptually. It's because because it follows basic story elements. Let's just put it that way. Um, so I don't mind there being a fallen character. I also like the idea of a fallen character uh, that can come back and be used either by that same player or by me as the game master. So there's some things about the tropes that I'm okay with. Uh, but what usually ends up happening, this is where the real problem comes in, is when the, play, when the player is just a dick just trying to ruin it for the other players or trying to ruin it for the game master. I mean, I won't mention any names, but there's been somebody in our chat who's even said, uh, I always test game masters the first time that, uh, that, uh, 
uh, I sit at their table because I need to make sure that Game Master is worthy of me being a player. You're uh, a dick. Yeah, get out. <laughs> I don't, then I don't want you here. You know, like, that's the way it is. You, you want to play games on day one? Uh, the only game I play is see you later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm here to actually play a game, yeah. not not to play head games with the players. Uh, you know, somebody see you lied. You said that you cheat all the time. I don't cheat all the time. I don't like the idea of cheating, but there are there are points where cheating is. I'm going to tell this story again. A lot of you have heard it before. Heathen Dog lived through it. He's lived through the story multiple times. The horror at the end of the of the Blades adventure that they had to fight. They killed it in the first round. It was the big bad at the end. It was it was it was the bad multiple, guy at the end of the fairy tale story, right? Multiple it's sessions. To be very you know nail bitey and and uh, and emotional emotionally filled you know action packed. But uh, we all got really good roles, <laughs> and we just murdered that bastard. Just yeah, with with dead. incredible roles. Eric with this freaking whopper with cheese ability—that's what he called it. Uh, where he's like, just add in all his, but he like glowed magic as a warrior and just came down on this thing. It was it was Dragon Ball Z type stuff. I yeah. mean, they they blew yeah. it up he, in he one round. Saying on that one, yeah, and, and Garthon did the same thing. Uh, actually, you used the, I think that was the one time you used it because your razor spell sucked donkey balls whenever you tried to use it, but that razor orb, but that Crazy. one time it one went time through, it, like it whooped up everything. Yeah. Uh, so everything came into place from, I had to cheat. You didn't have to cheat. Yes, I did. Because there's still a feel I want to get out there and they had to feel that this thing was powerful and it could kill them. However, as heathen dog knows, what rule did I make? Oh yeah. You're if, if you cheat like that, then no one can die. None of the player characters can die because they they literally already won. Yes. So you, there there cannot be any long term repercussions later on in that combat because technically that combat shouldn't have happened. Right. So, and there are a couple times I had to ask very specific things like how many hit points do you have left? Just to make uh, sure you don't go you don't go down to dead. You know, just to make sure. Yeah. Right. Um. But but they learned the lesson. They learned that that thing was tough. And I didn't tell them until after everything was done and over with. And of course, I told them. So I've had people yell at me. You should never have told them. No, I wanted them to know how well they did. You guys put this thing up in the first round. I was not expecting that at all. Nobody was expecting that. But I had to give you. But did you guys not learn, at least from your perspective, how tough that thing could have been? Had you not been that lucky in the first round? Yeah. After. After the uh, the game was over, we were able to see his stats, and they were impressive. They were impressive. So, so hey, yeah, thank you for following. So I kill the warden. my character. There are some things. To, look, I'm I'm like eighty to ninety percent in the player agency camp. I am. I want you to be able to play the character how you want to play the character. Um, if you do things like refuse to take comprehend languages and can't talk to anybody, have to fight your way through the world. Well, guess what? The world's going to fight back. Uh, yeah it's a hard knock life brother <laughs> right but it's your fault exactly if you just have to have fireball at every you know you know whatever i mean i'm not saying fireball is a bad spell but you get it the um but there comes a point where something like this is like oh, why oh, not sorry why what, what what's what my character why why is your character in this group then you have a paladin and a cleric that heals you constantly who's lawful good or we'll even say lawful neutral how is it that you're in this group how did that how did that slip in so I would question that. Okay, let's use another one. This was pure player agency. The adventure you guys all remember about, uh, uh, about where, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris's character died the first time, the Jackal. Mm. That was 100% player agency because I was prepared for something else. Actually, I don't think I was prepared for anything that day and I was sweating. And uh, 
You, but that was all done because he got himself killed. The actions of the, but it started off with Garthon going to the horse and bopping it on the nose, and then the, then Chris's character going, "What are you doing, Garthon?" And this is how he did it. Chris was like, "I, t- I take Garthon's was his Garthon stick," and I go, "Ah!" And I did the typical GM thing. Is that what you do? <laughs> That's always. Bell yeah, should that, be ringing. That's yeah. It should be right there. There in in your thought process. It you should hit a full stop at that point and go. Wait a minute. What do you say? What am <laughs> I, I like, doing? What just happened? And he's like, "Yes." And I said, "Okay, roll damage." And he's like, "What? No, no. I'm not doing it as hard as I can." I said, "Dude, you just pantomimed as hard as you can." And I asked you if that's what you do. Roll your damage. And he cracked Garthon in the skull and did a shit ton of damage to him because he was a sword master fighting effectively a bard. Uh, a, a, a geriatric uh orc. Ger- geriatric orc bard don't i don't want to hear the D stuff this isn't D. i don't believe in orc bards in D. this is a whole different setting different type of game uh and then then the stupid ass scout with his charisma of three which he thought meant intelligence of three somebody's like why did you just hit that old man oh he can't help it he has horror in his head that's like saying during the salem witch trials he's a witch so it's okay yeah yeah um that just changed the whole course of the adventure and the whole thing and then then people are now getting burned at the stake and (laughs) horses are getting shot and decisions have to be made you know cavalryman's horse versus the character that kind of started that started all of this nonsense who's literally responsible for his own fate uh my horse I had a whole eight hour session based on that. And that was 100% character driven on that one. Yep. And it went completely off the rails. <laughs> and then I Chris would is- never have allowed it. I would never have allowed it to, to go that far. My, my bumpers would have come into come into play, but Max just, just let him gave him all the rope he wanted. And it got himself tied to a stick. No, no, no. I, I knew, I knew that what it was for. It's just, it's still, I'm gonna kill him because you went to jail. Okay, <laughs> I killed the warden. Um, there's somebody. What's this? Important part is they had to avoid the guards, not get caught. Uh, no, I get, again, I get what you're saying, Mar Hockman. You're being way too technical sometimes. <laughs> like, I will give the characters the chance to free themselves. So it's just not going to be easy. And yes, it is very possible that the entire eight-hour session for that day is you locked in jail trying to figure out how to get out. It's boring for everybody, but you made the decision to be an idiot. You could make new characters. We could find a way out. I'm not going to say no to everything. If you have a good idea, if it makes sense and you make your roles, remember, these games are based on roles. It's not story. It's based on roles. If that role says you succeed, I give it to you. Sometimes with penalties, sometimes with bonuses, depending on what you're doing. Oh, uh, Indigo Dragon asked me how I would have stopped it. Well, that's easy. Uh, you remember the part in the story where where he said, are you now? Are you sure? Or is that what really what you do? I would have not done that. I I, I would have had this the, the stick do no damage. You know, it was just a, it was a, he was playing around. I would have that's that's how I would have kept the bumpers on. I wouldn't have allowed it to snowball in, in into something that now no one can control. <laughs> and there was a lot of lack of control. There was a lot of that, yeah. So yeah, I, I wouldn't have let it get get past the you know creating the little tiny snowball. You know, I wouldn't allow it to get there. But, uh, you know, different Max strokes, different folks. Give him rope. I would not have given rope. Well, I remember Bob was the one that came to me, and I know I've said this a few times also, and he's like, that the characters should always win. I'm like, 
No. No. The 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 players should always have fun. Characters can die. That's called losing. So Boy, before I knew what story gaming even was, uh he was coming to me and saying that uh that playing a role-playing game is like reading a novel. The hero should win in the end. It's like No. Well, yeah, but no, no, no. I, I agree. I agree with that completely. But the hero at the beginning of the story may not be the hero at the end of the story because your bad decisions or bad roles could get you killed and you got to have another character. That character is now the hero of the story. It's a the hero's going to win, but it may not be the character you're playing now. <laughs> it could be the character you're playing later after you after you dunce it up. It's it's like the whole uh, paranoia thing. Happiness yeah. is mandatory. Exactly. Just not necessarily yours. Exactly. Somebody's happiness is mandatory. <laughs> That's why you have all these clones. What? Team Good wins, not not Joe Riffle number one. Hey, yeah. that's that's your character's name. Yeah, I, exactly. I mean, yeah, your character may not be the hero at the end of the story. He's the hero now, but maybe not at the end. Let me transition to one other uh, one other difference. And Heathen Dog brought this up a little bit before when you talk about, hey, if we're playing a superhero game, we need to play superheroes. What was one of my rules about you guys playing Earth Dawn? You all, I, I, that's pretty vague, sorry. Uh, yeah. You all had to be good. Oh, yeah. yeah you, we, had, you had we, to be was, heroes. Yes, had to be heroes. We had to be, we had to grow our legend through, through, you know, great deeds for the people. We had to be good guys. We had to be good guys. The world and is full. Is, is enough, that was has, at the beginning. Yep. That was right at the beginning of, of, the, of the campaign. You have to be good guys. And we all said, okay. So if one of us decided, no, I, I, wanted, to, I, wanted, to be an, I wanted to be an evil Nethermancer now. Well, you can't. You the, world has, the world has enough evil already. Yeah. It doesn't need any more world. of it. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't need more. There now, Dungeons and Dragons, on the other hand... You want to play an evil campaign? I don't like running evil campaigns anymore, but I would be a little more open to the idea actually, of it. Yeah, or a lot more open to the uh, the idea of okay, um, things can be a bit dark. Or, no, actually, Earthdown can be pretty dark too. But you know, what I'm saying like uh, you didn't, you don't have to be heroic. Forbidden Lands is a perfect example. That's just about survival and <laughs> building yeah, a keep. Everything's and, dark and gritty. Yeah. yeah. So be, being evil, it could could be necessary just to get a you know get a drink of water or food for the next day. You know. That's the way it is. I, I make the player talk to me for a while. So uh, let's use a couple examples of weird things that I've allowed, because usually when people think about me, they're like, well, you don't like half elves. You don't like half. You don't like half races. You don't like weird crap. Um, you seem to lack imagination. Well, let me. Uh, I uh, one guy played a fairy dragon in one of my AD&D games. Now, he had to talk to me about it for quite a while, but uh, but he, he played a fairy there. Yeah, yeah. well. It was a neat concept, and I was like, huh. Now, that's not even in the Humanoids Handbook, so it's not like I just pulled the handbook out. I think it was even before that was written. But uh, I was at my first base when I was stationed at Curtin Air Force Base. This guy's a former Marine, and uh, he uh, he played a fairy dragon, but everybody loved that character. It was very similar to the Garthon thing. Well, Heathen Dog didn't like Garthon. Everybody else liked Garthon. Garthon frustrated me, but uh, but uh, but you know, it's one of those things. I said, wait a second. But Al had to talk to me. He had to convince me to allow him to play Garthon. I don't know if you know that, but uh, he had to talk to me for a little bit. So, uh, no, it wasn't Wizard Familiar. He played a fairy dragon. <laughs> the party ended up, uh, what's it? They, oh, they were all lit on fire from a fireball trap. <laughs> and and they, they didn't know what to do. They're like, Pickney. The character's name is Pickney. Pickney, Pickney, breathe on us. We're in pain here. Do you know what the breath weapon of a fairy dragon is? No. Euphoria. 
So they weren't getting healed, but he was like, they just, they were healing okay. They, they were basically high at that point. Yeah, yes, yeah. they're like, they're, like, but they had yeah. taken like, you know, you know, 30 points of damage from a fireball trap and they only had like 40 hit points. So they, oh my God, <laughs> like we're on fire here. He just make us feel better. I was like, that's pretty cool. Okay. And he's like, but, but I don't want to breathe on you guys. You're my friends. And this makes people do dumb stuff. Just fucking breathe on us. So I like the way those players, because the, the players were into it and they allowed it. That's the other, the other thing was, is I brought it to the players and I said, are you okay with this? Because he's going to have these abilities and it, I don't want it to take away from what you've got. But the guy played it amazingly. He didn't overuse his powers, his spells, his illusions, the nonsense. He played them flighty enough where sometimes you'd be like, okay, Pickney could really do some pro, you know, cause some problems. He'd be like, oh, look at that over there. You know, like, and he'd just be gone. First one is free, kid. Uh, okay. Euphoria breath. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the right. First hit of euphoria breath is free. <laughs> there you go. Uh, never tried evil campaign or oh, let's put up oh, bouncing around. I uh, never tried an evil campaign or even one shot. I think it could work short term, not for anything. To it. You know what's funny? I've had in my evil campaigns in the past, the characters got along. But so I'm so adamant about certain things about because uh, I used to allow this stuff and I don't allow it anymore. But party fighting, even in the Earth Dawn game I ran with you guys. And, and the reason you hear me talk about Earth Dawn a lot isn't because it's the only game I've played. I've actually done AD&D a lot more. It's because Heathen Dog and I have a reference point for it. Uh, but uh, I let you guys fight a little bit more than even I would allow now. If you remember that big taunting incident between Bob, you and uh, um, and Garthon. Uh, yeah, where where you, that actually turned into a player argument. I remember that too, but uh, I forgot what I said. What did he say? He said something up here. <laughs> oh, I've actually found that the evil campaigns, the characters get along better, and it pisses me off. It's like the the evil characters are trying to uh, you know like, hey, we got to get a job done here. Let's see what we can. Let's see how we can work together to cause as much mayhem as possible. And the good characters are always trying to penisize themselves. Yeah, well, I can do this better. Well, I can do it. Well, I said that. You know, it's like, oh my god. So, uh, so they're more evil in real life. Yeah, like, right. Like real life evil is very organized. <laughs> Story evil is usually chaotic and dumb, but in real life, it's pretty organized and. Uh chill you want to get some people in here now i think we've rambled unless you've got any final yeah. comments to say about that let's get some people in here yeah well yeah chaotic evil see there are a couple alignments i don't allow i don't allow chaotic evil and i don't allow chaotic neutral either because chaotic neutral turns into the uh, the player who just wants to be um a foil to the group or an idiot and chaotic evil just wants to burn everything down yeah it's it's it's, it's no fun for everyone else Right. Especially the game master. Wait, what's that? I missed something. I missed, I must have missed an initial comment. That's uh, did, did I miss your initial comment, Baron G Rock? That seems like your first one. You're both three uh, when they put up the, uh, the pithy nonsense. There we go. Oh, are you talking about us playing that? Okay. I think he was talking about us. That's what my character. Stop saying that. <laughs> it's like, that's what my character would do. Yeah. All right, well, we when we were three, Earth Dawn wasn't a thing. There you go. I'm, I'm going to go get a drink while you're waiting for people to come in. Okay. Uh, I'll put the link out in the chat. We'll invite you gentle folk in here. <laughs> Actually, we always skip into segment three without finishing up segment two properly. So you know what? We're not going to be in segment three, and you're just going to have to wait. If you click that link, you're going to be in the lobby for a second, because I'm going to end segment two properly this time.
got to do this right. You can follow us at these fine locations everywhere. And these fine locations everywhere. Why are they everywhere? Because they're on the internet. And don't forget about a 3,000 subscriber giveaway. Currently, those are our four games. I hope to have a fifth or sixth game in there soon. There's like a little suggestion box on our Discord. Where's your Discord? Well, I already showed you that. It was right there. Um, where I'm asking, what other game would you like to see on here? We've got two Rifts, so there's Palladium. We've got Worlds Without Number. We've got Conan, so some Modiphius. Yeah, so uh, what would you like to see? All right, time for segment three. If you're ready to join us, you've got to be a follower, subscriber. Stay on topic, be pithy, and watch the language. Oh, okie dokie. Oh, what do we have in chat going on here? By the way, when we put that link out, we put it out to you guys because anybody is welcome in. Chaotic Stupid makes for weird stories. <laughs> I'm, I'm just done with it. I, I'm honestly like I, I know some people still like that. They like that kind of chaos. Again, I'm nowhere near heathen dog on this, but I do. I do like to see the party grow from step one to step 20. Uh, just over the course of time, even if it's a different set of characters. And I, utter chaos is not my friend. I've probably got some form of OCD or something somewhere. So I'm definitely I consider my alignment to be lawful good slash lawful neutral in real life, although I think it came up as something. I think it came up as lawful. Neutral. I don't know. All right, Mark Hawkman, what do you have? And no Alcatraz. Blah, blah. Okay, fine. Uh, it's it, it just, just one of those, those things that I was uh, thinking about with the whole... Um, uh, well, one analogy, if you're familiar with Magic the Gathering, that's interesting is that when they were designing the guilds in Ravnica, each of the guilds basically had a guild alignment that was like chaotic good, chaotic evil, etc. Uh, and uh, some of them were pretty interestingly defined because you had one of the, the the guilds that ostensibly they're lawful good. It's just that they don't really do a whole lot because they spend so much time bogged down in legal drama that uh, you know. It, it just doesn't go anywhere. Well, I mean, lawful evil in my mind is uh, it, this isn't a hundred percent true. Just using the system doesn't make you evil. But lawful evil is uh, knowing that you. So let's say I have a lawsuit against you, and I'm a corporation, and you're just a person. I know you can't afford five hundred thousand dollars in legal fees, so I do all the nonsense just to drag it out. So you have to drop the case, even though I'm wrong and you're right. That's lawful evil in my mind. That happens a lot in real life. I, I know. De 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 depressingly <laughs> often. And yeah, yeah it's it, exactly uh, true, though. It's that that's a great example. Hold on. Noro hated this movie when I played it for her before. Oh, ban. No, no, don't ban. Don't ban her for oh, that because she's actually going to watch it. But she hated it. Like she couldn't even get through half of it. So that's funny. Yeah. Watch, the, watch it the whole way through. We did try to watch it. And you said it was stupid. Yeah, uh, lawful evil in the real world is very organized and uh, and usually wins. But in games, they usually don't because they're not as they're not as organized as they should be. Well, I mean, but, but for a, a counter example of that, though, is that, like I said, there's like 10 different guilds in Ravnik and each of them has its own different uh, definition of, of what they are. Let's see here. The, the, the blue red one, 
I think those would be categorized as chaotic neutral. They're basically mad scientists who aren't out to rule the world. They're just out to do mad science. Do mad scientist stuff. Yeah. I mean, I mostly for I the built fun this of it, ice, I, think. I built the freeze ray because I wanted to see if I could build a freeze ray. Their their leader is a dragon of all things. Yeah. Be, a, a dragon who likes to do mathematical tinkering and yeah, that's not inherently evil. But what well, but but here's the thing though, is that it's a dragon doing artificer stuff and wielding all weird arcane magic spells. And it's like I said, it's not evil. No, but Very it can much easily so. do evil things. It has a great potential for destruction if yeah. not used carefully. Right. And they and you know, since they're not uh you know that they have they have no no clear definition of what they want to use it for. Sometimes you know shit goes wrong. Yeah, and if something bad happens, doesn't mean they're evil. An evil thing happened, but they didn't mean it. Ah, Michael, this is exactly where I'm going with this. I can I can name one right now. It's a perfect example of it. It gets a little political, but it's a perfect example of it. The Libertarian Party. That's why you will never see a Libertarian voted voted in the office or any major office because Libertarians can't get along. Libertarians can't even agree with themselves. Okay. Uh, where where I was going with this, though, is that there are uh, factions in the Ravnica thing that were defined as having a chaotic alignment. That w- But in, in, in terms of, you know, like having a very, very loosely defined guild structure that did things that were not necessarily evil, per se, but... Not necessarily good, but they actually managed to put together an organization that didn't have a a rigid hierarchy to it. It did have some sort of hierarchy, but wasn't, you know, I guess you could say set in stone sort of hierarchy. Okay. Like the girl are basically a a collection of um, druid kind of people. Well, thing is, though, they're led by a Minotaur Barbarian, I think it was. Yeah, that was the guild leader for the girl. I'm sure you can see, see how, where we're having a Minotaur Barbarian as your guild leader is going to have your guild end up going. They're basically like warmongering, you know, whatever, who r- r- run around looting and pillaging stuff if they can. Thing is, as a group, they're kind of chaos incarnate and the only reason that minotaur barbarian stays as the guild leader is because anyone who who tries to uh, overthrow him gets cut in half with a giant axe but you know it's an organization that's yeah. chaotic not a very good organization if you ask me but whatever it's fiction i didn't write it <laughs> well yeah but you know uh individuals inside an organization can vary wildly from the organization it's from the general organization itself like uh um what what we were talking about earlier like uh like corporations disney is generally a lawful evil corporation because all corporations if they want to succeed have to be lawful evil. but people mm. inside that organizations their alignments can vary mm. greatly yeah. But they have to work within the confines of the lawful evil evil organization. So sometimes they're going to have to do bad things. 
Uh, the reason I was using the Gruul as an example, though, is that the Minotaur Barbarian, he didn't have a whole lot of rules on who his underlings were allowed to pillage from. He didn't really give a crap what they did as long as they, you know, did. Uh, th there were uh, there was a short list of things he expected of his underlings, a very short list that could be written on a single piece of paper and nailed to the wall. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so not, not a whole lot of rules. So the, the organization didn't have a, um, um, what do you call it? Uh, a rudder. Oh, let, let's let's bring this to D and D. This is a tabletop RPG show. Fuck magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it, it, if you look at orcs, they follow Grumps, right? Okay. Grumps is chaotic evil, if I remember correctly. How do they survive? How do they survive as a as an entity, as as a unit? Well, they're kind of first of all, they're not, but it might makes right. Yeah, the, the strongest person, the Fentari from Battlelords, if you remember them. So, I mean, there there are ways that a chaotic society can can exist. I'm the strongest one. I take your stuff. I, I what are you gonna, what are you gonna do about? It? What are you gonna do about? It? You know, <laughs> that, that, that's basically the way the Gruul did it too. Klingons, you know, kill yeah. Captain, gain rank. They're pretty. I don't know. Are, would they be chaotic? I think they would be because uh, you you can you can challenge the captain at any time, anytime you want. But they have such strict honor that 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 honor code. It all follows this weird convoluted honor code. I don't know if that's actually chaotic. It, it's, it, it's so convoluted. The writers. Don't yeah, it is. It is so right. convoluted. I would think it's they, they they think it's lawful, but in in actual practice, it becomes chaotic because there's so many layers to that honor onion. And uh, also uh, the whole honor thing, uh, basically, it's like make up a moral justification for why you think what you're doing yeah. is right. Yeah, yeah. You you, <laughs> you can you can make up a, a reason that it's it's honorable to do this. Okay, as, I, I, as long as you pitch it right. I want to counter this a little bit. I I agree with the first statement pretty well. In order survival, needs some form of law. I just because it's law just because there is a semblance of organization doesn't necessarily make it lawful um if people are doing their own thing based on might makes right and they're barely surviving the and yeah, that would be neutral evil neutral good yeah or, or i mean it could be very individualistic as well yeah. me over you i don't care what those those 500 people are doing over there they can they can club other people over the head as well but the, the immediate sense of right now is i want whatever it is you have in your hand boom you know and the only reason i don't do that is because that big guy is your friend and he might club me harder i don't think that's lawful personally i don't but you know hey your mileage may vary on that hmm Yeah, honor does not equal lawful. I, I can, to some degree, I can see it because it can be very individualistic. It all depends on how it's played. So I could, I can see it as being both. I can see it being chaotic, absolutely individualistic. I can also see it being honor, like Bushido. You know, depends on how you play the honor thing. So yeah, it, it, it depends on whether or not it's a uh, legal code or a personal code of honor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's it's easier. To, to say it's lawful if it's a if it's a code of honor that everyone adheres to or that you personally adhere to that means your alignment does not reflect your organization whereas if your organization you're in has a strict code of of ethics and honor and law then you are more you're, you're going to be more in line with that organization so you're going to tend to be more lawful yourself i mean i if mean you like, live under the umbrella of that organization like like with the, the whole bushido code thing is that that was in part uh a code of conduct imposed by the daimyos and not, you know, a, a personal code of ethics. 
Right. So I, I, I'm going to disagree with the statement. Just because it's a law doesn't mean it's lawful alignment. I think lawful alignment is actually a misnomer to some degree that people, I and I used to do this a lot too. I got no shouting match arguments over this stuff until. Yeah, you, you, I, you don't think of lawful as law. You think of lawful as order. As organ, yeah, order and yeah, organized. Yes. It's yeah. societal. There's a difference between the authoritarian. I, I hate using modern politics, but people understand it. Uh, the, the authoritarian Republican Democrats versus the anti-authoritarian libertarian anarchist uh, types. So whether you think that uh, that one side or the other, I don't care, right or left is the way to go. Just because it's a law doesn't mean it's I mean, because libertarians have their own set of codes and laws. Yeah. Anarchists even have their own set of codes and but laws. It's personal. It has nothing to do right. with other anarchists or, or other libertarians. Whereas the other side of it, there is a strict procedure and rules and, and set. There's order to how, to how you're supposed to be. If you are in this organization, you must stay in the lane. When, when, when there's the lines. When there's a body count in your, we'll say 1,000 orc village, uh, you know, because people are clubbing each other for whatever reason, spilled his beer on me, he grunted the wrong way, uh, we haven't had, we haven't released enough energy by killing humans, whatever, uh, that's that's not orderly. No. So that, that's how I treat it. Now, again, your game, your rules. I, I'm a firm believer in that. If that's how you treat law, for me, I look at it as organization. I look at it as, as conformity. I look at it as, uh, you know, walking in formation, vice, just a gaggle. I mean, so many different little nitpicks that you can put in there. But that just because somebody's in formation doesn't mean they're lawful. And just because somebody walks the gaggle doesn't mean they're automatically chaotic. I, again, we can't harp on specifics, just talking generalities. But that's well, that's my take on it. Well, one thing that that's so is a point someone made to me uh, years ago about the Mortal Kombat setting is that the realm of Outworld in universe is actually said to be such a degenerate society that they have to keep expanding. Otherwise, they'll just eat themselves because of the fact that they don't um, have a stable enough society in order to maintain daily existence their society is just like slowly crumbling and well no, it, it makes sense i mean uh the the and in a lot of first edition and second edition ad and d the, the the way the way max treats orcs you know they they have to grow they have to expand <laughs> because stagnation is death so they keep growing expanding they, they they leave the borders of their land and they have to be pushed back and killed off and then they'll re-expand again. It comes in waves and cycles. They never stop expanding because if they stop, they don't have the organization required to sustain uh, a, 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 a stagnant, non-fighting lifestyle. And that's all written right into the yeah, orcs of second them. edition. They yeah. don't have farming. They don't have cultivation. They don't have artisans that, that they're able but to But they can learn goods. it. <laughs> no, they can't. They, they can't. It's not in their nature. So the, the, the way you describe Outworld is very much like that. They have to keep expanding because that is the only way to, to keep their society uh, in, the, in the black. They have to keep taking because they can't produce. Yeah. And subscribe. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those like, like, like weird things. It's like they, they didn't really go into that in the first few games. And, but then when they started going into this society, they're like, yeah, they're kind of up. <laughs> well, lick harder. <laughs> I typed in lick here instead of click here. Oh, nice. <laughs>
Mm. All right. Uh, anybody else? And I, I, I firmly believe in this. And the thing is, is one of the things that uh, Palladium never tried to do, at least that I'm when you're afraid that, at least as far as I'm aware, is alignments were always personal in Palladium, no matter what it is. Dungeons and Dragons tried to put it on societies. Like, this is a lawful evil uh, empire, or lawful evil village, or... To be honest, that works as a vague generality. It's yes. like you're saying that most of the people in this village are like that or so on. So, so again, the way I use it is that means if, if something says uh, uh, this is a, this is a lawful society, there's going to be a lot of order. The streets are going to be square. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to be nice crisscrosses, not all wiggly around. Uh, yeah, people are going to look generally the same. Uh, buildings same are going to be same, same mannerisms. Yeah. Uh, the, everyone sells around the same kind of food, has the same, you know, kind of armor and, and, and artisan things, you know, they, they all paint in similar styles. All of their pottery looks, looks similar stuff like that. That is a lawful ordered society. No, in the Whereas, Dragon, it is not run by SJWs because the well, fact why'd that... you even put that up? <laughs> I'm putting out like almost all of them up. There was no reason to put that up, there. but uh, a, a chaotic society is going to have vast differences from one region to the next region in the same country. Yeah. You know, vast cultural differences, uh, di difference in what they eat, how they dress, how they act. You know, personal codes of honor are going to be different on one side of the river and the other side of the river. That is a that is a that is a chaotic society. So individualism in that society is going to range much greater than in the lawful ordered type society you're going to have a much narrower range of personal alignments because the, the the system will punish people who act outside of a of a smaller range whereas the chaotic society there's no limits you can have any any alignment will fit anywhere because society doesn't really punish you for it you know yeah. i mean it might it might ostracize you know if you're a chaotic good society it might ostracize you know something oh, that's a, evil you know a chaotic evil but they'll, sure. but they'll fight against lawful good because they don't want that authoritarianism put yeah. on and they're certainly going to fight against lawful evil because you're just being a dick <laughs> using the rules to to take advantage of people and i don't like it it's like as much as i want to be chaotic good personally every time i do any sort of alignment test how it's come up lawful neutral bastards I think I did an alignment test. I think I came up uh, lawful evil or no, I came up chaotic evil. I, I think I should have been lawful evil, like a little bit evil, but mostly lawful. I ended up being chaotic evil. It was weird. Chaotic uh, society equals hippies. To some degree. Yeah. yeah I mean, they okay. can, they can be, but hippies well, are a vast generalization, but okay. right. Because hippies are also communal. So if, uh, if it, I, actually, I, there are two of those uh, uh, groups well, okay, never mind. The, the the elf people wouldn't would be more like uh neutral good, I guess. But uh chaotic good in the uh uh, uh Ravnica example again is Stop the, it! Stop it with the magic. Stop it. <laughs> I'm just going with the story part of it, okay? Stop it. <laughs> it's it's it, it's it's led by a, a flaming angel whose uh, uh idea of justice is smiting the wicked, and that's about the summary of the entire guild uh, is that that's their idea of their purpose <laughs> yeah it was oversimplified I, I gotta be honest with you, i don't like because of how i play it has nothing to do with the game so i don't like the original alignment system of just law uh, law neutral chaos or law whatever chaos uh but i understand yes it was it was simpler and you had less fights over it that was for sure um uh, 
Oh, wait, that was already up. Yeah. yeah, all the core books. And was it, we were talking, we talked about the Palladium system on Friday with uh, uh, Biggest Geekus, and very good point that, he, that he's made on there a couple of times where he said one of the cool things about the Palladium alignment system is it gives you pop culture references. Some of them aren't as poppy anymore. Yeah, Han Solo. Uh, you know, it's, some of them might not be so poppy anymore, you know, because it's 2021 instead of 1980. Yeah, it's but like 40 years old. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it, uh, it gives you examples if you really need, like, oh, wait a minute. So, how would I play this? Oh, this is, and Han Solo always being the biggest one. Yeah. James Bond. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. I like the three alignment system in DCC. It makes it easier for me. I, again, I understand again, that. Yeah. I, I don't personally, but I understand it. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. It's fine. I, I, if I were to do a three alignment system, I would I have to be a triangle. You know, I mean, it's kind of the way I see even American politics. You got you got your Republicans, your Democrats, and your Libertarians, because none of them, you know, and I know there are more than that, but those are kind of the three as far as broad spectrum of beliefs go. I could do that. I can't just do evil on this side, good on this side, but that's morality, but or chaos on this side and, and lawful on this side with some weird thing in the middle. It just doesn't work that way. I have to have the nine then, but but I get it. Yeah, the categories. Yeah, categories: good, selfish, uh, and evil. And even within good, you have scrupulous, unscrupulous. Uh, is unscrupulous selfish, or is that Un unscrupulous? Is selfish. Or, is that, or is it good? Principled, okay. unprincipled, and scrupulous. Those are the good alignments. <laughs> and then there's unscrupulous and anarchist and something else. Yeah, I, I usually play unprincipled, but that's yeah. anar anarchist is neutral. Yeah. And then evil, your lawful evil one, if I remember correctly, is di diabolist or whatever the hell it's called. Well, it's not neutral, but it's neutral-ish. Stop it. <laughs> I know. He writes in big capital letters. There's no such thing as neutral. I get it, but... Here we go. Uh, the good alignments are principled, scrupulous... Uh, principled, scrupulous... The selfish alignments are unprincipled, anarchist, and the evil alignments... The, the, this is only... This having six. The evil alignments are miscreant and aberrant and diabolical. That's right, and and oh, I call it aberrant. I don't, what is the pronunciation of that? Uh, that one's the one that's basically pure aberrant, lawful. I think is is acceptable, or aberrant, aberrant or aberrant. I think they're both acceptable. I, think, I always see it just aberrant. Same here. But then again, I said esoteric wrong for so many years of my life that it's almost embarrassing. About know, uh, the, well, it, it's understandable because uh, I'm I'm sure that uh, that you read a lot more than your peers. So you didn't have the uh, didn't have the the ability to hear certain words out loud like placate. I knew what it meant. I could spell it. I knew how to properly use a sentence. I'd never heard anyone say it before because I read more than everyone around me. So the first time I said it and, and around someone who actually knew it said, "What? You're do you're saying that wrong." Oh, okay. Yeah, I felt really bad because um, mine my use of when I got called out on it was a mockery of somebody else. And it's like you can't mock somebody if you can't say it right. This yeah, is like exactly you can't say it right. You just lose the argument. It's like twelve yeah, years yeah. ago. So yeah, the, the 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 Palladium system I think works really well because just because you're selfish doesn't mean you're evil. Right. Selfish can can uh, can extend to good things to your immediate group. Like not only do you want to you want you to win but you want the people around you to win for selfish reasons, but you're doing good things for people around you, but it's inherently for selfish reasons. So you can still, still do good acts. You can still do evil acts, but it's all because you want to get ahead. See, and I look at unprincipled as actually being good. 
I see unprincipled as like chaotic good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anarchist. Well, <laughs> yeah, the thing That's is, just, is people, you know, people have way, whatever. I don't care. I don't care right. about you. I care about me. People always exaggerate the anarchy thing. I mean, I have some friends that are anarchists and they're actually the furthest thing from being anarchists. They're pure authoritarians. I also have a couple of friends who identify as anarchists and I think they actually are anarchists. They're like, leave me alone. I'll leave you alone. But if you got something I want, well, you know. Being well-read helps with game prep. Eh, yeah. That's true. All right. Uh, I put the link out there a couple times. Nobody else wants to come in here. I think uh, think we've beaten this one down. Yeah, we're good. So uh, uh, I, I will put the link out one last time, and then uh, we're going to call it a, a stream. So if you want to come awesome. in. Thank you for everything except all the Magic the Gathering lore. <laughs> I, I was just using those as, as I know, examples. but try and use tabletop role playing games as an example next time. Uh, <laughs> eh, it's it's more because I played that more than tabletop. Role. Well, this is not a nerd channel or near nerd show. It's a tabletop RPG show. RPG Digest. It's about rolling dice. There are no but dice. It, it, <laughs> well, there it, are. It, it, it wouldn't surprise me if at the weight they're going, Watsy uh, uh, does a Ravnica block uh, for Magic the Gathering put the link in chat but it's not coming up anywhere literally nowhere is it coming up that is i, I don't see it either i know like let's try it again michael pronounces pronounces uh was that genre 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 yeah it looks like these <laughs> genre oh. Okay, uh, and Indigo Dragon said that they did actually apparently uh, uh, make. It okay, we don't talk five year Pathfinder here either. Do you do you want me to keep putting? <laughs> I'm going to make a <laughs> list of rules. <laughs> we don't we don't talk about stuff that nobody else understands. No anime. That's that's for Heathen Dog. No anime that's for me. <laughs> no comic books. Talk to Garthon about comic books. Anybody else? What, what else have people talked about here? Exalted. That's another Magic the Gathering thing. Oh, is it? Oh. Get stop it, Baron. Ban him again. Oh, it oh. says nope. <laughs> Wait, I can't ban anymore. I'm not I'm not getting the option. Really? For, You've for, over for, for Baron G Rock, I can't. I literally can't. I can ban Michael. <laughs> you I can't over. ban G Rock. You you permanently you made him immune to bannings. How'd you do that? No, he's on uh, he's on Twitch now. Oh, okay. That's why he's immune to bannings. All right. That's him for life. Fair enough. Fine. Damn it. You know what? Heathen Dog needs to have a variety show where you guys can talk about, uh, you know, I thought Exalted was white. Well, you know, we've been getting a lot. No, it uh, might be. I don't know. But I, I, I think Exalted is also in Magic Gathering. It, 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 I could be wrong, but it's reminiscent. I, I haven't played in years, and I never really followed this, the, this actual story. So, mm. you know, whatever. Of what? White Wolf? No, of Magic oh. the Gathering. There, there's an actual storyline of books and you know stuff like that that goes behind the actual cards that are played. I never really followed it. And, and, and the old, I I, in the older sets, it it was rather lore light. But the the the, the more that they kept doing, the more they kept you know like actually you know, writing making books. more lore on top of lore on top of lore, and it became robust. I get it. I just never followed it. Uh, Learn the rules, play the game. That's all I care about. It's a card game, man. It's not supposed to have friggin' stories like that. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's a card game where it has like uh, uh, explanations of who all the characters are written on the cards. <laughs> all right, we're done. We're out. Yep. Right. Max, Max.
Come back. Come back. Okay, we're out. No one no one else wants to come in. Mahawkman, thank you. Okay. See you guys. And later. I will talk to you later. Have a go. Remember, I'm the person that said uh, when we were playtesting that game at War Games West in Albuquerque and they made us all change. We couldn't play D&D or Battletech or anything else. We all had to play that stupid ass game when it was in. They said it was in beta. Al disagrees with me. I don't know. I, I don't care. It was it was late 1992. So whatever phase that game was in then, I was the only one in the room that said this game is for 12 year olds. Nobody will ever play it. I was wrong, but still, I still, I still don't like the game to this day. People have tried to get me into it. I've had decks. I've had people's doubles and car, and card folders full. I don't care. I think it's a dumb game. No. Ah, okay. So wait, about the only thing I wanted to bring up was D and D Death Strike being one per week. Wasn't sure if you saw that or not. I don't. What? The only thing I want to bring up was the D and D Death Strike was once per week. What is that? Uh. CNC. Oh, the Castles of Crusade Death Strike was once a week. Really? Oh, for the assassin. Hang on, I I got it up. So well, that, well that's that's fine. I mean, it's still an awesome ability. I it's still I, like a I hope you're not assassinating people every day. Yeah, that would be <laughs> mean. I guess slow kills all the time though. Um. Yeah, I was either playing at the end of 92 or beginning of 93. I forget. They gave us a bunch of cards. They said, play the game. This is back when you had anti-cards and so on and so forth. Uh, whatever the hell else was going on. And we all had to turn the cards back in when we were done. Death attack. It says it's Monk. Oh, the Monk? Oh, okay. Again, don't care which character class it is. You can kill somebody once a week. That's still pretty darn cool. That's still pretty cool, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Come on. And uh, just, just to be, and this is not at Caden at all. This is just for everybody out there. When we're going through games like this and we're doing kind of a read-through, we're not sitting here saying that we're experts or even trying to be experts. We're just trying to show the game off to you. And if you like it, you buy it. If you don't like it, you sit and chat with us. Here we are. Uh, <laughs> the weapon master, Iron Fist, Death Strike. Here we go. Uh, the, the, the monk gains a fearsome attack capable of dealing death with a single blow. Attack must be announced before the attack roll. Oh, once per week. Yep, the monk can use his attack once per week. There it is. So not not every attack can be a death blow. You, just because you called it. Oh, that, that's right. That's I, I was saying that. You're right. I just have. Yeah. I, I got you. I got you. Okay. Yep. You know how many YouTube because this does this segment doesn't go up on YouTube. Oh, do you know do you know how many that. comments I'm gonna get on that one? It's a lot of comments. It's right there. You could have just read it. I'm like, I could have, but you know what? Thanks. I'm glad you know. So that means you like the game. Yeah. Awesome. You Thank were, you, you for were the paying comments. attention. You were Thank paying you. attention. Like my whole goal with, with, with this, it's like, you know, for the segment twos, I've said this, uh, I'm saying this every week now, and I want to keep saying this. My set my goal for segment two isn't to be especially when we're ranting isn't to be, we're going to be the ones and we're going to take it to them. That's never been my goal. My goal has been to add my voice to all the others. So people know that there are people who agree with them, that SJWs are weirdos. Okay. Um, to promote things that we want to promote, to talk about things that we want to talk about in a more casual manner. Uh, it, it's never been, we're going to go get them because I know our channel is too small, but if it helps inspire you to make a YouTube channel to also lend your voice to it, then I've succeeded. 
Like that, that's the way I see it. Of course I want subscribers. Of course I want, you know, views and all that, all that fun stuff. The more people we are, we are at least a little bit narcissistic. It's, right. it's, a, it's a necessity. Exactly. Yeah. Even, even for the people who say it's not, no, if, if yes, it is <laughs> no, to be on YouTube, to put yourself out there like this, you have to be yeah. a little bit of a ham. You have to. So I, I, I encourage everybody to make channels, make channels that compete with us, make channels that do your own thing, make channel, whatever. But my, my goal is to put our voice out there. My goal for segment one was to kind of carry on the tradition of, uh, so say we all thanks, Max. My, my goal for segment one was to kind of continue on uh, from the old Legion with weekly live stream to give those people, which is funny because I don't think there's anybody that watches from the old live stream. Do you know of anybody who watches today? Oh, Mark Hockman. Yeah, Mark Hockman. Yep, there you go. Yep. Uh, I don't think there's anybody else <laughs> that watches from yeah. the old live stream. But, Sharers. but, well, well Sher come on, Sharers, you're a real life friend. That's cheating. <laughs> but okay, Sharers too. Uh, but uh, uh, my point being is, was to kind of take that because Heathen Doc had a good segment there uh, and just transition that over, but into a more casual format. And so we can, we can talk to you guys and do an overview of a game. Some of them are going to be overviews. They're going to just be like, hey, we don't know anything about it. Kind of like the Castles and Crusades thing. We have, a, you know, we read through the last one, but it's just to say, this is what's out there. I, thank you for correcting us. Absolutely. I mean that. Thank you for correcting us where we're wrong. That's good clarification for the people who are watching it. Um, at the same time, we're showing you the game. If you like it, you'll buy it. If you don't like it, you'll tell us why. Or hopefully you still listen. Uh, then we have the. Um, oh, so we have the, that's the read throughs. We have we played before. Yeah. But the overviews. A lot. Yep. Or we, we understand it intelligently on it because we played either something extremely similar or this once or twice before, like, uh, like battle Lords, we've played battle Lords before, not the current iteration, but we've played battle Lords, not a lot, but we can speak intelligently on the subject. And then there's stuff we've played a lot, earth on Shadowrun, old world of darkness. And that goes D &D, in the fundamentals, D &D, stuff like that. We can speak very intelligent on that because we are very versed and, and, uh, you know, if you try and say we're wrong, we're going to fight you on it. And somebody's been paying attention. <laughs> yeah, well, hundred thousand, hundred thousand, not not ten thousand, a hundred thousand, <laughs> one hundred thousand. Oh, and I found out that uh, well, the the uh, uh, Sapphire Nitro Vega sixty four card that I have sells on eBay for a minimum of eleven hundred dollars. Minimum. Oh my and God. In the computer that's in the 100,000 subscriber giveaway. Ah! <laughs> no. Wow, Charlotte. No. No. Wow. No. That, that was part of the Friday thing. So, Biggest Geekies came on yeah, here because. I, I know, it, I know, I know. Yeah. Because Randy likes, uh, likes Planescape. I think, and I think it's cartoon garbage, but, you know, everybody likes what they like. I think the Manual of Planes was almost, uh, it was one of the most perfectly written books of, uh, of first edition. But hey, <laughs> just enough information. So each 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 dungeon master can make a plane that feels like it's his, but vague enough so you can play around the lines. All right, let's. Uh, I think it's time to wrap this up. Let's go through uh, the old uh, proclivities, as I like to call them. I want to thank 
all of our Twitch subscribers. Cheers. We didn't get any cheers today. We did, didn't get any super chats here, man. Friday, I think I sucked up all the super chats on Fridays. You but did. thank you. Thank you very much. Actually, the guy who's super chatting on Friday is, is here right now. So thank you, Michael, for all those super chats on Fridays. Um, half of that money, well, 40, 35% of that money, whatever oh, the hell the math is. What's that? There he goes again. What? Oh, crap. There we go. Uh, I have to put it on the screen. Banner up oh, where. Well, I'm Michael, the- uh, if you uh, if you look at our YouTube channel, I did I did a vampire and mage old world of darkness reviews, so they're in there right? in in thirty minute segments. You know the world, the system, and you know making a character stuff like that. Much more formatted. And yep. I also did uh, I did I didn't do werewolf because I hate it, but uh, <laughs> I also did the end. You know Gehenna and Ascension. I went over all of the end time books. So yeah, if you want that, you, it, it's in there. It's in the YouTube channel. Here, here's the other problem with that: I don't like the White Wolf system that much. Like I, I, I played it because I liked Heathen Dog's Mage game. Um, I actually own the Technocracy books because I find them to be much more interesting than the Mages. Um, and I, I don't, I, I hate Vampire. I played a bunch of it in the past, but I hate it. I, I'm with Heathen Dog on this one. I don't like Werewolf either. That's worse than Vampire. Um, so I'm just not a fan of it. That, that's my thing. So. Yeah, we want three hours of y'all chatting about it. You know what? Heathen Dog can Heathen Dog can do a lone stream, and he can do that because <laughs> no. It, and, and to be fair, it's not that I would just be bored because most of the stuff I don't fully remember. Um, I do like Mage, generally speaking. I do like it before uh, they ruined it with the latter editions, but. Well, yeah, I'm talking first, second edition. Yeah. Uh, uh, but again, I, I'm very, I like the technocracy. In fact, I've got all the technocracy books. I could run a technocracy campaign. I love how how they combine the technology and magic together and usurp everybody's, you know, the order of reason. But that's a, that's about it. Outside of that, that's just not my cup of tea. I will never stop Heathen Dog from doing that. If he says, hey, I want to do this, I will, we'll figure it out. We'll make well, it happen. I, I also did segments on Demon the Fallen. And uh, uh, damn it, did I do another one? I, I know I did Demon the Fallen because I thought that game was pretty cool. I do I own yeah, I own Demon. I never played it though. I do own Demon. See, and then somebody likes Wraith. I don't. Oh wow! I can pos- I can possess an ashtray. Angst. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I took all of the old world doctor stuff and I took out the angst. Took took out all of all of the goth, you know, whiny fanboy bullshit, and then then it became a good it became a good game that people like to play. The problem with the Order of Hermes for me is I have such a background in hermetic magic, like yeah. of knowledge. All, all you see is the mistakes. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like a a, a real a real uh, sword fighter watching watching Errol Flynn. You're like, oh come on, but no I, oh come on. All you all you're seeing is the crap. Yeah, so but I did. Uh, I I always played Celestial Chorus because I have a religious background, and I played uh, I was pre seminary, and I uh, and Order of Hermes because uh, again background studies and so forth. But uh, yeah, that that's the only reason. But I wouldn't stop. seriously if you guys want to see that. Uh, let us know on our Discord, yeah, and Discord. we can, we, we can figure it out. Hits. I'll I'll do a stream just on Mage and what I like about it, what I don't like about it, how magic, how I think Uh-oh. magic should be used. Uh-oh. No, no, no. Everyone was a hollow one yeah. minus the angst. Yes. That's he took he took out the goth because I wasn't going to play. Actually, you guys had already started. But when he's trying to convince me to play, uh, I was like, I no, I'm not going to be a hollow one. That's too much goth for my taste. No, and no, he's no, like, no, no. no. The, the hollow one, uh, the, the way I did it in my game, the hollow one was the libertarian 
order you know they were yeah. like they, they, had, they had no set structure you were you were ojt this magic shit you didn't have a history you were yep. trying to find your own way fumbling through stuff like that and it was more fun for the players i thought well this just chat's going okay i'm taking this off the screen because chat's starting to move now <laughs> uh i mean so let us let us know actually and i'm please be honest in chat do you want us to spend some time i think it would be better to do on a friday chill stream because yeah, then we can just true. uh do it on a friday chill stream not not on rpg digest because uh, to be fair heathen dog knows this to some degree but uh not not to the full degree i have rpg digest planned out to like the middle of next year because <laughs> of all the new stuff coming in and 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 things that are going on at least for segment ones but uh or maybe after the Shadowrun thing if it works out maybe uh add to what you already have but i'd prefer it to be a discussion personally because we got people in chat who are interested I get so it. I'd, I'd rather be a discussion how do you take out the goth you just stop being angsty and you play like normal yeah. people nowadays yeah <laughs> you know uh you you take out the part of your backstory where you were diddled by a late night sneaky <laughs> uncle and then <laughs> you're good you know well yeah World of Darkness chill stream. Yeah, I mean, that's something that can happen. And I mean, I don't mind being there, but you're not going to hear nearly as much from me because uh, my opinion of it is a bit lower than than Heathen Dogs. I, I, get, I played it because Heathen Dog ran a fun game. No matter what he says about his railroading and so forth, it, 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 I, I enjoyed it. But I also played Vampire. I had my story. You guys probably heard my story about playing the Shock Rocker and somebody taking me to mental health and my first sergeant over that. Um, because I actually wrote lyrics for the song and they were dark because that's what a Nosferatu with a charisma of zero dots, zero dot no, Nosferatu. That's what he does. He oh, makes here. gross songs. Oh, yeah. Appearance. Sorry. Gross. Uh, he makes gross songs and I made gross songs. It's actually something in the Nosferatu handbook. So uh, but apparently that scared people because I could write lyrics. That there dark. you go. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> b before we go, one, one more thing about the Will of Darkness thing. Uh, <laughs> Demon the Fallen has the best backstory of all of the old World of Darkness games, in my opinion. It has the most robust and uh, and interesting backstory because it dates back to the creation, obviously, of the universe and the, the acts of God and angels and how demons fell and you know how angels fell and became demons, stuff like that. It was really, really well written. I really, really like it. And I did a whole thing on, again, look at the YouTube channel and look for uh demon the fallen search, search for it in our channel and you'll find it it's really interesting if you don't know anything about demon the fallen check out at least that first episode and you'll be like and i think you'd be like wow that's a really cool story i do have demons so when i was in that phase yes i do have demon i don't know what edition this is i think it's my only demon book but Probably, uh, i don't think it i don't think it went beyond first edition okay this game sucks donkey balls Oh, in nominate, yeah, yeah. It's 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 not a good game. The system sucks. The idea behind it's kind of neat, but uh, yeah. And then this one is way too deep for people. Nephilim. Oh yeah, that that gets real convoluted real fast. So it's like it's like joining the Freemason. It's like actually being part of an order you know, back in the you know, Freemason type stuff. But yeah, I had my phase where I was. Uh, uh, the only reason I still own these Nephilim books and I try to keep them in really good condition is because you can't get the game in English anymore. Unless unless somebody's picked it back up. But Chaosium stopped making it and you could only get it in French for like at least a decade. Mm. But uh, All right. 
So I'm people out. are saying people are saying it'd be a cool stream. Uh, I want to thank all of so obviously people who donate again. Thank you for the super chat, Michael. Really appreciate that. Uh, I want to thank our uh, other donors, Crafty donated uh, again. No bits today, but that's cool. We did get a subscription or two though. That was awesome. Yes, so we thank you very much. Yep. Uh, locals, backers, streamlet, PayPal donators, also our Twitch followers, YouTube subscribers, our chatters and lurkers. I am loving seeing this chat move up and down. If we missed anything, sorry. You know, it just sometimes happens, but we do try to pay attention to everybody who's chatting. Uh, and of course, if you want to give to us, you give the Wound Warrior Project. Right now, we have three, or we're pushing towards 3,000 subscribers. 3,000 weirdos push that subscribe button. Wow. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, appreciate that go get some more people to push it so we can give away at least these four books if not some more after that and why why would we give out more after that well because half of our super chat money so 250 well two dollars of today because gotta remember taxes uh oh do i have to i have to remember taxes this month too crap um half of super chats go to subscriber giveaway and of course you can follow us there and you can follow us there and don't forget about Bruce Lombardo hosting Gatekeepers this Tuesday, where he'll be talking about how to make a fun foil, a fun NPC foil for the group. And I think that's it. Um, I can't think of any words of wisdom that I have for today other than uh, come to our Discord and let Heathen Dog know if that's what you want. Because can, we can turn a Friday chill stream into just talking about White Wolf or, or really anything. That's why it's Friday chill stream. I just get on and start blabbing yeah, yeah. until somebody gives me a topic and then, then we stick with that. <laughs> Detailed long-term plans are definitely a lawful alignment. Yeah, okay. I, I'm not. I'm not alignmenting out <laughs> leech of myth. I have oh, some sort of OCD. Like my, you know, my uh, DVDs are in alphabetical order. Why? Because that's how I can find them. I people are like, oh my god, that is so weird. How is it weird to want them in an order that I can find them? You're supposed to go by genre, and inside the genre, then you're supposed to have alphabetical order. Or that sounds by, more OCD. By, you know, highest grossing artist to least grossing artist in that genre duh gatekeepers is tuesday at 7 30 central 8 30 eastern time this week that's when bruce has it uh, set up for want to get real angsty play cult i've never played cult i've seen it played once and those people were dressed worse than the uh actually no the the cult people, so the, the vampire people, when I watched being played, because I commented on this and I told some, uh, somebody told me that I should keep my mouth shut or I'm going to get my ass beat. But I was like, the uh, vampire people look like a bunch of goth weirdos with white pasty face and, and you know, it's the, how South Park makes fun of them. The cult people all look like metalheads with big metal fucking amulets and dragon tattoos and so forth. It was weird. <laughs> you have a good day as well, Indigo Dragon. All right, Heathen Dog, I'm going to let you sign us out with your final words of wisdom. I really don't have any. All right.